Hello, everyone. Welcome to uh, the Frillers Green Canteen. So today we're going to be talking about the current state of the VFW. Some of the other VSOs out there um, might talk about some current topics, but mainly going to focus on VSOs, um, which is a veteran service organization or a veteran nonprofit. And then touch on how there's been a lot of greed and corruption going on for about the last decade or so. Once corporations finally got on board with helping the current conflict veterans, unfortunately, there was a lot of, uh, you know, civilians that came out into the space and claimed they were for veterans or maybe their uncle's brother's sister was a veteran. And that was their connection to the community. Um, but more on that later. So, yeah, this is some of the things that we're going to be speaking on today. I'm hoping, uh, you know, you get some other people in here and uh, they can share their experiences. Hopefully there's uh, some fellow veterans or combat veterans that are able to join us. But we will see what's going on. All right, so let's, I guess let's dive on in here. Um, we already know that, you know, that we got the big traditional VSOs that exist, the VFW, the American Legion, Purple Heart Association, <clears throat> uh, Disabled American Veterans. Let's see, I think that's really like the biggest traditional uh, veteran service organizations out there. Um, you know, oh, oh, of course we got the Viet, uh, um, the Wounded Warrior Project. So I kind of forgot about those guys. They definitely cover more of the current conflict. Um, definitely better than some of the other ones. A little bit more wasteful. I guess that kind of happens when it, when, when it comes into this space. Um but I look, I I don't really have anything bad to say about the Wounded Warrior Project. I've been very fortunate that you know I've I, they've helped me in the past. They they got good programs. Um, they are where they are very well connected. So that's that's one thing that they do have. Um, you know, like they have a program through the Red Sox. Um, they're in Boston with the Boston, Massachusetts, um, uh, Mass General Hospital, um, which is like one of the best in the world. It is called the, uh, Home Base Program. And it's, it's really quite special, you know, um, and, and the Woodward Project also has programs for, uh, combat vets and non-combat vets, because you don't have to be a uh, a wounded warrior per se, and or a combat vet to join the wounded warrior project. They just have a separation for programs, which is you know which is a good thing, right? Um, because you shouldn't discriminate against people, but um, you know there are certain levels of sacrifice. So there should be certain levels of reward, I guess. 
Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if that's how they look at it. Um, I, I don't believe it is. I know for me, like I went on a odyssey, which is for combat veterans and combat veterans alone. And they said they did that to create a like-minded, um, group, you know, have a setting where everybody's kind of on the same page and you're able to discuss certain things and, uh, everybody, everybody can relate to, to what is going on and relate to the same thing. So, um, but yeah, I mean, the Odyssey is, is great. That was a fun thing. We're, uh, it's been about a week in North Carolina, uh, doing some things out there in Asheville, I believe it was. Did some white wood, white river rafting. Did some skill building things. Um, you know, took some courses. Ate some quiche. That was, that was fun. Um, good times. So, you know, on the flip side of that, there's a bunch of corruption that has been running rampant for the last 10 years. Uh, or longer, you know, in the, the very much so, at least in the veteran service organizations. I'm not sure about other nonprofits. I know that people dislike them at times because they do mismanage the donated funds. It's just a sad reality of things. People overpay themselves. Uh, I, I don't. I don't quite personally understand it. But, um, I, I just, I know that there's a lot of waste involved in there too. And, um, but circling back around to, you know, the veteran service organizations. So luckily the V, um, not only has, oh, Hey, Akeem, thank you. Thank you for joining. Um, thanks for having me, buddy. I'm here. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining. Uh, so luckily the FTC has been doing fantastic work with kind of curbing these um, non-for-profits or SBOs um, that have really overrun the non-for-profit sector in the last 10 years. So let me pull up the exact, um, what is it? It's not um, the exact article here. So Chris, I didn't hear for people who are listening. What does uh, VFW stand for again? Um, so the VFW stands for the veterans of foreign wars. Right. And then the VSOs? Uh, that is Veteran Service Organizations okay. or um, uh, veteran, you know, not-for-profits, not-for-profits with a focus on, on veterans. Mm. Gotcha. I don't know, so there's another thing. They got Harris, Harris Jewelry, uh, fate, trade, blah, 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 Federal Trade Commission, and 18 other states sued national jewelry retailer Harris Jewelry. 
for and why they do that? military families. Interesting. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and then, so yeah, there was a testimony back on July 20, July 13th for protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and fraud. Prepared statement of the Federal Trade Commission before the House Subcommittee on National Security. Um, let's see where it's going to talks about the uh that, that might have been the right the right article because I, I was in here a few days ago reading these and updating myself on some automobile things um so this uh <clears throat> this uh what you call it um jewelry store sued because these people were cheating veterans huh Yeah, they yeah, absolutely. So, um let's start there cuz this is the first article on here. Um I'm just on ftc.gov. Um, okay. I I did go into Google and type type something in, <clears throat> but it just brought me to FTC, ftc.gov, a simple search in their bar of tag veterans. It's got uh looks like 21 articles currently, or 21 right. uh, things that they're currently reporting on. This yep. is for Harris Jewelry. Uh, type of action administrative last updated July 20th, 2022 FTC matter file number is one seven two three one six two. And the case status is pending. That's kind of hilarious though, that um, for them cheating veterans and they just got hit with a basically it's an administrative a fine of some kind. Mm-hmm. Administrative. What 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 does what does that mean? Does anybody know? Uh, welcome to the chat. Pa, pa tau or pa uh, pa to pa to. Is that what that is? Pa to uh, like uh, is that Chinese? What is that? Pa. Send me a message if you if you're if you're listening intently and let, to me masquerading your name as you've joined the listeners here. Um, uh, but yeah, man, so that's kind of pathetic that you would have, uh, something administrative. Like, what does that mean? They, they, they wrote some paper, they, they wrote them a stern warning, <laughs> you know, what, what is administrative? They, they, uh, they, they're keeping an eye on their, you know, their personnel so they don't do it again. <laughs> that is that, that is, that is administrative. Well, uh... Yeah, I mean, let's take a look here. So it says it's against um, <clears throat> it's against Harris Originals of New York. Uh, it's again the FTC file, uh, FTC matter, or file number is one seven two three one six two, and this is the case summary so far. Uh, it was updated July twentieth uh, of this year. Hmm. The Federal Trade Commission and group and and a group of eighteen states sued national retailer Harris Jewelry to stop the company from cheating military families with illegal financing and sales practices. According to the complaint, the company deceptively claimed that financing jewelry purchases through Harris would raise the members' credit scores. Misrep... Um, this misrest... Misrest... Oh my God, I cannot... 
misrepresent is it misrepresent mis, 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 misrepresented ah misrepresent oh misrepresented okay yes wow. yes. <laughs> yes misrep thank you uh yes misrepresented that it protects that the protection plans were not optional and or or, or were required and added the plan to purchases without the consumer's content, uh, consent, uh, without consumer's consent. Uh, the complaint also includes a charge that the jewelry company violated the Military Lending Act, uh, the FTC's first action under this act, which is true. Um, and that's actually what I was going to speak on. So like the Military Lending Act um, and a few other things with, with SVOs, um, uh, uh, or VSOs, I'm sorry, veteran service organizations and or, you know, non-for-profits that serve the veteran population. Uh, Slick has been going on for a while. We, they got um, a lot of PDFs here posted on FTC.gov attached to this uh, pending case here. Um, what, what was it you said they have attached to the case? What is it? Uh, oh, man, they have a whole bunch of evidence. of uh, They got, got them in, like a, in PDF files. Uh, there's so now here, there's what, here's like the, 10 attachments. Here's the interest, okay, so here's, the interest, here's a question I have about that. Um, so <clears throat> this Harris's or whatever, they were intentionally, you know, uh, so, okay, so basically they were um, financing jewelry to veterans, but the, for some reason, the way that they were financing it, it was uh, causing the veterans' credit uh, to decrease. Like it was, it was hurting their credit, so it had a detrimental. Um, no. So what is so what is saying here? So so that um, active duty and veteran military members um, were informed that purchasing through Harris Jewelers would raise. The service members' credit scores, which was a mis misrepresentation because it it doesn't and it didn't. And then instead of the protection plan for you know the jewelry that you're buying for whatever it may be, um, instead of it being uh, given as an optional um, purchase, you know something that's additional to you know. Uh, it, they weren't even told it was required or not. It was just put on there. It was just like, okay, you're military, you know, you're financing, you know, oh, you have to get the the plan or, you know, it wasn't even offered. They just put it into their financing. So, you know, they made that extra, whatever it may be, uh, based off of the price of the item, um, okay. the MSRP price. But yeah, so then it says, um, so, so it added the plans to purchases without consumer's consent. Oh, okay. So the protection plans got added to them. Correct. All right. You know, I, a quick segue, yep. um, just real quick. Mm -hmm. I had an incident that damaged my credit from a jewelry store. Um, so in 2017, I bought my wife a ring. Uh, it wasn't like the typical uh, wedding band or you know, um, engagement ring you would find with a big giant diamond sticking out of it. It looks like, I mean, who the fuck wears those? Excuse my language, right? Like, anyway, look, people like what they like. You like a big diamond on your fucking finger. She didn't want one because she was always active riding her bike and lifting. So she was like, I want one that have the diamonds embedded 
into the 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 ring itself and she was didn't really care she just wanted to get married and the ring was a nice thing because um she, she'd never been proposed before anyway it was very special it was a beautiful thing and she asked me she was just like hey when are we gonna go do this and so we just went to a jared's jeweler um which is on us1 in full Lauderdale, florida yes jared's i'm calling you out um it's across the street from a Barnes and Nobles where we used to hang out for. Anyway, long story short, I bought the ring. I put like a uh, down payment Akeem, on it. We are yeah. calling out all sorts of people tonight. So okay, yeah, man, I'll call out some MFers. Um, so uh, so I paid for the ring in cash, um, and I I went in and I think I put like a thousand dollars. I gave them in cash, and then the next day I went and paid the rest of it off, um, and. Uh, so that was that should have been done, right? That's paid in full, done. Nothing owed. They 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 fitted her for the ring that day when I gave them the the thousand um, dollars. You know, they checked it, all that, and so basically all they were gonna do is just you know fit it, custom fit it for her finger, and polish it all that stuff like that, and put it in a nice box. You know, and um, that was it. Now I, we leave uh, in 2017, a few months later in um, in July, because I got that for her on January 17th or something like that. Um, and, uh, then in 2017, we leave and go to China. So we're out of the country for four and a half years. We come back. I start filing everything for my business, everything like that. And I'm looking at my credit. I'm trying to get credit cards and I'm, I'm wanting to do stuff. And this is one of the things that's on my credit saying that like, uh, anyway, I don't know what they did, but they made something up and added something to my account that I never purchased and were like charging me for it and saying that I didn't pay for it. Or something like that, and so it really took a hit. My credit really took a hit for, uh, because of it. Not that it was like sparkling or anything like that before, but you know, an unnecessary, un, I, unknown whatever charges they were charging me for that they shouldn't even had. Like, I mean, how are you charging me for? I never even gave them my credit card or a card of any kind. I paid in cash, so I don't even understand how I had credit outstanding with them. They said that they gave me like a. $6,000, 10, I don't even know what line of credit it was for whatever reason that I never had any extra work or anything done. I never saw anything else. You know, we left shortly after that. We were busy all the time. So anyway, that's just my side note. Um, I took up a little bit of time. I don't want to take up any more with that, but just so you know that it's just a coincidence, you, you know, you're talking about that. And, um, I had a situation, uh, you know, a few years ago with that. I love you, Flora Elizabeth Carrasco. But yeah, I mean, and that that really sucks, Chris. That um, you know they're adding stuff onto these veterans and the families' accounts that they didn't ask for, um, and uh, that's got to be causing people's problems, and, right? And, when and when then it's not even building their credit, right? So that's that's pretty pretty shitty. Um, so uh, yeah, man, this is interesting. So. Talk, any, whoever's tuning in, if you didn't read it and you can't see it, we're talking about the current state of the VFW, other VSOs and nonprofit corruption in the veteran community. Um, so, oh, is this, hey, is this what this show is going to be? Is this Fiddler's Green Canteen? I didn't notice that before. That's awesome. Fiddler's Green Canteen number one. So let, let me read this real quick to everybody. Um, I'm going to read it in my best uh, announcer kind of voice here. Here we go. Fiddler's Green Canteen number one. We will be discussing the topics of corruption, greed, and scam artists in the VSO, veterans' nonprofit organizations, and as a whole in the nonprofit sector. 
We will cover the current state of the VFW, Veterans of Foreign Wars, other VSOs like the WWP, Wounded Warrior Project, American Legion. Traditional VSOs can't recruit new members and veteran suicide is on the rise. What can be done? There must be change. And there's, there must be change in that uh, description, too. There's a few typos. So we're going to fix that a little, bit, a little bit later. But, guys, you all got the uh, – whoever's the – few of you are listening and whoever will be listening to the recording will have that, uh, that cinched up uh, in a minute. But thank you for putting the show together today, Chris, and bringing these things to light. These are things I didn't even know. I mean, who knows all this alphabet soup stuff right here, like the veterans nonprofit organizations and veterans of foreign wars and the Wounded Warrior Project. That one's the one I'm familiar with is the Wounded Warrior Project. And I did know that uh, veterans have a high rate of suicide. And um, I know that veterans can be pretty damaged from PTSD and various other things. You know, I have two sisters that are both military veterans. One uh, retired after 20 years and the other one <coughs> resigned after 10 years or retired after 10 years. I don't know what which one it was, but so I know it can be harsh. And of course, Chris, you yourself are a veteran. So um, let's see. And you've got some cool links here. Um, I, I suppose eventually we're going to uh, I'll be looking into uh, some of these links more closely, right? I see you got Fireboat, Base Smithfield, uh, Post 8545. So, yeah, what are we going to be doing with these links? Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely be digging into them. So, the first one is just kind of the show itself. Um, and then I got two links to my local VFW. Um, I'm, I'm from a small town in Isle of Wight County in Virginia. <clears throat> it's where I enlisted out of. Um, we're a small agricultural town, small farming town. Um, our claim to fame is the ham factory. Uh, most of our post members are really old, like Korean War, World War II, Vietnam era. No, no current conflict guys. Really, very few. Um, so yeah, I just kind of I got, got links there to them. Uh, we got the Veterans Crisis Line because if that's always needed, um, you're going to get at least more help calling them that you will calling the VA, um, and they're, you're going to get more help than probably calling the local police. Because who knows if you, you know how those guys are going to show up, uh, especially if you're are a combat vet um, and you're in, and you're in duress and in distress, they may uh, not be so so kind. Um, they have the Wounded Warriors uh, Resource Center link. Uh, that's that's a great link to the Wounded Warriors. Um, I, I have my own feelings about them. I think they're pretty great. There's a little waste there. I mean that's to be expected, but they actually do do some fantastic and wonderful things. So get plugged into the Wounded Warrior Project. Um, I wouldn't say donate to them only because they get so much money from the government. Um, just let the government already give your hard-earned tax-paying dollars to them. Um, and then the other ones are actually not-for-profits that I know of um, or that I know the owners. And, uh, you know, they're very uh, honorable men with a large, um, I guess, list of merits. <laughs> um, so Boulder Crest organization is in Virginia. Fantastic. Look them up. They, uh, have got all sorts of awards. Um, uh, uh, God, what is his name? Uh, Dusty, uh, Dusty Baxter, I believe is his name. Um, Dusty's great. Um, he's a, he's a ranger and airborne guy. Um, 
he spent all his own money to build this gigantic ranch. Uh, it's like, man, maybe 10 or 15 years ago. But a fantastic place, Boulder Crust. Um, let's see, after that, we got Galliant Few. That is a Marine Corps Force Recon uh, Special Forces Tier 1 group. Um, non-for-profit. I, myself, is, am not a Tier 1 operator. Um, I was in the cavalry. Uh, I did stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that's, I, I just, I know them because I know some other tier one guys and, uh, you know, they, they, I've worked for their organization doing some volunteering stuff before I've been to some of their things. Uh, I was blessed enough to be allowed to go. They kind of gave me the go ahead and I am nowhere near on their level of, um, that type of, uh, operational prowess, uh, so yeah, just big shout out to Gallant Few, and the same thing with the Mighty Oaks Foundation. Same thing; they are a Tier One operator, Special Forces, um, non for profit. Uh, great, great non for profit, Christian based, faith based. Not like shove it down your throat. Just like hey, they're strengthened, and you know, in some of these words, and strengthen the Scripture, which is uh, that there uh. is. Um, great foundation. Yep, just um, but you know that's that's cool. You know, the, it's interesting you say that. Um, you know, they don't shove it down your throat. So not not everybody is into the, doesn't doesn't have those kind of ideals. Not that they're bad people, but not everybody, um, you know, appreciates the Christianity or the faith base and everything like that. Um, but a lot of people will, even if they don't support that kind of stuff, they do support veterans, um, and because a lot of people understand that a lot of veterans, you know, sometimes they, a lot of people didn't really have a lot of other choices in, you know, how they were going to, you know, turn out in life, what they were going to do. And sometimes the military was like the only option. And some people, especially, you know, uh, at previous times before our time, so to speak, before our time that we were old enough to join the military, some of them, you know, there used to be programs where if you got in trouble, you know, you could uh, you could go to the military to opt out of um, of having to uh, go to uh, jail. Right? Um, there was a time when people did that. So a lot of times, people really, you know, went to the military because it was like they felt like they didn't have another option. And, uh, besides the fact, of course, there are plenty of people who, who volunteered and went, uh, with, uh, full intention, knowing what they were doing. Um, but it's just kind of interesting that you have so many people from so many different backgrounds, but the same thing happens to them, you know, all the time, all these issues happen. And, you know, I feel like if people are going to be doing stuff like that for their country, uh, you know, it, it reminds me as I'm saying that, you know, ask not what, uh, your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Well, I think that we should be asking what your country could do for you in this case, right? What do you think about that? Um, and do you think that the country is not doing enough? And also, Chris, my another really main question here is, uh, is do you uh, feel like... Um, like what, oh, sorry, no, the question actually is, did, do, what inspired you to actually create 
this particular show and this podcast today. I'm sorry, I did not mean to hit that uh, whatever button I hit and sent you back down there to Hakeem, my bad. Um, what, I mean, yeah, I guess what really inspired me is, you know, I just want there to be change. Um, I, I myself, uh, I've had some, some issues um, after returning and had some issues getting some help from VSOs and or uh, veteran service organizations and have um, fallen into the pitfalls of scam artists and false promises and, you know, those type of people. And, uh, sometimes I was on the receiving end when I went, uh, looking for help. And, uh, there was an unfortunate time when I, um, spent a lot of time doing a lot of work at, for a organization on quite a high level, um, just to find out that the guy wasn't who he seemed to be. Um, but with much luck and much grace from God, uh, I took what I had compiled at my time there um, to the mayor and the mayor was a Marine Corps veteran. And I said, Hey, look at this. And uh, me and his aide worked very closely to, you know, get the evidence straight and kind of, you know, get it all, uh, making a timeline and turned it into the FBI and the IRS. And it did take some time, but uh, it, it, it was resolved. So uh, I guess that's my biggest inspiration is, you know, the, it, kind of that with the scamming stuff. And then, you know, the, the VFW, it's close to my heart. Um, I think there are some good organizations out there, um, you know, and they have a lot of leverage in in politics. So a lot of these traditional organizations, you know, the VFW, the American Legion, uh, the DAV, maybe like maybe the, the Purple Heart Association. I mean, the Purple Heart, uh, uh, um, what, what is it? Is it just a, I'm not, I, I honestly don't, 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 don't know. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, these guys hold a lot of pool and have a lot of leverage in politics. And, you know, and, and, and unfortunately, all the older guys are passing away and none of the young current conflict guys want to join. Uh, you can't blame them. A lot of these VFW and American Legion posts are just rank with cigarettes and stale beer and dudes crying in their beers and there's old and bitter and uh, I'm pretty sure they have plenty of good stories and knowledge to share and a lot of good things to offer as well. But um, the younger guys just can't, I, I think they can't bear the environment, you know, or, or, you know, or I, I, I don't know. Um, I guess I should say, I, I actually, I do know. Um, I felt like I was rambling on. Maybe getting a little too. No, man, listen. I use the the I don't know as like a digression. (laughs) Listen, no. um, uh, This is great. It's it's a a topic that you're passionate about, but it's also very complex. And the thing about that is that 
it's complex and for more reasons than one in that it's it can be emotionally charging um because it could be upsetting about the kind of things that are going on here and uh it's not just that uh it is going is going on at all it's it's the fact that it is it is really really in a lot of places it's kind of like you know everybody talks about the uh the covid being a pandemic well what about the pandemic of the the kind of um you know uh abuse and um, misappropriation of resources for veterans i mean all over the place it is really you know one of the worst things that's going on right now um and I, I see things just, like this all the time. It's just yeah. as bad as, as in, in Social Security. I mean, people wonder why Social Security is about to end um, because you got a whole nation full of people, um, you know, faking out on, on disability for, for um, you know, for this SSI. When I lived in Indianapolis, I used to see this black guy walk by, uh, you know, and, and uh, I, Sorry, I was listening. I'm a black American, so if you don't like it, you know, shove it. Um, but, um, you know, and and he had a, a a walker and a neck brace, and when he once he made it around, like made it like probably a few hundred yards around the corner of of our apartment building they had built there because I was a homeless vet. I was homeless at the time. It was a brand new building they had built in the west side in the deep dark ghetto of Indianapolis. Probably had the land for dirt cheap. I'm not complaining. It was a nice place, brand new. Um, but then once he got far enough, he like ripped off the neck brace, started walking normal. Like, you know, I mean, I get it. You got to do what you got to do, but man, we live in the freest country. You can get a job easily. Uh, you could, you could relocate easily. You could use, um, the things that the government has in place for assistance. Once you relocate to then like better your life and to get on your feet and, uh, go from, you know, one type of living situation to a different type of living situation. If you don't have a car, you can gain a car, you know, and then you can get off assistance and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so we, we do live in a great country, but uh, people take advantage of how free and how amazing we really are. Um, and that, that turns us into being less amazing by proxy, unfortunately, because it's, it, it, it takes away, um, the resources that are needed to be appropriated where they should properly be allocated. <clears throat> so, uh, Speaking of, of, of that, let's 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 see here. So we're, we're on the FTC Gov website. If you're just you're just getting in here, um, we've been covering. You know, we covered one st- one article already on Harris Jewelry. They were putting on protection plans to military service members' uh, accounts when they were financing jewelry from the store. They're also told that financing jewelry with Harris Jewelers would increase their credit score, which it did not at all. Um, so not a very kind thing to do. Uh, it's, it is a pending case.
the case we're moving on to now, it, uh, the last update was July 13th, 2022. It is a testimony uh, at this point. It is um, So I guess it, it's just been presented uh, so far to the House subcommittee on uh, and on the national security level in that kind of bubble and that in that sector and it pertains to protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and fraud prepared statement for the Federal Trade Commission before the House subcommittee on national security uh, we have a PDF here attached and I'm gonna click on it it's uh, 14 pages, not not too bad. Uh, it was presented in front of D.C., House of Representatives, July 13th, 2022. I mean, we can go through every page, but I'm just going to kind of skim through here. Introduction, uh, Chairman Lynch, ranking member. Uh, okay, so here's the, so here's the important person, Milani Mithau, um, Associate Director of the Division of Financial Practices within the Bureau of Consumer Protection at the Financial Trade Commission, Commission or FTC. And she says she appreciates the opportunity to appear before them today to discuss financial fraud that affects the military community. So she's the representative here and looks like she'll be the one speaking. Um, Combating financial fraud aimed at military consumers is important. It's a part of the commission's law enforcement agenda. Some fraud exploit circumstances common to to the military community, including the the, the demands of deployment, and frequent relocations. Others target recent enrollees who are living on their own and earning a paycheck for the first time. And some bad actors use false military affiliations or thought bogus offers for veterans in a cynical ploy to take advantage of of service members and their families. So the last line here, um, let's, let's look at that. So talk about bogus offers for veterans and a cynical ploy that take advantage of servicemen and their families. Well, I guess it's not the last line. It's the full last line is some are bad actors and, um, using military affiliations, you know, and that, that's the whole thing too, as well. Um, with some of these service organizations that end up saying that they're veterans or that they support veterans, um, and their only affiliation may be their brother's, you know, uncle's mother, you know, or whatever, and or they have none of their own, and um, then they unfortunately, like Hakeem was saying, there are people in our country that just care in general, you know. Then they may not vet you, and they're not going to come super source it and watch where you're spending the money and. And that's unfortunate, but you should also shouldn't have to do those things because you're supposed to have a, a level of, of trust that you should be giving, uh, that you should be able to give to an organization like that, especially if they've gone through, you know, 
the proper channels to get the actual designation of being a 501c3 um, or being a uh, veteran service organization, um, there should be more stringent oversight on that. And I'm pretty sure that's what she's going to be speaking on here um, or she spoke to in her testimony to the subcommittee. Um, and it is a sad thing to be folks out, you know, people, doing these things, especially these young men, you know, targeting them with their first paychecks. It happens a lot. You know, you hear these stories all the time about, about his young service members, you know, mainly E3s and Belows, um, getting a Mustang at a 27% interest rate, you know, and, 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 and we can't help, but just laugh about it. Um, uh, Hey, my buddy Davies, uh, added me. Uh, give me two seconds to see if I can't can't get get him in here. Um, so yeah. Um, what, what was I just? I'm so sorry. I was speaking. I digress. Um, it's just it's just unreal. What kind of it's it's going on at, at times. Um, so. Let's let's continue on here. We're in the second paragraph of this testimony. Where is my buddy? Here we go. Fight my buddy here. Fantastic. Uh, he himself was a medic, um, and then supply. I remember correctly. I know for a fact he was supply. So there's that. And he deployed himself. Great guy. <clears throat> so she goes on to say, military frauds cause great harm to individuals, to individual victims and their families, and undermine military readiness and troop morale. Yeah, uh, the commission's efforts to curb such nefarious practices is an essential component of our consumer protection mission. This testimony gives an overview of the FTC's work to track and detect military fraud, enforcement actions involving the military community as well as the FTC's military-specific consumer education and outreach efforts. And then it's got a few citations. Um, let's see. Uh, number two would be tracking and detecting fraud threats. Oh, where is the other speaker? Oh, he, uh, he said, uh, he sent me a text, actually. He said that he, um, Oh, there we go. He's, maybe he's back now. You want to go ahead and tell him what's going on? Um, so, yeah. So, um, so we're on your uh, page three, item two being presented to the subcommittee by the FTC um, on military fraud um, consuming uh, pertaining to consumer financial fraud, uh, tracking and detecting fraud threats. 
FTC enforcement and outreach often, uh, I'm sorry, the FTC enforcement and outreach work often flow from the commission's active monitoring of the marketplace, which allows us to understand, identify, and combat threats to both hey. military consumers and the public at large. What's up, dude? Oh, I'm finally back online. Sorry about that, man. Uh, everybody, my device crapped out. I'm back uh, to help moderate the show. Chris, please continue. Um, I just had a technical difficulty. My other device ain't working. So. Works, works for me. All right. All right, all right. Thank you for being here. Um, let's see. Uh, both at large, one of the most powerful tools in, in obtaining information about fraud is the FTC's Consumer uh, Sentinel Complaint Network, a secure online database of consumer reports. No, that's it. Sentinel. Okay. Uh, uh, nope. No, that was Centennial. Let's see. Um, uh, Sentinel um, includes complaints uh, reported directly to the FTC as well as dozens of state law enforcement organizations, other federal agencies, other, other federal agencies, and non-governmental organizations, such as the Better Business Bureau. Service members and military civilians can provide service and installation details. Yeah, this is a solution. Um, giving vital information to government a- agencies, <clears throat> including Department of Defense law enforcers and policymakers. The commission monitors and analyzes uh, sentinel data with respect to both military-specific and other trends. This this work informs commission's consumer protection work, assists our uh, assists. Our lawyer, our law enforcement, insists our law enforcement partners and provides public transparency about high-level complaint patterns. In 2020, the commission launched a new informational tool, identifies and makes public uh, emerging trends as revealed in, in Sentinel data concerning problems military consumers are experiencing in the marketplace, including reported financial losses. In 2021, Sentinel recorded over 200,000 complaints from military consumers with reported, ter- with reported monetary harm of over $267 million. The top categories for military consumers were identity theft, imposter scam, online shopping, negative reviews, credit reporting, bank and lenders, credit uh, 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 debt collection scams involving prizes sweepstakes lotteries fraudulent businesses job opportunity offers job opportunity offers leland jones of ceramic king custom whatever in virginia beach auto related problems and bogus investment schemes we review these complaints to find potential law enforcement targets and witnesses to coordinate with federal, state, and local law enforcement partners. 
All right, so we are now on to item three. Yeah, I have a question uh, before you go on to item three. Uh, what really upsets me a little bit, maybe a lot, is why the hell are pe- would people do this to veterans, to people who are already just been abused, mistreated, um, the set aside by the government? Like, well, why would somebody then want to go ahead and further abuse him? Just, I mean, I know it's a rhetorical question. There's a bunch of idiots and crazy people out there, but why would somebody want to do that? Um, I feel because it's it's the only community that will suck it up and drive on. They'll they they I mean they may complain about it, but like they're not going to cry about it, you know. And they know there's constant money or. Um, in the last 10 years, the government and corporations like the big Fortune 500 and 700 companies and whatever, they, they finally came around to the whole like, oh, let's help vets. Because you got to think since Vietnam, there's been a turn where we, the whole country turned a blind eye to the warfighter community as a whole. We used to bring these guys back and we used to reintegrate them and we let them you know, continue to serve their community and you know, and show men how to be men and share stories and share knowledge and skills and abilities. And, um, but that's changed. And then, you know, once, once we have kind of reunited on this global war on terrorism with these different, you know, uh, long-term campaigns, um, which people still never did anything. Like when I went in in 2009, I couldn't get a bag of coffee from Starbucks when I was getting deployed under Obama. Um, and when I left in round, um, like beginning of like 2012, um, they you know Starbucks is all about it because now it's hip and cool, and they were you could get a whole case donated, um, you know. So it wasn't you know it wasn't cool until about 2000, and until I was getting out around 2012, um, 2011, you know, maybe prior to that, I wasn't really you know I was I was high school wasn't plugged in and needed to know, um, but. So the government started giving a lot of incentives and started pumping into programs for non-for-profits that were focused on veterans in general, you know, homeless veterans, combat veterans, just, just veterans, you know, anybody who's, who could dial up some fake paperwork, just like they just did for this PPP uh, loans and all this stuff and the EDIL grants and uh, that happened during the pandemic. If you had enough little paperwork and, uh, you know, you said you were about it, even if you weren't a vet yourself or nobody in your family was a vet, you know, if you can convince somebody, that's what you were going to do. They would run with it and then they wouldn't check up on it. You know, um, uh, you know, maybe even politicians, cause it makes them look good, you know, or people in positions of power, but then they don't use the transparency laws that are already set in place for non-for-profits to, to check to see where the funds and donations are being allocated to, to make sure that they're being, you know, appropriated properly, especially when it comes to salary use. You know, if you're running a not-for-profit and you're paying yourself a bunch of money, then you don't need to be running a, running a not-for-profit. Like it's not there to pay your salary. You should be having a daytime job. You should have a retirement. You should have your own business. You should be doing whatever. Like a not-for-profit is you're, you're volunteering. Why are you a CEO getting paid $300,000 when you should be volunteering? You know, I understand maybe you need 10 grand, 20 grand, you know, you got to keep the lights on, right? Like, especially if you're, you know, if you're a young man and you don't have um, 
some kind of other form of income. That shouldn't stop you from being an ambitious person and wanting to help your community and give back, you know? So, uh, you know, yeah, you gotta, you gotta pay yourself, but it just became a, a rampant thing um, that people were just wanting to get money and didn't care about the community as a, as a whole. Um, and then, you know, fraud of the community. I had experience with like, like that myself in Indianapolis and, uh, and in Vegas as well with it, another, another place there called, um, veterans village, which has now been renamed and whatever else. And I saw that today when I was kind of just kind of poking around and So I'm going to do some digging on that later, uh, this week. And I'll, I'll report back on that here in the, uh, Fiddler's green canteen, keep everybody informed. Because uh, th- I'm pretty sure what she's gonna what she's gonna speak on here today, what I'm gonna continue to read is they probably uh, are cracking down on some things like that. You know, they've probably already done some work because a lot of these places has had very vague names, very generic names. You know, they weren't very uh, narrowed, and their mission statement wasn't very nailed down uh, at times. Uh, most likely. Um, the people I worked for in Indianapolis, very vague name, save our vets. I mean, okay. But then you got like, if you go and look on the date, the database for non-for-profits, there's like a hundred thousand save our vets, you know, just, just people were just, well, you know, whatever catchy catchphrase and a, some stupid catchy words on a crappy web page. Anywho, um, it's just I don't get it. Yeah, you're right. You know, and 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 it, it's a, it's a it's a community of people you could take advantage of who are down on their luck, and they're already so far down, and their character, and morals, and their discipline that they have as service members is that they're just going to grit their teeth and keep going. You know, like it's going to suck, and they're they, you know they're going to be like, damn, we got let on, and you guys are just liars. But they're not going to let it. Uh, define them. They're, they're gonna they're gonna find a way to adapt and overcome that situation still. Um, so I feel like that's probably why people feel that they can target the military, target service members, uh, you know, and veterans. Um, you know, especially here in Virginia, there's so many young young Navy men who are probably lonely, uh, especially with the state of society which is already so bogus Pandora's box is just, um, you know, so just imagine that, right. You know, and then you're, you know, all the, uh, only fans type stuff and all these, uh, premium chat girls or whatever. Um, you know, these young guys got nothing to do and, uh, it's hard to meet women or whatever it may be. Who knows? Um, so I'm pretty sure that's all in there. You know, this is just, it's just a sad state of reality that's going on here. Um, so we're, we're going to be on to part, uh, item three here being presented to the, uh, subcommittee, uh, by the FTC on financial services and military members, um, being scammed by all sorts of people and their work on trying to protect them. So, uh, item three is enforcement work. The FTC enforcement actions illustrate some of the ways deceptive and unfair financial practices harm the military community. Our actions have gone after companies that have targeted the military community with false promises of earnings or investment opportunities. 
deceptive claims, and recruiting tactics uh, regarding for-profit schools. The illegal practices related to automobile purchases and credit uh, and credit products. The sham charities that exploit the public desire to help those who have served. While the FTC remains vigilant in combating financial fraud and other unlawful practices, uh, business practices, we face difficult challenges. Returning money to defrauded customers has been a cornerstone of the FTC's enforcement work, including over $403 million in redress, uh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, in redress to harmed uh, consumers during the fiscal year of 2021. However, the Supreme Court and AMG Capital Management LLC versus FTC, uh, site number seven, uh, held the FTC uh, held that the FTC does not have the ability to obtain monetary relief pursuant to Section 13B of the FTC Act. Federal legislation granted the FTC the ability to provide the redress to wrong consumers. So wait, let's just stop here. So we have AG, uh, AMG Capital Mortgage LLC. Not sure, or Capital Management, I'm so sorry. Capital Management, not Mortgage. So we got AMG Capital Management here and, okay. versus the, the FTC. And they're right. saying- so AMC, okay, AMC Capital Management versus the FTC. AMG. AMG, AMG, got it, sorry, AMG. Uh-huh. All right. um, so they're using uh, just one little subsection, section 13B, to say, you know what, you can, you, can, you can take that and shove it. So they're saying that they would rather continue to, continue to have profits or whatever it may be over protecting the, one of the most vulnerable you know, populations of people in America. Um, that's that's, uh, that's mind-blowing. They're, you know, instead of being like, yes, you're right, FTC, look at all this, you know, uh, evidence that you may have or whatever. Let's 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 try to make some change here. Um, they argued with them and it took federal legislation being passed and, uh, passed to grant them the ability to pursue uh, doing what is moralistically right for a category of the population that fought for their freedom for them to have that capitalistic mindset. Right. You know, yeah. like it's just, wow. And well, I bet you, you know, they don't even pay their employees livable wages. I mean, who knows? I mean, it seems like if you're going to take it as far as people are doing already to cheat people out of their, their money. I don't know, man, that seems pretty wacky that they would do any people do anything. I still just don't, don't understand. Like how, do, do people know something that we don't like? Why are, why would people, why are people cheating vulnerable people like this? Like I, that it's, it's like, I know this is a weird, maybe a strange analogy, but like, it's the same thing to me. Like I never understood serial killers that are, they, most of them just go around killing women. It's like, what kind of a, a wuss are you that you have to pick on con- consistently someone who's smaller I, I think and, men who do those things, even men who claim to be straight and beat on their wives, you're not straight because you wouldn't beat on a woman if you're straight. It just doesn't so make sense. I, 
I don't even. I don't, I don't even think it has anything to do with this. You know, I'm not even saying that. It's just like, a, like a just what kind of human where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm just gonna beat up on this, you know, this poor marginalized person. Why not? Why not? Or or steal money from, you know, somebody who's been through so much already that they're just trying to get a service, and I'm gonna, I don't know. Just, it's so crazy. It's, it just isn't, it just, it's nonsense. It, it is, so. it is, you know, and especially that, you know, that they sit here and they use a subsection of Section 13B of the FTC Act to reject the FTC's uh, ability to obtain monetary relief for military, you know, members. Uh, active duty and veterans with they have such a deep investigation that's been you know like done by the FTC presenting clear evidence that you know they need a monetary relief for these scams and schemes that must have went through I'm guessing their channels of, of money you know management they're at AMG Capital Management LLC uh, and this and this all went up to a this is a testimony from July 13th if you're just coming in this is so this is wasn't that long ago this was a testimony presented by um uh miss miss milani there I, I, i'd have to scroll back up but uh, uh so some young, young wonderful uh young lady there at the, at the ftc um is presenting this to the subcommittee um house i guess you know the house subcommittee um for the federal trade commission on protecting service members and veterans from financial scams but it's just I mean, wow to find a lo- to try to find a loophole so it is doing the moralistic right thing uh, for such a marginalized population. Um, so it says federal legislation grants the FTC the ability to prov- uh, to provide the redress to wronged consumers, including service members and veterans, is critical. In addition, a recent court ruling and ongoing lawsuits may affect the commission's ability to continue. It's um, it's administrative process to obtain refunds for harmed consumers, underscoring the need for a 13B fix. Uh, item A, oh no, I guess this, this would be um, example A within item three, um, which is titled enforcement work for this PDF and testimony presented. Some companies target military consumers with military-specific discounts or offers to lure service members and veterans into fraudulent schemes. For instance, in February of 2022, very recent example, good on her, the FTC filed uh, – oh, this is when they filed. Sorry, maybe I uh, I, I started too soon. Um, filed uh, The FTC filed suit against fast food chain Burger I.M., accusing the company for targeting veterans with false promises while withholding information required by the franchise rules. That would make sense. I haven't seen any of them. And um, the government does great things for for veterans and combat veterans, especially disabled combat veterans, um, with starting businesses uh, and pertaining to the SBA. So if anybody is, is wondering about that stuff, just dive into it. Go for it, especially if you're a vet. Um, and then just kind of figure it out later. I mean, don't, 
you know, try to sell p- popsicle sticks. But I mean, even now these days, you could probably make a great killing at doing that using Amazon or something. Um, so getting back on this though, so it so looks like it's so a burger. I am is, is they're being accused of um, withholding information required by the franchise rules. That's uh, uh, site number nine. <clears throat> According to the complaint that the chain touted uh, veteran specific discount programs toted, sorry, uh, toted uh, veteran specific discount programs to lure people into paying tens of thousands of dollars in franchise fees. Although Burger Am pocketed tens of millions of dollars in such fees, the complaint alleges that the majority of these fees of those who paid were never able to open restaurants. Although Burger Am pocketed tens of millions of dollars in such fees, the complaint alleges that the majority of those who paid were never able to open restaurants. No brick and mortar location, period. Um, okay. In addition, in April 2022, uh, the FTC sent out $23 million in refunds arising out of its uh, action against MOB Limited, M-O-B-E, MOB Limited. Uh, the commission uh, alleged that MOB falsely claimed that its business education program would enable people to start their own online business, earn substantial income quickly, and easily use a proven 21-step uh, system. Um, defendants eventually revealed that their proven system required selling the same membership to others in hopes of uh, earning commission with many victims experiencing crippling losses or mounting debt. As part of the scheme, defendants allegedly created and promoted the Patriot Funnel System. Patriot's Funnel System. Patriot? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Patriot Funnel System. Patriot Funnel System sounds uh, kind of interesting. That seems like something that would be ripe for somebody to corrupt what is what is their purpose did you explain fully what are they all about um so so yeah so it looks like the, this looks like this uh, marketing or these people the uh the mob limited they have a 21 proven step to make it to start an online business and earn income quick probably you know like this you know hey earn income on amazon real quick hey i'll show you how to set up a business type stuff um and really there was nothing so it was a a pyramid scheme uh and they just had to try to sell the same membership to other victims to get them in. Um, and then it says here, so so then on top of that, they created an additional system to help them target service members and veterans with, with specific online ads and social media posts. Fortunately, the case was resolved prior to AMG. Uh, achieving similar results in future actions could hinder without congressional action to amended 13B. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so, so, so the Patriot funnel system. So I guess they created a, you know, a, a sales funneling system, right? But just, oh, yeah. it was actually for scamming people wow. and taking everything they had and, and, and kicking them in the teeth. No, oh, sounds like fun. I mean, I, I'm, uh, 
I can't pretend like I've been upset about this for a long time because I didn't even know. I didn't even know that this kind of thing was going on. Um, real quick, I just want to say what's up to everybody in the room. Hello. Thanks for joining us north. Hello. Welcome, Jonathan. Welcome, Pa, Charlie, um, and uh, Dirk Kai, and whoever else was in, in the room earlier, and uh, who else will be joining us? And listening later, welcome, welcome. Um, we're talking about the current state of the VFW, that's the Veterans of Foreign Wars, um, other VSOs, which are supposed to be nonprofit or organizations for veterans, um, and nonprofit corruption in the veteran community. We're here with our host, Chris Cavallo. He is a veteran of the Army. And uh, he's had some interesting stuff happen to him, too. Even just recently, it's not the same exact thing, but it's just another thing of somebody, first of all, claiming to uh, be really for uh, veterans um, and then, you know, turning around, you know, that people say things like, you know, all the time you hear them. Thank you for your service. And oh, yeah, I support veterans and this and that. And then, you know, they just turn around and do some nonsense uh, with resources or um, just using the influence. Uh, what, what, what would you call that when someone is it, is it the same thing as uh, um, stolen? Val- How do you call it? Stolen glory or stolen valor when someone, you know, either pretends to be military or pretends to be. I guess it could be also pretends to be military friendly. Um, and right. yeah, 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 yeah. So stolen valor is the actual act of like saying you did something or somebody or not. And I think, you know, what she's focusing on here right now is like you're saying it's the that also that perception of and saying you're in support of and then and using that outward perception that you're giving to the public to then reap benefits from it when you actually don't support the cause. You don't you're not involved. You don't donate. You don't put any actual thought into it. You might just say a quick word and blurb, but it's not personal to you. Um, and it's just a way to continue to to make uh, to make money off of you know people's morals and values and, and support of you know what may be near and dear to them, um, and, and it's unfortunate. Or you know like like they said here, let's let's go up here. Um, I'll recover um, a little bit here. It was the enforcement word. Okay, here we go. So it was in section one. No, no, I'm sorry. Section two, tracking and and, and, and let me slow down here. <clears throat> it is in section two, tracking and detecting fraud threats. Um, and this is coming from the testimony presented on July 13th, 2022. The matter number is P for Papa 2212002. This is from the FTC. Um, and is presented by, let's scroll back up here, um, Melanie Mathal, the Associate Director of Division, uh, Associate Director of the Division of Financial Practices within the Bureau of Consumer Protection at the, at the Federal Trade Commission, um, and then it has in quote, in parentheses, Commission or FTC. Um, so she's the one presenting this to the sub, uh, the subcommittee. Um, 
And we are in item two, tracking and detecting fraud threats. We are in the last paragraph here. And that's um, um and what is this you're reading from again? Just so you catch up everybody, just in case they don't remember. Oh yeah, sorry. So this is a testimony um being being presented um by the FTC on and and the title of the testimony or the PDF is protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and fraud. Mm. Uh, this is a prepared statement of the financial. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. This is a prepared statement of the Federal Trade Commission before the House of before the House Subcommittee on National Security. So the House Subcommittee, you know, and the FTC is presenting this to them as this is an issue of an issue of national security. It's not just a financial issue. It's not just a, a trade commission and a financial fraud issue that this is a national security issue. Um, and she does say how it may affect tr- troop readiness and troop morale. Um, so they are very serious about these things. Um, and then you got to think that disabled veterans, they're, uh, disability is a federal stipend that is untaxable, that cannot be taken away by the Treasury. If you owe the government money, the Treasury cannot take it, cannot take your disability, even though they're the ones writing the check to you every month for your disability. They cannot stop it. You could owe the actual Treasury as much money as they want. Any, I could go take. You know, uh, 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 a, a bad loan out, whatever, I, I could do something and, and they could try to sue me in court. And every single judge from the lowest level to the highest level is going to look at him and say, sorry, that is a protected income. You can't get, you know, blood out of a turnip, dude. Like, you know, this is not going to happen. Either he's going to decide to pay you or he's going to just continue to live his life. Um, yeah. So you know, so so these are already pro- these are already protected funds and stuff. So this this gives them a, a further level, um, to more leverage. But yeah, uh, for, yeah, for correct, this. correct, yeah. right. And that's how it goes on. And that's why it's on a national security level and not just a regular um, FTC enforcement level because they decide on things right. for like consumer protection all the time on a much lower, um, in a in, in a much lower sector you know, uh, of the house. Um, but we are in an item two tracking and, and, and tracking and detecting fraud threats. Uh, first to last, uh, well, it actually is, is the last paragraph because the last entry is just one sentence. So this is the last paragraph in 2021 Sentinel records or Sentinel uh, Sentinel, which is a system that they created to track and compile data for them to track um, on these types of complaints and interactions from military members for financial fraud. Uh, Sentinel received over 200,000 complaints from military consumers with re- reported monetary harm of over $267 million, Site 5. Um the top complaint categories for military consumers were as follows. Identity theft, imposter scam, online shopping, negative reviews, credit reporting, bank and lenders, 
debt collection, scams involving prizes, sweepstakes, lotteries, fraudulent businesses, and job opportunities. Oh, that's one word. So fraudulent businesses and job opportunities. Or job opportunity offers. I apologize. I I guess it's implied, right? But job opportunity offers. Auto-related problems and bogus investment schemes. So what what Hakeem was speaking on earlier with something that I had I had uh, encountered here in Virginia Beach was a you know was a bogus uh, job opportunity offer, um, and I you know I, I had already uh, lent him some of my services and advice, um, you know on top of that on top of being kind of led on and then. Uh, you know, meeting with him several times and going to his business several times and speaking with him on the phone and, and, you know, and, and, you know, Hey, yeah, let's get an NDA drawn up. I'll get you some of that information. Uh, you know, let me talk with my lawyer. Let me talk with, you know, my manager. And yeah, man, that sounds great. That sounds great. You know, come back later today. I'll have it all drawn up. Uh, you know, send me your driver's license. You know, do you authorize me to do a background check? You know, uh, and then I showed back up and, and, um, uh, for a, a, a better lack of words, um, he spat at my feet, you know, um, and it, it, it was, it was disappointing because I really expected and thought better of this person and he, and he portrayed that he wasn't that way. Um, and then he, you know, has continued on since then to, you know, say he's for vets and to use, uh, other organizations, other, uh, veteran service organizations or non-for-profit, uh, um, entities, you know, uh, to, to further his, his own business practices. And, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but that, that's what he was, he was speaking on with my most recent interaction, uh, or, uh, experiences with people who, um, you know, are in this space that is being covered here by the FTC. Yeah. So um, it's it seems like one of the things that's interesting to me is that um, a lot of people, a lot of these scams are the same things that a lot of other people experience. So, you know, the things you were talking about, like the, the different kind of mail order fraud and like the, uh, the sweepstakes and all these different things. Um, I'm finding a, a little bit of a pattern and a question I have to ask because it seems like it might be leading that way. Um, the people that this is happening to in the military, are they mostly older folks? Are they um, our senior uh, citizens? I think you might have mentioned something earlier about their demographic, but, but, but go over that again, um, you know, as if you didn't. Like, wh- what, what's the demographic of these people, like, as far as age range goes? Because I think I might be on to something here, but I could be wrong, and I'm willing to demonstrate that I'm, I, I'm incorrect in my assumption because I'm just guessing and speculating here, but I, I'm curious about the age group of these people. Um, and the reason why, there's a specific reason why I ask. So, um, um, yeah, no, you're not wrong. And we kind of went over a little bit earlier and it, it mainly pertained to uh, the um, like younger enlistment members um, or by people when they, when they were in the first getting in or maybe they're moving to a new town. Um, you know, they said if it was like a, if it was a middle ranked member, 
it was they usually had a family, you know, so they're like maybe they're a little bit tight on money to begin with. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like veterans and 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 people who are disabled, uh, and the older veterans, uh, p- particularly, you know, I, I mean, already the elderly are targeted in general, right? And then if you think about it, I mean, you're like, okay, he's elderly and a veteran, so he's probably got doubled, you know, whatever. At least that's how these you know schemers and scammers think. Which I mean, for I mean, let's just just for one second, let's say I mean, these half these guys applied their knowledge and abilities and like that discipline to doing anything else. Like the whole entire world would probably be a much better place if half the, the world put like their ability into not being such a pile of poo. Uh, and hand to something a little bit more constructive, I mean, we'd have less issues. Yeah. Um, that's definitely true. Uh, so so many things seem to be made more uh, difficult and challenging um, because they're, you know, it goes against Occam's razor, you know. Uh, what can be done with less is, is done in vain with more. It's like so many things I think are compl- complicated like that uh, in order to create barriers and confusion for people so that they're not uh, able to, you know, it's, it's kind of like a lot of different contracts and documents that seem like they're made for a very niche group of people that you really sometimes have to have, for some people, a lawyer or somebody else present when they're looking at stuff because they're written in such a way where people don't understand it. So you're able to easily get over on people simply by the fact that um, someone doesn't understand something. And you know, it's really kind of, what goes along with that is that in you know legally in the United States there's something that people say and I don't know what the precedent for this is or if it even holds true like this but it seems like it it would just based on what people think people uh, you know everyday folks should know but there's a thing that says that you know um, that ignorance is uh, uh, what I would say ignorance isn't um, doesn't flout the law, something like that. If anybody chime in or can write in the comments, what is that? Uh, ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law, something like that, right? Um, so if you don't know, uh, you know, if you don't know something, yeah, it's no, it's, yeah, I think it's, yeah, it's ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law, or here it goes, I found a, a link, it says, ignorance of the law is not an excuse. Uh, the, okay, good, I think I found some, but that's, you know, but that's what some things are happening here, is like, they're pretending that this is something almost like a like a legal thing when it's not. You know, it's like uh, people get ripped off and like, oh, you should have known. You should have read the fine print. You should have done this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, you could say that, but this is that's kind of messed up. And I get that too. Like, um, I know a lot of because I've worked at a lot of and worked with a lot of fitness facilities, specifically like really big box gyms. Um, and like what I used to work for before in California, which went out of business, unsurprisingly, was bodies in motion. And one of the things they do is when somebody uh, wants to cancel their membership or put it on hold or freeze it or something like that, they, you know, or if somebody gets sick or they don't know something like they maybe, they, you know, really hit them with these crazy penalties for the gym membership. Like, oh, well, you know, you didn't know we're still charging you for six months later. Somebody shows up six months later like they were in a coma or something like that. And they're like, oh, well, you know. We didn't know. We were just charging you. Or maybe somebody's family member called them and they said, no, they have to come in and sign some paper 
you should have read the contract and it's always this you should have read the contract and i get that i get that it's a contract and there's reasons why people put these things into place but it's really speaking of contracts that's exactly yeah. what mr leland jones over at ceramic king coatings here in virginia beach uh virginia tried to be all like well you know you didn't you didn't come with a contract and you didn't do this and you didn't and you're you and my, my lawyer and your lawyer can sit down and have a talk and you know, I've been trying to text him like for the last week to because uh, he says it's about donations and because we have a, a veteran in need um, here at you know the VW Post in Smithfield eight five four five because he's like seventy years old. He's a Korean War veteran. His van doesn't work, and another you know, 60, 70 year old veteran's been taking care of him for months driving him everywhere to every appointment. I mean, he guy can't even go to the grocery store and it's a super rural uh, county. He's out in the middle of nowhere. And we already only have like, you know, 12 members that are actively involved at our VFW. There's only maybe 110 members in total. Um, all of them are geriatric age, you know, wonderful, great warriors. You know, some of these dudes are like really pushed through, man. But, you know, it's just like, it's just how the VFW is, um, especially in these small towns. Um, and I have this initiative that I'm starting and working with, you know, with Congress and the Senator and everybody else. And you know, my family does some things here in the area for, for non-for-profit work, especially for veterans. And it's, uh, it's automotive related. Um, so my, my initiative is the Veterans Club Racing Association. Um, and, you know, part of that is making sure that veterans have ready uh, and working transportation, um, whether it's for their job or for their appointments or for anything else. I mean, you know, it's not just about getting people in, in, a, in a seat for a hot lap um, and some hot dogs and a high five, you know, uh, you, you, we really, we really got to take care of people and think on a deeper level. Um you know, so I would try to reach out to him through text for like a, a few days. And then I went on Facebook and, you know, they were, they were not friends on Facebook. And so I can't, you know, contact them. Uh, so I, I post in the local Facebook car meet forms. I put his name and I tag his business because I could still tag his business, but not tag him. Because you know, I try to, you know, text him and call him because like that's what you do. Right. Um, and then. So I, I posted last night and I said, hey, you know. Well, well, I mean, that's what you do when somebody said that they are in support of veterans and you're looking to get some help and support for veterans. And you're saying you're not yeah. getting any uh, response. Well, you know, you know how I feel about, about this. And plus, I also wasn't filled in. I didn't know everything that was going on before. So but I, I know it's frustrating. And, um, you know, it, the energy you give them is uh, not going to be worth it in the future. What you're doing now is better, informing people, talking it out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's just – that that sucks. That that situation is going oh, on. It's really terrible. It, yeah. it is, you know, because this, this guy, I mean, he just needs his van fixed, and, and we've already went and got it priced out by Smithfield Auto because um, I was talking to Bob. He's he's the uh, quartermaster, so he's, you know, the treasurer. I was talking to Bruce. The, uh, the commander, you know, they're trying to put me up for, for vice vice junior commander or junior vice commander, um, you know, and, and, and we just don't have enough in the coffers. We, we weren't able to do as, uh, as much fundraising this year. 
They weren't able to do it last year because the new the guy in regional um, was putting extra tasks on our post because we performed the best, even though we have the least people. Uh, we just got a really, really dedicated, you know, team of guys that show up and get stuff done for the whole region for all of Tidewater, um, which is the seven cities of Virginia. Um, so yeah, we just don't, we just simply don't have the extra money. Um, you know, and I'm working on trying to uh, write a grant, uh, for them through Isla White County to try to get some additional funds, but that takes time. You know, this and this dude needs immediate dire relief now. And I found this out over the weekend. Uh, you can look at the VFW Facebook page, which is posted in the links. Um, you know, that they had a community breakfast this past weekend. And uh, you can see I'm from there. I enlisted out of there and, and I'm a combat vet myself. And so this stuff matters to me. You know, when I got home and I was only 22 years old coming home from Afghanistan, I went to the VFW and I spent my time mowing old dudes lawns and making dinner for them and helping their wives do stuff and whatever, because what else did I have to do? Plus those guys can't do it. And they don't, and they don't, they, they deserve to have somebody give them some help, you know, uh, cause it's getting, I mean, half of those dudes, it's hard to get them to sit down to begin with, you know, I mean, they're still rearing up at 88 years old and could probably level you, you know, but they just don't look like it. These guys are, I mean, thoroughbred warriors, man. Um, but yeah, you know, we needed some immediate relief. So, you know, I posted on these Facebook groups and I just put his name and, um, I mean, I, I'll actually jump on. I haven't looked at it for all day because, uh, people were starting to try to like argue with me and quote unquote drag me and probably cancel me because I, I, I was calling him out. They're like, Oh, you're putting the business on the spot. You shouldn't be doing that. But of course these aren't veterans. They aren't combat veterans. And, this initiative wouldn't affect them. It's not for them. This is literally for the 1% of the 1%. This is, yeah, well, you know, though, 0.10. Like, there's not a, you know, not a lot, not everybody supports veterans. There are a lot of people who will say, well, those guys, you guys, you signed up to go to war and, and kill and, and commit violence against other people at the, the whim of your government. Why, why did you go do that? And why should we care about supporting you? You fucked yourself up. So what are you complaining about right now? Talking about you want some help from the government. You signed up for it. You got PTSD is what it's not like you never seen or heard anybody who got their, their leg blown off before or came back crazy. So what are you doing? What are you doing it for? Why, why are you so gung ho about the military? Why do you want to go there and, and talk about supporting the veterans? Like, who, who cares? Who should care? Why, why does anybody care? And why, you know, and, and then even like the first thing I said on a, the, the top, I mean, on the, the most simple of it all, like some people just don't want to support veterans, you know, um, they, even if they don't think like that, you know, even if they don't think oh, those are just warmongers and people who are crazy and want to go fight and stuff like that. You know, so why, why would anybody want to support that i mean you're talking about support them but give us give us some reasons what 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 are military uh veterans doing what have they done do they do other stuff i mean i i mean i might have some examples i have you know i know my sister once back in the uh mid 90s uh, had to in the navy had to go into the ocean i forget where it was probably on the east coast somewhere but a plane crashed and she had to pick up, you know, basically 
uh, salvage plain parts and body parts. You know, she said she was basically, you know, swimming through, you know, uh, biological debris. And uh, I mean, that's like who who gets sent to clean up that stuff when stuff like that happens, a plane crash. Well, apparently, sometimes the Navy, at least, um, I know that uh, you were in the Army, and you know several of the people, especially in this town, are in the military. So, what are the what, what's the military actually doing? Why should people care? Right, right. So, so, so that, that, about that's these veterans, the biggest thing you know? is. Um, so, I, I I agree with you that you know this is a very very big military town. You got to you know people have to understand. And I think I think this is a good example because you were talking about your sister having to do with some some of this disaster relief stuff and and go and be in this bio waste and um, you know a good example of that is just so my my uncle um, <clears throat> Uncle Gary he was a boatswain's mate and then he became up a came up to be a chief warrant officer um, but but he was stayed on the boats he stayed as a boatswain's mate just uh, became a chief uh, warrant officer. Um, and he was there for Katrina in Louisiana, and he stayed on the boat out on the water for, I don't know, a year and a half or so. You know, he, he never stopped. I mean, I can't imagine how many dead bodies he pulled out. Um, you know, of course, the government's got him, you know, VA's got him rated 100% for PTSD and all that stuff. They're taking care of him, and he still works very hard. Um, he's got a you know, great family, got my Cousins are awesome. Is my aunt's awesome? Uh, but yeah, man, and he still lives in Louisiana. He lives in, uh, you know, there in wherever in in, in Louisiana. Um, so he didn't leave, you know. So to spit, so, so so to spend that many that much time daily on the water, suffering uh, with such a responsibility that the Lord has given you that you do willingly, day after day after day you know, pulling these people out and helping them and just the, the whole effort. Um, and you're in charge of other people too. And, you know, he, uh, he definitely was not shying away from it cause he could have. Um, and then, and then, and then to stay there when you retire, you mean it were this place that clearly must bring him so much joy that it overrides the trauma or the, or the, 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 the service to his community. Um, you know, cause this isn't, this story is not written anywhere. He's, he's got no statue put up. Uh, if you asked him about it, he, he probably wouldn't even tell you, um, you know, so it's just, there's just, there's, there's something about it. I suppose, you know I mean? That they're just about serving your community on a different level or serving, just serving humans, serving people, doing the right thing, like choosing, to have free will and then choosing to live in, in, in the, in the, in, in the, I guess like in the spirit of the spirit, you know, like the, like that, that not necessarily, you know, the Holy spirit, but like living, you know, by the, you know, like that, you know, the basics, right? Like it's not that hard to be, to be a, a decent person. Um, you know, you, you don't, you don't have to be some, some Christian to be uh, w- willing to do these things, but you know, um, I would disagree that it's, it's uh, easy to be a good person, but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. there's I mean, a lot and, of, and in, in that regard, absolutely not. It takes up. I mean, I, I couldn't have done that. I, I, I guess I meant on, on a day to day basis, right? It's easier to smile at the cashier and call them by their name and say, thank you. than be grumbly. Sure. Sure. I mean, again, look, 
not everybody supports what the United States government does, and the, these are people who live in the United States. And of course, it's healthy in a democracy for people to be able to disagree with the government. You're not going to, I mean, people don't agree on the same thing in, in the same body. I mean, you got babies inside moms who are giving them shit, right? <laughs> so, how can we really even expect? Uh, you know, two people, or let alone countries and stuff like that, or people to agree with their government all the time. But so not everybody agrees. And, you know, you could look at it like this, though. I mean, are you, pe people in the military are just people. But I think a lot of times people, others who are looking for on the outside in, look at military people and mostly classify them in two, maybe three distinct categories, but I, I'm going to start simple as I'm just kind of free-forming an idea that's been in my subconscious for a while and kind of floats to the surface, but you have people who join the military in a similar way that a lot of people say that police officers join because they have these inferiority complexes or are insecure and want to use the ability to have a badge, a gun, or you know, an M16 and a, and some uh, woodland camo, um, an American flag patch to go and, you know, to whoop some arse in some other places um, because of the full might of the United States military behind them. And then there are others who say, oh, there are people who generally join the military because they want to be of service. They want to be in service of democracy. They want to be in service of other people. They want to defend freedom, you know, and, and there are those kind of like GI Joes out there, I suppose. And just like there are the, the people who join cause they feel like they can, what free killing, give me a gun. Wait, never mind. I'll bring my own. Right. Uh, so there, and then I don't know if there's another and I mean, category. Free, free college too, you know, That's and true. free healthcare and free benefits. And, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying being in the military makes you a good person. I've met a lot of not very good people and they probably weren't that great before they joined and the military couldn't instill it in them either. So, yeah, I mean, and then I guess the third category is something I'm, I mentioned earlier, whereas there are people who they made a mistake or like put in a, in a position where, where it was either, you know, they couldn't get into college or um, they just didn't have a lot of money. They were orphaned and, and you know, what's called aging out. They aged out of an orphanage um, or didn't have any money financially to support themselves or, you know, had like little brothers and sisters and they were parentless and had to take care of and had to make some kind of decision or, you know, were in trouble with the law. And that was the option I was given. So I, I know that there's people who go into the military for all kinds of reasons. Um, and uh, so what we're looking at, what we're talking about is that there are people who need help, though. And because be, besides all of that stuff that people may have done and whatever their motivations for joining the military were, if what we're talking about now is a situation of actually really helping other human beings who need help people who need help. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually have a current situation at hand that's going on like right now. I mean, like I said, you know, I posted this, this, uh, you know, on, on, on Facebook and, um, 
it hasn't had the greatest feedback and I've been ignoring it all day because I'm writing my LinkedIn and doing these things and getting ready to meet with Congress. And so, so really this is about helping other people in need. And, 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 and this specific thing is like anything else that, uh, you learn in life, like, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, I studied a lot about marketing for so many years and what I've, the conclusions I've come to are that the things that people do for marketing these days, um, a lot of it seems to be unscrupulous to a lot of people because you hear people say that all the time, Madison Avenue tactics or like, you know, sleazy marketing tactics and marketing and sales get these horrible names. And the reason is why is because some very brilliant people a long time ago discovered that that was a way to widely disseminate and convince people of something um, that was actually helpful to them. Word was spread very efficiently because, you know, pre-internet and like way before people when people were communicating with with pigeons and uh horse uh drawn like mail uh delivery systems and other guys just on horseback you know and even before that indigenous people had all kinds of systems of communication and they devised ways of convincing other people to do stuff and large groups of people because they had to get a message across. Like if somebody got sick and there was some weird disease going through the village, they had to communicate quickly different things or whatever, right? And these things that evolved into getting people to understand stuff by Yes, wait, 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 I just want to, I want to stop you right there yeah. just one second. Thank you so much. Sure, sure. Because you're right. Communication quickly, right? Sometimes when you're, when you're communicating quickly because something is vital and is... <clears throat> You know, it is 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 on a timetable. You don't always have the ability to have uh, pleasantries, right? You know, sometimes when you're in a situation, you gotta. Uh, you're not rude necessarily, but you're to the point. You're assertive. You're not abrasive, and you're you're you communicate in a way that is clear, so the person knows what you're trying to uh, convey to them, so that there's no waste of, of time. There's no room for confusion, because. You know, the, the truck's on fire, whatever, who knows, right? Like, um, so that brings me back to how I, you know, I guess how I, I posted on on Facebook. And the reason why I got <coughs> to, uh, excuse me, excuse me, what brought me to actually posting about, you know, my initiative, the Veterans Race, Veterans Club Racing Association on these uh, Facebook groups was, you know, I contacted Leland Jones personally, you know, I've been trying for about a week and I uh, don't know avail and try to even tag him. And I couldn't tag him. And I was like, that's weird. And, you know, my, he hadn't responded to my text. And so I clearly, I probably couldn't call him. And so I, I, I went on these, you know, on, on, on these car forms, which I know he's on and he put his name in there, which I couldn't tag him and uh, tagged his business and asked him if he'd donate and kind of, explain what's going on with the veterans club racing thing. I didn't elaborate on the specific seven year old veteran in need. Um, because you know, I said, you can ask me more information. Anybody else who's interested could ask me more information and somebody who's curious should ask more information, especially from the source that's providing it. Um, 
like I said, I've been ignoring it all day. Posted it last night. Uh, Leland asked me to take it down. He's like, it's a bad look. And it's like a bad look for who? I don't care. I'm Bravo Tango. For anybody who doesn't know, that means battle tested. Um, and there's people who are dying. I mean, we're losing 30 veterans a day. That is literally a bus full. Like, so do you think I have, I, I care about any kind of the way that the, 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 the 99.9999% of people that doesn't apply to really The world's think. overpopulated. We need to lose some people. <laughs> Might not be veterans, Chris. <laughs> oh boy, I love you. Right. Yeah. Cause it was college students. It would be a national uproar. If it was suburban, you know, it was happening in, in suburban homes, it would be a, a, a national outcry. Um, but unfortunately it's an epidemic. I mean, these people are, you know, they're killers themselves. They went over to war and they were shooting people. By the way, you muted yourself, Chris. I don't know if you noticed that in the middle of your talking. Oh yeah. yeah um, no, but they, they, yeah, they, 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 these are killers. These military people, you know, they, 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 why not get rid of them? They're old anyway. They're old. Look at them. They're old and they're white and they're white <laughs> and kill them. Right. Send them, uh, you know, for, forget it. They, they, they served their country. They have no more purpose. You know, Boy, I think, I think they got, the they got grandkids. I think what the general population forgets is that like rich kids don't go to war, man. Like, yo, it is all the poor people that usually go to war. And then you're like, yeah, fuck you. Stay there. Like, you were poor when you started. Now you're fucking more poor. Stay there. Get some balls. Do do something with your life. And you're like, but I only got one leg. And I, I, I'd scream at night. And you're like, do something. Quit crying. And you're like, oh, oh, okay, sure. All right, sir. That's part of what Leland did when I interviewed him. I was telling him how, like, due to my injuries, I can only do certain things. And... You know, I'm really intelligent and I've got like, you know, a recognition from the congressman of Indianapolis and some other things. And he just like, just wasn't buying it. Cause I, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I live a private life. I've done a lot of stuff that requires NDAs. It's been for, you know, municipalities. And like I said, like Cong- you know, congressmen's and stuff like, so I don't have it all typed up and ready to go. He's like, where's your presentation? I'm like presentation. Like, what are you talking about, dude? I just analyzed your business in front of you. I broke it down right in front of you. Like, on top of my dad has a PhD uh, in doing those things. And he does it for the government to help them make sure there's no waste and save money. He actually wrote the whole entire schooling program the Coast Guard uh, provides to the, in general, he wrote the whole entire schooling, everything, uh, including the financial part. Cause it's, he has got also uh, a, 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 what is it? A, a, a master master's. He's got a master's in economics or whatever. Oh, so, is it, you or, mean like a, are you talking about an MBA, like a master of business? So, uh, what is blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, he's got, he's got, yeah, he's only got one doctorate and then he decided he's not to write a, uh, whatever you got to write to get a doctorate for the other one. And he's like, I'm good. He's like, I'll have this in two Ooh. masters. I'm cool. How the hell is it so difficult for me to say master of business administration? <laughs> oh, because I, uh, I, I didn't know that that's what it's called. No, no, me. I was fumbling over it. I was like, why was this? Oh. Me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, cause, cause what, what I asked him what he studied in like, uh, you know, some years ago. Because, you, know, mm. you know, we just we usually don't talk about this stuff. We talk about cars. 
Um, right. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, no, I can analyze a business. Like, what do you mean analyze? He's like, yeah. So I go in. Like, I, I, he's like, if I wasn't working for, you know, the you know Coast Guard or whatever, he's like, I'd be retained as a consultant to watch their business for several weeks. Like, to come in and, like, you walk around, watch what they do, like, pretend like I'm not here type stuff, you yeah. know? And uh, not like, oh, at a local McDonald's, you know, like, <laughs> and he'll watch the whole corporation. And then he gives them a detailed report on how they can improve, like, culture and this and that. And, like, okay, hey, on the assembly yeah. line, this is also messed up. And, all hey, there's also this and there's also that. And so that's the kind of household environment I was fostered in. So I already got, yeah, you know, that exactly. I, I, I'm a, I like to do the engineering thing and this and that. And I've worked my own businesses and then I've done my own consulting when I got out of the military. And, uh, but yeah, anyways, he's so that guy's kind of weird. Um, but yeah, so, so <laughs> he is. I mean, I mean, you saw he gave me the book. He was like talking down to me. Yeah, and I thought he was older. Then it turns out he's like 22 years old. And he was like, you know, somebody you know, was talking to, about. I don't know. It was. It was. It was uh, it, it, the whole thing's odd. And then, and then now we're on here on Facebook. I'm trying to. They're talking about. Uh, you know, I'm being dirty, and I'm gonna. You know, the, I'm gonna drag you in the group, and you know, you're a shitty person. And you know, wait, 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 wait. So, so hold on, hold on. Oh hold on. yeah, dude, about- dude. Virginia, Virginia, right now, this like this little group or whatever. They are are a few people. I mean, we're, I have notifications. I haven't even clicked on it. Uh, so they, but, you know, so wait a minute. They were, but they were getting on you, like taking. They're going to drag you right now. You. They are, yes, right now. Currently, huh. I, I dude, I'm not taking it down. You know me. I don't. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I'm walking into Congress. I'm already already got a, a, a date with. Well, them. listen, like, these you know you these should, are just civilians. But should, it's funny, not, right? Because here I am, like I'm just asking Leland for for something, and and the first comment. Hold on, hold on. The first comment is, why don't you just contact him directly if you have his personal? Because because they were like, hey, you know, why aren't you? I said, hey, look, because I posted, I, re- I responded, I said, I have his personal number. Yes, like and and I've tried to reach him, and uh, you know whatever, and so I'm here. I am making a post, and 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 they're still like, well, I'm gonna, well, you know, why wouldn't? Because they said they say, why wouldn't you contact him or call the business first? And then post about his donation, and then with like the the, the palm face thing, and I'm like, oh, if you right. only knew. Well, so look, I responded. I, I, I mean, I got nothing. Yeah, well, to hide, but here's what I think that we should do about this situation, though, Chris. Let's not mm-hmm. talk about. The, we we already talked about Leland. We we know that you have a personal experience with this larger topic that we're talking at at hand, and I know I don't I don't want you to get too excited right now. So put, yeah, put some of them. For some of them horses right. I mean, that's, in the stable. That's, that's, that's the whole point. I haven't even looked at this full Facebook thing all day, and so so let's 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 dial us in. Yep. So I'll, I'll say this, and then we'll get back to the the FTC. Yeah. Um, so here is my mission statement that I've come up with uh, thus far for the Veterans Club Racing Association, um, which is an initiative to get all you know veterans of all walks of life behind the wheel of a car on a track environment or in some kind of just you know environment where we're all gathering. Hey, hey, um, hey, Chris! I had a question so, about so, that. Go ahead. What about would would simulators be cool too? Like, like really advanced, like like simulators, like four D simulators. Hundred thousand percent, because I mean, right, that's, that's another awesome. thing to you know to to obtain uh, and uh, to get people in for training, you know, and uh, it also helps the companies that can donate. If I can find the right companies and they're supposedly you know uh, Good. U.S. producers, you know, it helps so them just, too. And that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to be like a big circular thing, right? Right, so I'm sorry. Go ahead with your mission statement here. I want I want to hear this too. So mute myself. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, great. Uh, thank you, Akeem. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. And uh, thanks for coming in, Brandy and uh, uh, Afam. Fahim. 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 Yeah. Fahim. Thank you. Uh, so the mission statement is as follows. Uh, the, the mission statement of the Veterans Club Racing Association, VCRA, is in, to empower all veterans with a focus on combat veterans with the healing power and camaraderie of the motorsports community. Since World War I, we have used motorsports as a way to gather post-war. These groups inspired our current VSOs. Um, for whoever just joined uh, VSOs or veteran service organizations or um, a non-for-profit organization that is focused on providing um, services to veterans. Um, we no longer, <clears throat> we no longer have a space or community gathering events to encourage groups of veterans meeting in one location with beneficially therapeutic services provided or created, um, uh, provided, oh, so I'm sorry, um, with beneficially therapeutic services provided or to create the group therapy effect that happens when you purely get a big group of veterans together with a, with a focused intent for them, uh, with, a, with, with a cause. I'm sorry, I, I wrote this earlier and I haven't even uh, read over it several times. So um, <clears throat> let me look back up here a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, um, Friday, live on Friday. call in, we are composing and perfecting a mission statement <laughs> for the Veterans Club Racing Association. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, hey, I mean, we're doing it live. That's, that's, that's the whole process, right? I mean, I'm, I'm here Sonia. to be transparent. You know, that's that's part of uh, that's part of being a non for profit organization. Everything should be transparent, uh, and this is a, a big initiative. So, uh, thank you for being here. Um, but yeah, so uh, I go on to say, you know, uh, creating, uh, having events, um, cr uh, the group therapy effect that happens when you purely have, uh, purely get a big group of veterans together with a focused cause intently for them, not ran by or overrun with civilians at these events. This initiative and program is to push the boundaries of what we could thought was possible to achieve through post-traumatic growth. Uh, and uh, groups. when you create not only an environment, but also a community that can foster growth through camaraderie created in, you know, um, in that, in, in that environment, that's probably, that's a fucking word salad right there. Horrible. Um, <clears throat> veterans of all walks of life understand that the camaraderie of service was, I don't know why this is because the one, this is a, I apologize. Let me uh, give you some insight here as to why it seems more word salad. It was longer, and I had a th when I put it in LinkedIn, it I had to like edit it just to get it to fit. And I'm doing my whole entire profile, which is a bunch of stuff. Um, so that's probably why this isn't as clean as if I went to the word document uh, that I have. Um, I have a, so a question. You, I'm concerned. Why the heck would you not would you not want civilians to be in these things? It sounds like you're creating a cult over there with the <laughs> better's club racing. No, 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 no. no. If, for if, keeping uh, it. 
Yeah, if you listen closely, I said not ran by or overrun oh. with. Okay, good. I just wanted a clarification. I didn't make yeah, sure yes, I could yes. get it. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not not ran by because you know we were saying before. There's a lot of uh, you know a lot of scam artists out there. They take they take advantage right. of veterans. Yes. So you want the whole yeah. thing controlled by vets, and then you so don't want if something it just does go wrong, you can blame it on the vets. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, but truly, you know, we can keep our own accountability for each other. It's you're, you want this environment to where it has that, like I was saying, it creates this therapeutic effect, um, effect in the environment just by solely being veterans because you you don't have to like look over your shoulder. You can talk about people about certain things and do certain things, maybe behave a certain way, and uh, it, it lowers your stress and anxiety. Um, you know, and people may not even talk about the military, but just knowing it's just like just 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 that group effect that that humans have in general. You know, we're all social beings. We just got to create an environment that's, uh, you know, not focused on tr- you know, traumatic events. So let's have some fun. Let's burn some rubber. Let's, you know, I mean, let's still have a drink and let's still you know, do things. And um, but, yeah, so, you know, it's purely getting people together in, in, a, in a good um with a good focused intent on it, with a good cause, not overrun um, by a bunch of people who aren't supposed to really be there. Um, you know, I don't mean like wives and spouses. I mean like just regular public. Like if you just have the doors open to the public and you have all these, you know, you have hundreds of race cars out there and you're doing hot laps and, you know, time trials and you have this whole entire um, race circuit um you know, like, like you so, know, yeah, I mean, states and yeah, it's just like any other therapeutic environment. It's not like yeah. you're going to go into a, a psychiatric ward and just everybody's just going to be able to play checkers. <laughs> it's like, it's like I want to go in there and play checkers. No, well, that's for the patients. No, but I want to play checkers, man. <laughs> why can't I play checkers? And and why can't Cece's brother play checkers in their family? There's not enough checker bo- checkers boards. There's not enough time. Hakeem, but I want to play checkers. No, no, I, I totally get it. Yeah, I mean, you have to have, um, it's, it's, remember everybody, so this is like a therapeutic environment that's being created. So, yeah, that, that's, that. I just wanted to clarify that too. So I, I get it now. Um, yeah, yeah. No, um, it, it's, it's, it, it's a good thing. You know, and I appreciate that. And, um, you know, so that allows for this, like, you know, this post traumatic growth. Um, and I only use that term because people can go look at it and Google it and, and get the concept of it. And then you'd have to dig deeper. You know, it, it's still, you have to apply hard work, but, and things that come with, you know, just regular personal growth that anybody can have. Anybody can have post-traumatic growth. Trauma does not just come from the horrors of war. Um, and where I'm a firm believer of that is I don't play apples to apples or apples to oranges game. I don't talk down other people's things. Um, as we shouldn't, as human beings, we should listen with intent and just try to share some good advice. If we don't have it, then keep your mouth shut, <laughs> you know? Um, so if you're being vulnerable with traumatic things, um, so yeah. Um, so, so, you know, just creating that environment, uh, that can foster growth and through camaraderie. And I go on to say, um, better small walks of life, understand that the camaraderie of service was the glue that held us together, but the mission was the tie that binds and the catalyst. And it was the catalyst uh, to strengthen the glue when things were tough. Um, and I go on to say, 
Saving the lives of veterans and empowering their families through motorsports is the mission. Camaraderie is the glue, and motorsports is the tie that binds. We are seeking so, automotive. Oh, oh, no, 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 just wanted to say, like, th- so this is another interesting thing that just um, it's popping in my head to, that people may not see that sometimes, but almost anything when used for a specific purpose can be therapeutic. If you decide that something's going to be therapeutic, you know, um, and something that, that creates a spirit of harmony and has people working together like that, especially like a team building thing like this is amazing. Cause like when, when I first, I'm saying this because really when I first heard you were like veterans club racing association, how the fuck is racing? What are you talking about? Chris, you like cars. And then, but then again, but, but Chris is a veteran too. So, you know, so like I just kicked myself in the, in the butt, but uh, it's like, um, you don't realize like, something that brings joy to people is therapeutic. And when people can get together and freely be able to do it after they've been through some trauma is very healing. I'm just, I'm just learning so much more and more about this all the time. And, um, uh, I just, I just really get excited, man. Cause I'm starting to see like Chris is, <laughs> he's like showed me so many cool things and got me inspired to learn like some things that just like rocket fueled like my knowledge in certain areas. And, um, and I, I just think that's amazing when somebody is so enthusiastic about something that it, it really like hits you hard and like, like, like tuning forks. I'm sure everybody's seen the, some examples that maybe at least once or twice of a tuning fork when you hit it, um, when you strike the tuning fork and then one that's, uh, nearby that's tuned to the same or, or it's calibrated to the same frequency starts to vibrate as well. And it's like Chris has this, this tendency to be able to do that. He just starts. Like, sh- like just blasting off these frequencies um, with all these ideas and different things. And then, you know, I catch wind of it. And sometimes, you know, I take things way further than he does. Like, he might, like, kind of hand off something to me. I don't know if he knows that that's, like, something that I do. But, like, sometimes he'll just be like, yeah, yeah this, this, that. And I just go off on a tangent and I come back and I'm like, Chris, you can't believe what I found out. <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, so I see that's cool that anything can be therapeutic because, um, you know, you would think that something like if somebody were practicing yoga or even doing martial arts, right, that could be therapeutic or some kind of exercise, you might think that. But you're like racing cars. But yes, I mean, it can be just as therapeutic as a massage or, you know, um, or a, a toke on a big fatty. Yeah, and no one, I'm glad that you mentioned the whole like, that inspired you to, to have a thirst for knowledge because I think that's what we should all do for all humans. You know, we should we should be encouraging, um, you know, getting more knowledge because there's like just that growth and progression in there. But <clears throat> when you get down to it, I always have this, this saying, and I'll say it on every channel, anywhere, ever, uh, whenever I speak, if, you know, somebody brings up uh, wanting to gain more knowledge. So knowledge is ability and I'm sorry, I apologize. <clears throat> Knowledge is power and power is ability and the ability to do what, you know, it's the ability to respond, respond to what life, right? So this is your only responsibility is to gain knowledge, to be able to have abilities, you know, like to gain power. I mean, to have knowledge to gain power and with power becomes abilities, like to be able to get things done, you know, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't want to have knowledge to gain power, to get money, to do nothing. You know, that gives you the ability to do things. 
you know, and your right. response to life is the abilities you've learned and the wisdom you've gained to be able to react to, to life. That's your responsibility. Yeah, too many times people seek power to have it over others, which is very tempting, um, you know, because I, I have a short temper um, that, which is really funny, I, something I'll get to another time, but man, that whole thing about wanting power over other people is a, a crazy thing. I don't know why you would want to do so much work anyway. It, it's so crazy, man. Um, but that's the, that's why that has to be emphasized that the, the power gives you ability. Knowledge is power. Power gives you ability. Applied knowledge, right? Is power. And that power gives you the ability to do things. And instead of taking that power, that ability to do things and doing something, <laughs> people try to, it's like, I've seen it being used to force people to do things and just have control over them. It's like, but wait a minute, you already have the power yourself. Why are you trying to? leverage other people's power or even or even stifle their ability to gain knowledge so that they aren't able to apply their knowledge and have power and ability to do things so that then only you can dictate to them what it is um that's a silly it's a silly thought i think that's a silly thought to have and any any of you listening you do any of you desire to have power over others Right, you know, people try to have power over others in silly ways. Like I, I like the example of Bane in The Dark Knight uh, Rises, where this one, uh, I suppose, politician or businessman is talking to Bane and says, um, "We've given you lots of money," and Bane just says, "And you think this gives you power over me?" <laughs> and you know, that's that's the thing. I think that um, people have that perception. You know, when when some people help others out. They feel like they have power over others for some reason just because they're helping someone. And so they change. You know, it's like, it's interesting. It's the saying that people show their true colors like when they're under stress or under certain circumstances. And the same thing is like when you give or allow someone to have power, which sometimes comes in the form of you allowing someone to help you by being vulnerable. And then for some reason, because I have this personal experience, for some reason, when you let people help you, they then start talking to you and treating you as if like, like they're angry at you and that you somehow need to like obey and serve them. And anyway, I, I digress but only using a personal example for the fact that uh, I've seen that that's how power can be wielded um, against others. But Chris, you're on a good, a good roll and you, uh, you foolishly let me go on a tangent. What are you doing? Why have you, why, 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 why hey, hast thou man, muted sometimes yourself? Sometimes you got some really good, you got some really nuggets in there. You got to put it out in the universe. You know, and somebody's got to be willing to take it in and to digest it, <laughs> to get in the lab, break it down into the granule, find what's for them, and and just get rid of the rest. You know, right? And oh. uh, so you've got to let it let it out sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. But we are uh, talking about the Appreciate mission you. statement here um, for the Veterans Club Racing Association. <clears throat> I'm near the end of it. Um, this is my personal initiative that I'm working on, and 
hopefully working on with conjunction with my VFW, these crazy people on Facebook, uh, you know, civilians not saying that in a negative manner. I should just, I should say negative Nancy's because that can be anybody, right? I'm out there trying to, uh, you know, get this, uh, 70 year old veterans, uh, van fixed so he can get to his appointments. Uh, but I, it's not the way I speak. You know, I say, Hey, I got this initiative, you know, and this is what we're doing. And of course, part of, you know, motorsports is making sure you got a running car, right? So <clears throat> on the very base level, if I can't make sure that a, a Korean war veteran can get to his appointments, I got no purpose, no right putting me or any of my friends from the current conflict on a damn racetrack. Are you kidding me? Come on, man. But, uh, you know, they don't understand that conceptualized <laughs> concept. Uh, and, 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 and the perceptive, uh, uh, and the, the perception that comes with it. So anyways, um, so here we are. I'm on the last two paragraphs. Um, uh, the statement I made right before last year, the last two paragraphs here is, is saving the lives for veterans, saving the lives of veterans and empowering their families through motorsports is the mission. Camaraderie is the glue and motorsports is the tie that binds. And that's true. I mean, since World War One, our you know our grandfathers yeah, have been using it as as I mean that that's how the VFW and the American Legion and some of these organizations came about because a bunch of dudes got together on their motorcycles and their cars and were doing stuff and traveling and hot rodding and having a good old time, you know, because they survived the war and and I mean, anywho. Uh, and it was a way to deal with the war, right? I mean, it was always, always post-war. Um, <clears throat> things have kind of changed since the seventies with, with the vets of Vietnam, and um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is a tie that binds, you know. And we do need more camaraderie, and, and the missions, you know, the, the really we got to get people out of the basements and engaged. And it's not because they don't want to be engaged, because they don't feel like they got anywhere to go, and they don't want to deal with people judging them all the time. Or whatever it may be, you know, we all feel that judgment as human beings. And uh, I just turn that tempo up because you've done it and experienced things. And, and, and if you share that with somebody, you really don't know how they're going to react. You know, especially in today's uh, social, you know, economical environment and just the way things are are handled. Um, <clears throat> but uh, so this initiative, I say, uh, we're seeking automotive manufacturers with race programs and raceway speedway sponsorships to help bring this to reality. We have a long-term vision for our sponsors and partnerships to, uh, <clears throat> to have assets and a network to make an impact on the local national and international level to include all NATO forces uh, <clears throat> and to include all NATO forces involved with the global war and terrorism campaign. Uh, we lose it. We lose it, lose up to 30 veterans a day. It's time for change. I have a firm belief that motorsports and its vibrant communities can be that driving force to create an outlet and awareness needed to promote the truly impactful long-term change in people's lives. Um, and then I was uh, with Fourth ID, First BCT in Fort Carson. Um, I, it, they are the Ivy Division, if anybody wants to look them up. Um, we are the holders of Liberty's Light, as they would say. Um, and one of our I guess our motto is steadfast and loyal. And then I was specifically with the unit or the squadron of the 10th Cavalry, 710, uh, the Buffalo soldiers. They were reenacted and sent to the Iraq war. Uh, if anybody has ever seen Fahrenheit 9-11, uh, the 
troops they were following her around, those cavalry men they were following her around, and those light skinned Humvees. Uh, that was Ghost Squadron or Ghost Troop back then. Uh, Donnie Roberts, uh, God God bless him. He, uh, he he's in there. He's uh, you can you can identify him if you go probably look him up and then compare his photo. Um, he was given an award by the Brigadier Commander General General of Iraq during the invasion. He did uh, over 180 point man missions for Ghost Squadron uh, back in uh, 2001, 2002, <clears throat> or whatever it was, 73. Um, I, I was only 13 back then, so uh, you know, don't, don't hold me to it. But I, I was with the unit later on with their last deployment in Afghanistan. It was the only cavalry unit to ever go to Afghanistan. It was the only uh, deployment for the Buffalo Soldiers uh, to that to that theater um, for the 10th Cavalry, for 710, 4th ID, 1st BCT. Um, that was in 2010 to 2011. They had previous deployments to Iraq, and that's where uh, Donnie Roberts had served, was in those previous deployments. He got out as an E6. Um, but yeah, real trailblazer, that guy. Um, so... Our, our, our motto, our unit motto is ready and forward. Um, and that's how I, I finished that off because I feel like this is a really important mission. Um, and I feel it's a, it's a possibility that can be easily um, turned into just into, into reality. And I think it's something people can get behind and I'm, you know, completely transparent and hundred percent open books um, is, is key. And I don't, you know, it's just, I don't want to. So I don't know. It's just a whole thing. Oh, hey, Kapow! What's up, man? Kapow's back. Um, you know, I don't. I'm like, I don't know how I really feel about the military, or um, and I'm, well, I'm kind of definitely sure how I feel about. So, Chris, Chris is a, a I think, Christian. I think. I think. Would I'm, you consider I'm with yourself you on a Christian? Because, like, because uh, I don't know how I feel about the military, and that's. I think it's part of why I'm so passionate about. These these incentives, but you were in like, the military. We are all right, but we are all chewed up by the same machine. And I joined. I mean, I left my cozy welding job and my very. And I'm still a punker. I left it because I saw uh, what was it? Uh, Rotten dot com. Somebody posted of like some dudes skinning these Christian you know people alive over in Afghanistan and over in the Middle East because of a small you know religious dispute. Uh, and I was like, yo, that's not cool. And I was like, I don't care how I feel about the war in America and some of these things. And yeah, I have my own ideals. I'm glad I have a higher insight and perspective at this young age and I'm making all this great money welding. Uh, but there's not, I mean, yeah, nope. I, I'm, I'm going to go give this a chance. And, um, yeah, there was a yeah, time so I think when that's, I thought that's part of why, you know, now this is important to me because I got chewed up by the same machine not knowing much about it, you know, not, and then trying to go to the VA and, you know, living in my car and all this other stuff. And so I get it and I get the need for this. And um, it's something that's in my wheelhouse of skills and abilities. GI Joe lost its effect on me after, I don't know, high school. I, I, I didn't want to. Well, there was a time when I was kind of like, okay, yo, Joe, but then, you know, Cobra had the better wardrobe, I guess. That I don't know. I guess I am a black suit, black suit uh, every day. I know. It's just like Dude, what that's why I was in the cavalry. Um, man. You got to stay at night. Got to be dark. Got to be. Got to be blacked out. Got to be all ninja like. 
We belong. Oh, so you, had, I'm here to you get admit some that you joined the military so, so that you could live action role play? One hundred and fifty thousand percent, dude. If I didn't, if I didn't tell you that, like my my weird lifestyle wasn't prepping me for that, I'd be lying to you. I uh, I didn't have many friends growing up. I worked out a lot. I, I played a lot of video games. I uh, did a lot of like I learned how to build computers and do CNC work and uh, and I played. I was outside. I mean, I, I did go outside. I just didn't have many friends, you know. But when I'd go outside, I went camping and then did a bunch of other stuff and like. Uh, in Florida, we even had a, a watering hole called Turkey Point based off of the uh, movie Crybaby with Johnny Depp. And we built things there. And, you know, it was, it was, oh man, it was a good old time. Good old punk rock stuff, man. But, uh, sounds like the nostalgia's got you, man. Um, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, a little bit. So, I mean, uh, would you want to dial us back into the, to some of this FTC stuff? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and just a, a quick moment to um, just let people know uh, I'm going to have a couple of shows. I mean, you can, of course, listen to the recordings. I'm doing one on uh, on marijuana, um, and uh, there's some research that recently came out that conflicts with something that a lot of people have been saying about whether it's addictive or not. Um, and then I'm going to be doing a playthrough. Uh, we're going to be talking... We're going to do some nation states on another one. So uh, anyway, if you guys are subscribed or following me and I'm following you, I'll let you know about that going on. But yeah, let's get back into this, Chris, so we can uh, uh, see and inform and alert everybody else of what you got going on. So if anybody uh, has any ideas, too, maybe they'll write some comments or maybe they'll contact uh, you or me and see how they can help you with your initiative and just uh, and or at least just become more aware of um, the work that you're trying to do and what you want to get done. Um, yeah, I really yeah. appreciate that, you know, and I mean, I, I really think uh, people are going to, once this is more public and I make it more public and get it out there that, uh, you know, the right people will be interested and God has blessed me with the right networking over years, over the years by, I volunteer. Oh, like, we're going to make know, them I, interested, Chris. We're going to make them interested. Yeah. At least yeah, if they're not interested, like, they're going like, <laughs> to get their attention. <laughs> dude, everybody loves cars screaming by 200 miles an hour. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves the sound of something that is hitting red line. Like, you know, there's something about it. And, and BMW and some of these other uh, manufacturers provide these great, uh, they have these great race programs that are already like SCCA approved or grid life approved and all this stuff. And um, so it's just a direct streamline, man. And I have the knowledge and skills in it. Oh, facts. I've learned it. I've done it. Facts, dude. Like yeah. you said, yeah. you said that uh, who doesn't love a car screaming by 200 miles an hour. Remember the, the old dude, I'm not going to say his name that we met at Starbucks who, he was like, yeah, man. I, I asked him when I first met him. I was like, oh, man, you got to meet my friend Chris. I was like, he, you know, he, he's got this cool uh, 370Z. You know, he's a veteran, you know, disabled, you know, da da da, da. And um, there's a tell him about it. And I was like, hey, where do you race? I, I want him to come out. We, we want to come out because he's opening up an automotive innovation center and do, for the Veterans uh, Club Racing Association. He wants to do it. And he's like, oh, no, no. He's like, I, what I do is strictly illegal. <laughs> this is 90 years old. He's like, I just love the thrill of it. He just drag race. He's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a stoplight drag racer. <laughs> so this guy is, you know, 
in his, in his 90s, and him and his son, who's like 60-something years old, just love working on cars and drag racing in the street. That's the, Even though I don't agree with that, because when he said that, I was like, man, you're going to get killed. But I can you know, understand that he just enjoys it. So, you know, whatever it, it, it really is. It never man. stops. Um, one of the guy who inspired me to use the name Firebase for my, um, like, actual like veteran service organization type locations, um, like a, a brick and mortar, like a VFW. Uh, he was like, call it a firebase, you know, because that's what they'd call everything in Vietnam. And I knew that because we know my grandfather went to Vietnam, but he just, I think he just read my character, like how I, 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 I pay homage to people and I understand like there's a lineage to it all. And they had to go through what they had with that equipment to, for us to have better equipment. And um, his name was Jim Lakewind. His last name was not originally Lakewind, and he came back to uh, America after being a sole survivor of an ambush in Vietnam to be, get a master's degree in social work and became a parole officer because he knew that being a parole officer was a, a, a corrupt place, and he wanted to actually make a difference and help kids and help, you know, because uh, he was a juvenile uh, parole officer, and, and, and I'm not sure where it was. He had, he moved all over the city. Um, and he got the name, last name Lakewind, because he said he was up in Michigan, Lake Erie, or whatever it is up there in Michigan. And he said uh, you know, he was meditating out there one day, and just a big old gust of wind came across the lake, and he was like, ah, yes. And so he changed his last name to Lakewind. Uh, that's, that's, that's just the eclectic soul this guy was. But um, Hey, you know, something you said reminded me, too, of that. Like, So... You know, some people t- you talk about joining the military, right? So I know a, a vet who, um, and dude, this is, this guy is like the sweetest guy. Like he's he's a big dude. He's a bodybuilder, and like he looks like a freaking body. Like he's ripped and like huge. He's like six foot something, and like a monster. But he's a sweetheart, and he's a former he's a he's a vet- military veteran, and you know he works out all the time, and he he wanted to become a firefighter. And then, you know, he didn't pass something or something happened too late. And so he has to wait for a certain amount of time. And so now he's applying for a police department. And, you know, it made me realize something like an ignorance that I've had. And also because I played along with like a lot of people have said before, like everybody always talks about stuff about people joining the military. And I said this earlier too, kind of touching upon it just to, to make people aware when I was doing another rant about how, you know, some but well, some people think that military veterans do the same thing like police because they're insecure and they just want to bully people, right? And so, but here's a case of a guy who is a former military, is a really sweet human being, like the, the nice. I mean, like really, you can just see it on his face and just how he moves and how he talks, and he's just he just wants to fucking get something done. He just wants to do something. He just wants to work. He just wants a job to make some money doing something cool that he can just live his life. He doesn't want to bother anybody. He wouldn't be famous. So he's tried bodybuilding. He did a competition. It didn't go too well for him. Tried to go to the fire department. Now he's, you know, he wants to join the police department. But it's it's just because he just wants to work. He just wants to make some money doing something cool, like good. Like he really wants to help people. Exactly, and 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 there's this weird bubble that they're still here, that's still still lingering since Vietnam. That people don't kind of want you around, and it's almost like either you're broken or your achievements and 
and combat makes them feel lesser about themselves or whether they're like that Middle East keyboard warrior or like you said, the uh, the guy who's like, well, I would have joined, but, you know, that drill sergeant, you know, it's like, come on, man, I ain't really that bad. Like, you know how many fat bodies I saw, like, fucking still make it, you know, like, I mean, I was in the surge, but um, it's just like, come on, man, like, anywho, um, so... Go ahead, no, just what you were just you know just what you were saying just reminded me of that because it's like sometimes we get caught up in, in in like these ideologies about like who people are and what they're doing and what they're supposed to stand for because of what they do because somebody puts on a uniform and has a badge and it's like you know right now I work with three police officers well former well one's works for the police department another one's former SWAT as they're just people that just wanted to do something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, you know, some people, exactly. I mean, I, I, uh, I have civil servants in my family and, you know, my uncle recently died from cancer, uh, after he got it for the second time and he was a fire chief, um, you know, in a small town in, in South Carolina. That's what he did his entire life. Um, and he was hit by a drunk driver, um, so he, he, his spine was snapped in like uh, the mid nineties, um, and he still did what he could for the for the community, and still could do what he could for the firehouse. And my what the hell are you know, talking about? He got his spine dispatcher. snapped, and he's still doing what he can for the community. Yo, no, I'm, I swear to God, dude, he spent the rest of his life still like still doing stuff. Like you, I'm kidding. You think I'm kidding, man? No, <laughs> like, but I mean, wild, like that's crazy. That's just. This is, uh, so this guy gets his back broken and he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to still help people out <laughs> instead of just crying yeah, to he, myself. He still, helped, he still helped build the church in there in, 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 in Buford, South Carolina. It was, it was after his, his injury, uh, you know, him, my grandfather, you know, other people in the, in the community. Uh, the current fire chief, Chief Perry, he helped build the church too. He's actually the pastor at the church. He's been the pastor for 20-something years or however many years. and uh, you know, But yeah, my aunt, stayed as a dispatcher in the same, um, you know, firehouse, I guess you could say, or civil service unit. And she became the head dispatcher, then retired. And she still helps raise children in the church. And um, unfortunately, nobody gives her any credit. And you know, none of the young women or young boys call her. And, you know, and, uh, uh, but, you know, that's part of it. All right. You don't do it for, for recognition. She doesn't really complain about it, but me and my mother talk about it often. You know, sometimes I think it's quite sherry, quite, quite, uh, uh, quite sad that, um, you know, that none of these, you know, because they're, they're, they become grown women, right? And grown men. And, uh, and, you know, she may have uh, really spent a lot of time with raising them while their while their family worked because many people in South Carolina are very, very poverty-ish. Uh, you know, all we got is, uh, you know, good fried chicken and God and, 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 and community. <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, it just, it, it takes a certain level. It's like I was saying before, my uncle from my father's side, like, you know, during Katrina, he stayed out there for over a year pulling bodies out, you know, and he'll, he'll never, he, he doesn't want an award for it. He's, it this, that story's not posted anywhere and never will be, um, you know, and uh, he, 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 if he asked him, he probably wouldn't tell him. Well, it is now. <laughs> right, you know, and, and then he stayed in Louisiana. He stayed there after it happened. He's, he's retired and stays there. You know, like, come on, man, that takes a certain kind of spirit. These are the things that fire me up when I'm down and out. 
You know, I look up to like, I, I couldn't pull hundreds of bodies about for months on months on weeks on end, like every single day being on the water. Like sometimes you're not, not even getting off the boat. You're just like sleeping on the boat, you know, cause you're the chief warrant officer. who's a bosun's mate. He's the guy running everybody else, but he's also doing all the things. He's not a, you know, delegator. He's a doer. Um, but anyway, so we're, we are, we're, we're reading the, um, some uh, testimony here from the FTC permitted to the House subcommittee on the national security level and that sector, um, that bubble of national security. And this uh, testimony was on July 13th of this year, 2022. The matter number currently is P or Papa 221200. Um, it is, once I said, let's get it, it's being permitted, it's being, uh, Presented before the House Subcommittee on, on National Security, uh, it's it's, it's, a, it's a prepared statement uh, by the Federal Trade Commission, and it's on protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and fraud. Uh, where I left off was, uh, let's see, we're on page six, item three, example B. Yep, item three, example B, page six of the PDF. Um, deceptive educational recruitment tactics. The FTC is also actively engaged in stopping deceptive recruitment practices in the for-profit educational space. What's that? Oh, yeah, no, I, I hit the, the over key instead of the down key. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, higher education. Let me take a sip of water here, too. Chris, you need to take your medication. What's up? I've just been working all day, man. I've been typing away. Why? What's up? <laughs> no, I, said, I just said you need to take your medication. <laughs> um, no, man. So uh, this. So what is it when when this when this all resolves? Like, actually, a better question is: What do you hope to see? Uh, happen with these things that are being admitted um, before the committee? Like, what would you like to see happen in the final outcome? Before you, you continue to, to read what they are, like, yeah, I, I think it would help to, and at least in my mind, to get a picture of, like, what are you hoping to achieve so that maybe I could cheer along with you or be like, nah, this dude is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I mean, I'm hoping that it's presenting... Like just an, like an ethics, um, you know, presentation to the committee and, uh, trying to create new bylaws and amendments, uh, to update it for modern times and to target specific niche things and, um, maybe niche banking systems or banking institutions, um, that are supposed to also be for veterans, um, you know, and just deeper regu- re- regulation, better oversight, um, better appropriation of funds. Uh, that's part of what's really, really sparked me this strike now with what I'm doing. And, and because I was doing it in Indianapolis and that's a whole old story for another time. And that guy's in prison because he's a fraudster. And, uh, but fast forward now, uh, I've been granted the ability to execute it in my hometown and, uh, make a difference here in, in the, in the Tidewater area. 
Um, but yeah, you know, just, I mean, so, so it, it, you know, just creating just like an, an, an oversight committee type thing for, uh, for just military and veterans in general, whether it's, you know, but uh, people should know organizations or. Yeah. People should know though, that like something that is created on a local level and maybe most of you might know this if you are active in any, in some kind of way, whether it's politically uh, or even just very small locally, maybe in your own neighborhood. Um, if you do anything like where you're organizing people together, you'll know that, if, when you start small and you actually do get something going, that it grows, uh, but you have to establish it on a small level. And this is how this goes. You get the, the small groups together, but then you don't just stop. So I think some people get too comfortable when it's local. So, but this, but this is how you, you boil it up and you start getting some heat and then you can start adding some other ingredients. Yes. I love talking about cooking, but, uh, so, um, but that's, uh, I think an important thing to keep in mind as we go through this is that it has to start somewhere. And if somebody doesn't, you know, you got to start laying the groundwork to put, to put it down because that's how you'll start to see results. There's so many things I've done, for example, that, um, I learned just because I started doing it and I started learning a whole bunch of things on the way. And then as it went along, it started to snowball. And then you gain a lot more influence and power over what you're doing because you gain a lot more influence and power over yourself. So then you're able to manipulate the, your resources, which are, you know, different types of information and ways to get ideas into people's minds by creating different types of content and things like that. But anyway, it's got to start small, like, and then that's where it, where it grows. Like, you know, somebody like Chris who, um, we kind of complement each other. We have different skill sets. So there's things that I'm not good at at all um, because my mind's somewhere else. But Chris is just drilling the idea. Like just for some reason, I understand it very well. Uh, or at least he permits me to think I understand it very well. And um, and then I just kind of, you know, go from there. But that enthusiasm is contagious. And so many things have happened just because of that. I mean, I, I could go on and on about the stuff that has happened just when we get together and start trying to figure stuff out, but, um, that's, that's where it starts. You've got to plant a seed. You're right. You know, cause, uh, you got to plant the seed and you got to, you got to water it. You got to harvest it. It takes a lot of time and dedication. And that's why like, you know, I didn't even bother with, with changing things on my Facebook post or dealing with it today because like I have so many, so much more deeper things to deal with act to act you know what I, making a difference and impact. I meant lives. to say this, this is actually and, what I meant and, to and say. I'm not looking for pay. I'm not looking for you know recognition. Like, uh, I mean, I see, I enjoy this work, but if anybody thinks it's like not taxating to be doing things for, you know, 15 hours a day, making phone calls, doing research, typing things up, thinking deeply about it, like, uh, uh, you know, uh, like, okay, I got to call the VA. I got to call this congressman. I got to do this. I got to, research that I got to apply this. Like, I mean, luckily I've just had a, a great experience in life and I'm able to, to be at this conversion point in time to, to make this even a remote possibility. Um, but that's what it freaks people out. Like some of the comments I had yesterday when I first posted it, they were like, Oh, so this has nothing to do with the VFW. You just want to raise funds so you can buy one of these Nissan race cars. And I Think was like, globally, really act locally. Like, well, I, 
Right, exactly. Think locally, act globally. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? But and I was just like, man. Oh wait, no, 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 no. no. Hey, 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 hold on. I meant the I meant the other way. It's like think think globally, act locally. That's where we're starting now. Yeah, we're acting. I mean that's. that's how that's but, how I, it is how I approach things. I mean, even my my mission mission statement. It's an international uh, initiative, you know. But yeah, with the you know with what we're doing now and the the outreach that you can have with uh, with online this media, is it is global. This is this, correct. It's a global initiative with a grassroots seed um, focus. You know, because I'm working here in the Tidewater area of Virginia as the largest naval port in the world. We have hundreds of thousands of active duty people here. They need an outlet as well. Uh, this isn't just for veterans. Yes, it's called Veterans Club Racing Association. Um, but what you think about the, you know, not let the active, the active duty guys in? Come on now. You know, I just don't want a bunch of civilians running around distracting people, creating a, a, an untherapeutic uh, growth zone for what, our service. What is this disdain you have for us civvies, man? No, it's part of the things that the FTC was probably covers. You know, it's part of the scam stuff. It's part of the we're not we're not focused okay. on where it's going. I don't want. I'm not. We're not using taxpayers' dollars for an initiative that's strictly for a certain subsect of people, and then but yet we end up paying uh, tons and tons of money out over all these events nationally because we have hundreds of thousands of extra bodies there. Doing things, fuel, food, this, that. I mean, of course, bring your wife, bring your kids, bring your grandfather, like, you know, whatever. But, like, you're not just some dude off the street buying a ticket to come, you know, um, you know, like participate. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's probably maybe, maybe like a spectator area or whatever, but I just don't want it. To ruin the the therapeutic environment I'm trying to create with with, with through, through motorsports and uh, it's it's nothing against them. Well, I wouldn't. You know, but it's just, I wouldn't. Uh, uh, I wouldn't overthink it too much, Chris. I think that the main thing. Lynn, quit asking me. Well, <laughs> Josh. I think, I think the main I mean, thing you is can't, you can't ask me to give you a, a logical explanation of why I would exclude somebody on a public format. And like, yeah, I think you're thinking too much about it. Like, what, come on, dude? All right, so uh, you you just messed messed me up. I forgot what. The hell. Yeah, exactly. So we. Get back into this. So we're we're we're, we're on the FTC website. We're reading a testimony given to the House Subcommittee on July twenty third, uh, July thirteenth of this year. Um, page six. Um, I think this is what example three or example four. Um, item B. Um, I'm sorry. No. So we're in item four. Go here. Item three. Example B. Item three. Example B. Uh, talking about deceptive educational recruitment tactics. Uh, this pertains to protecting military services and veterans from financial scams uh, and predatory, you know, practices in the consumer market. You know, do um, we were on? Uh, it's like pretty much second paragraph. So. They have been targeting for-profit educational spaces. Higher educational programs have historically sought to enroll veterans 
because of the GI Bill educational benefits, but have some, but some have done so through deceptive and predatory recruitment methods. Last year, so 2021, following a $191 million judgment against the University of Phoenix, University of Phoenix, UOP, that resolved allegations that the school used deceptive recruitment pitches. The commission spent uh, sent payments totaling nearly $50 million to more than 147,000 students, in addition to the $50 million dis- distributed as redress, the settlement with UOP required it to cancel uh, up to four, another uh, $141 million in debt owed to the school by students harmed by its alleged, by its alleged deceptive advertising. So that makes sense, you know, because that's the way that uh, nobody probably knows because, uh, you know, unless you're in the military or prior military, um, the government, you know, so like, this is where the government works, right? Like they, they promise to pay these schools and they, you go to school, you do some work and then they get it like in installments, you know? Um, so that's why they probably owed them a bunch of money uh, and they were withholding it from them. Like, yeah, you're, we caught you with your pants down. Um the FTC alleged that the UOP used misleading advertisements, advertisements, oh, advertisements, including ads that falsely claimed that the UOP corporate partnerships with companies uh, like AT and T and Allied Burden offering. Uh, man, I hit the overkey again. I want to remind everybody if they haven't seen them too that. Chris provided uh, some links here in the room uh, so that you can further educate yourself and look at some of the things he's talking about. The Firebase, Firebase Smithfield, VFW Post, um, 8545 is here. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that's the show. Hold on. Um, the Facebook page is for the... Mm-hmm. Um, VFW uh, for the VFW is here post 8545 for Smithfield Um, he's also provided the links to um, the veterans serving veterans VFW and it has all the qualification need for membership and all that other information Um, the veterans crisis line of course um, because of different issues that happen when people go into war zones and uh, Wounded Warrior Resource Center for Veterans, w- the WWP as it's known. Nonprofit for Veterans and First Responders. Um, a Gallant View Free Support for the Military Community. And the Mighty Oaks Foundation, Veteran Recovery Programs and Support. So make sure you guys look at those links as well. And, and also, Chris, um, if you didn't already, when you're, if you're reading anything, just remind us if, there, if we can look at any links for the information that you have as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me do that right now. I didn't even think about that because um, I'm using my laptop. I will drop it. Give me two seconds. I will. Yeah, I mean, you could uh, put it in the comments or whatever, too. Um, it will show up there or in the live. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. Show it in the, the live chat. Um, 
the room chat and you put it there and uh let's see yeah these are really good resources uh because i've never seen any of them before you showed them to me um but it's cool i was reading the the uh um what does it call it the uh prerequisites i suppose for membership in the veterans of foreign wars post 8545 right is that what they're called prerequisites membership in the these are the qualify three qualifiers okay they call them qualifiers i guess that might be a prereq have to be a citizen uh must honorable service must have served in the armed forces of the united states and and either received a discharge of honorable or general under honorable conditions or be currently serving service in a war campaign or expedition on foreign soil or in hostile waters this can be proven by any of the following i'm always interested how people you know qualify things like what okay so what are they saying it can be proven by any of the following an authorized campaign medal see a full list of qualifying medals and badges okay receipt of hostile fire pay or imminent danger pay verified by a military pay statement service in korea for 30 consecutive or 69 consecutive days wow that goes way back this information is usually available through a veterans dd-214 if other information is needed or if a veterans dd-214 is not complete they can contact the national personnel records center online or at 314-801 0800 to request more information. More detailed information on VFW eligibility can be accessed here. Yeah, it's good, cool links, lots of information here. Anyway, so why you guys let me be such a nerd, Chris, and just read off this website here? Where'd you? Why hast thou muted thyself? Well, I, I used I used the opportunity to get some water. There you go. Um, but you're right. Now, thank you for, for shouting these out. So the last three, the Border Crest, um, Gallant Few, and Mighty Oaks are all ran by uh, special operators. Um, Border Crest is available to anybody and everybody. It is a retreat resort type environment, but any military veteran knows there's not really any kind of resort. So you'll be doing some hard work while you're there, looking in, inward on yourself. Great program, amazing place. It's up in the uh, mountains of Virginia. I believe he has one in Arizona as well. Please check it out. You can rent uh, places to come stay for free during, you know, uh, holidays and stuff. Dusty Baxter over there is an amazing man. Um, the Gallant Few is a tier one operators group. I don't know if that's open admission. Um, same thing with the Mighty Oaks. Mighty Oaks, uh, I believe it's just maybe just ran by tier one guys because uh, it is a Christian organization. Uh, it's like a, a, a post-traumatic growth leadership course, you know, for, for people uh, you know, post, post-war um, to kind of help you get recentered um, using scripture as, as some guidance. Um, but yeah, so thank you for kind of reminding me about that and shout those guys out. Those are some of the very good organizations that I've had experience with and that aren't, um, you know, there are very good people. Um, we all know the Wounded Warrior Project has some waste, you know, whatever. A lot of that already comes from taxpayers' dollars to get grants. I don't suggest donating to them. 
They're never going to run out of money because they get allocations now. Uh, they actually are pretty good. They've helped me out amazingly. I will never bash the Wounded Warrior Project. They just got some money leaks, you know, whatever. But they actually do some really, really, really great things. They have some amazing programs. Uh, check out Home Base. It's through um, Mass General Hospital and the Red Sox. That's something that the Wounded Warrior Project helps make a reality and keep funded, along with some private donors to Home Base. Um, so there are some real good incentives out there and people that care. And Wounded Warrior Project does provide some great things. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to dive back in here. So we were talking about um, there's, you know, these hundreds of million dollar judgments against the University of Phoenix for deceptive recruitment tactics, uh, tactics to get veterans to, uh, you know, go to their school and use their GI Bill. Um so it looks like they even started taking in other recent actions against some some other schools here. Um, the commission sued St. James School of Medicine, a for-profit medicine school in the Caribbeans, um, that allegedly used false uh, guarantees of student success to lure customers, including veterans, to enroll to its program. That sucks. That, that, that's in the Caribbeans too. I know a lot of those uh, a lot of women come from the Caribbeans as uh, as nurses. Uh, I know a lot of uh, men come from there to serve and they buy, you know, to get um, the ability to go back and to provide a great, much uh, higher standard of living for their family due to their service in the military. Um, and so, wow. Yeah. So I guess that's a thing too, down there in the Caribbean is taking, taking advantage of these veterans. Um, my, uh, my, school- parents, my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago and uh, my brother on my dad's side previous to his marriage to my mom was served in the military i think he even i'm not sure if this is true but i saw him wearing a hat that had the the israeli star in it i'm not sure if he served in the israeli military but anyway my half brother um served in the military and my parents are from the caribbean and yeah um it's just as gnarly everywhere right that's so wild um, so it goes on to say that for-profit schools have also used third-party marketers in, in deceptive campaigns, going as far to buy leads from marketers, impersonating the military to lure customers in, interested in serving our country to enroll in their schools. Oh, wow. Um, and Sun Key Publishing, the FTC, um, the FTC uh, complaint charged the defendants with running online ads like Army.com, uh, hyphen, I guess, um, not hyphen, uh, any, uh, army.com and list re-enlist benefits and join the U S air force contract, a contact a U.S. air force recruiter and employing websites like including army.com army enlist. Oh, I, I know what they, what they're okay. Okay. I know what they're talking about. Um, so this happened when I was going into the army in 2009. So I did an early enlistment program. I, 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 I signed up uh, when I was in high school. Um, and if you got somebody else to enlist with you, you know, they would give you like a bonus. Um, and then, you know, of course, if you like passed all the requirements, if you like did the PT test and stuff, you got a higher rank. Um, 
but they're also working. So, so they're giving out some joining bonuses as well. And people, um, or they were giving money for like the army was giving money for leads. Like if that person, if you sent a recruiter a lead and he joined that, that person joined, you would get money. Um, so now like civilians were starting to do it and using these websites to funnel Dude, this money to that's take exactly, it for That's exactly how network marketing companies work. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that's exactly what they're doing. So they were they were using that like they were like t- like replacing that little piece of the fucking funnel and then breaking it off for themselves and like but you know, hiding it. Um so yeah, so there was they were getting they are getting thousands of dollars uh, per head, um, and of course the recruiters loved it, man, because you know they didn't bodies, dude. Um, wow. Okay, so this is this is a, like a ten year. I I imagine it probably was still happening. Um, Bro, the army is going to be possibly. The army is going to be doing a huge PR uh, campaign soon to cover up some shit because I have. I have another friend. I introduced you to her. Um, she's about to go public from the army with some shit that happened to her. And um, it's going to be wild because she is fucking <laughs> ready to put them on blast, bro. And some serious stuff, man. It's oh, so crazy. Like that. I've, I've, I've been through some serious stuff and saw some serious stuff and I'm, I'm just going to keep it to myself. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm, I ain't trying to put nobody on blast. Now uh, she, well, this is this is actually something that I, that she can that she definitely will, uh, because it has to do with like sexual in, in uh, uh, oh yeah yeah no, no definitely like in the military yeah, yeah. definitely do those things like no I just been like um I don't know some some people really just rage out on the military about certain things when they uh right. No, no, no. This is like, you know, it's like, hey, man, we're already all on a list to begin with. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, but she's not like crying about it and like being, um, well, no. And even if she was, she has the right. I mean, you got to, right. She has the right to feel emotions. Right. But she's not crying about it in a way that is not useful to her. She's using the pain that she feels to speak up and do something. But I was like, be productive. just Just the fire that she has about it and how you know she would just show up all the time to just you know to just to just get her training done you know and just works hard so anyway the when the stuff you're talking yeah, about no, that you're no, looking it, at it's now a good just, thing she, it's a good thing yeah. that she does it because like uh i had a soldier um well she was a e5 so she was above me and her name was chisholm and she experienced that um, and they were going to just give her an award, dude. They were like, "Hey, can we just give you a, a, an RCOM and just put this under the rug?" And I was like, uh, "I mean, when she told me, I mean, it's, just, it's wild, man. right? Right? It's that's just really it's wild, up. man. So that stuff's real wild." Um, but yeah, so yeah, we're in here. We're talking about these this um, this FTC um, Federal Trade Commission testimony to the House Committee on the national security level. Um, you know that sector of uh, of, of government. Um, on protecting military members and service military service members and veterans from financial scam and predatory uh, like just consumer um, practices in general. We're on page eight, which I believe we're in um, item three, example B. Uh, we were just talking about how the people were funneling money for recruitment tools and uh, during the surge for 
the, the last current conflict, the uh, global war on terrorism campaign, and that uh, the University of Phoenix paid out $191 million in a judgment against them for um, educational fraud tactics. Um, so although the defendants promised to use consumer information only for military recruitment purposes, the FTC alleged that they sold this information to for-profit schools. According to the complaint, the defendant's sales representatives also bombarded consumers with calls and text in which the representatives identified themselves as being from military verification. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, and solicited interest in military-friendly colleges, and defendants allegedly used the email addresses they collected under the geese of... Uh, this is not God. I don't even... Oh, yeah. yeah. What was that? Weird legal word. G-U-I-S-E. G- oh, guys. It means guys, like, like a... Geese, guys. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I know what it means. I, just, I wasn't yeah, happy okay. to try to pronounce it. Um, the okay, guys gotcha. military recruitment to advise, advertise. Yeah, that's why I joined the army, man. I mean, I can shoot, move, communicate, but uh, I'm, I, I, I got to remember. Uh, uh, you, you don't know. Maybe you do know. I maybe shared it with you, dude. I grew up with a learning disability. Like I, I couldn't read for shit, man. I had a really bad stuttering yeah, problem. Trust me, too. Chris. I knew. Um, <laughs> oh, did I? Did I tell you that? <laughs> oh, oh, did you just call me out like that? You're like, yeah, I could tell. I could tell. You know, I could tell. Oh man, uh, it, you know, it, like, it, oh, it, is that what it was? <laughs> It's a, it can be a <laughs> people listen. Chris can take it. We're friends, but um, don't fuck uh, with people if they have shit that you know that they're dealing with. Because you know, Chris and I are true, friends, yeah, so no, I can that, joke that with him like that. To, like really not be yeah. okay. But yeah, but don't fuck with people like that for real. Like Chris, hey Junior. Oh God. So, but shut the fuck up, Chris. So use this for for for. Oh my God. And defendants allegedly used the email addresses they collected under the uh, geese, whatever, guys uh, of military recruitment to advertise, uh, advertise other products such as such wait, uh, other products as well, like online uh, dating, mortgages, credit services, and scholarships. <clears throat> the commission followed up with Sun Key action with with the Sun Key action by going after an operator of for-profit schools. Sorry, this is written, written kind of weird. After uh, By going after an operator for uh, of for-profit schools that bought leads from Sunkey, Career Education Cor- Corporation, such a, a corporation currently operating as Pedro Co. Education Corporation. Uh, in June 2021, the FTC sent nearly $30 million in consumer redress, uh, persistent to a pursuant, sorry, pursuant to a, a settlement with the defendants that also required the school to reform its uh, lead generation practices to ensure compliance with the law. Oh, yeah, the, the way they generate leads. Yeah, okay. 
Um, another example of deceptive recruitment tactics come from the FTC's administration case against Victory Media. Victory Media published magazines like GI Jobs and Guides to the Military Family Friendly Schools and read websites including militaryfriendly.com and militaryspouse.com, site 17. According to the FTC complaint, the company claimed to help service members find the right educational choices through an online matchmaker tool that reported uh, uh, to search tool uh, to search schools um, it deemed um, military friendly, but in reality only showed schools that paid to be included regardless of whether the school had any characteristics that would justify a military friendly designation. And the company also alleged endorsed certain uh, that it so also uh, allegedly endorsed certain individuals, schools, and articles, emails, and social media posts without disclosing that the school paid to be endorsed. Yeah, you can't do that. That's a total FTC violation. Um, and now we're on exi- uh, item C and the testimony that is going forward or was presented to the House Subcommittee on the National Security Level, July 13th, 2022, matter number P221200. And the testimony is protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and frauds. Legal, auto-related, and financing practices. Unlawful sales and financing tactics can have an outsized impact on military personnel and their families. For example, with respect to motor vehicle sales and financing, buying a car is often one of the largest financial decisions a person will ever make. Young service members are an attractive target for unscrupulous um, auto dealers. They have already they have a steady paycheck. They often have no or minimal credit history, and a vehicle purchase may be their first big complex financial transaction. In two 2017 FTC public events on military consumer protection, representatives from the armed forces repeatedly emphasized that unscrupulous auto sales practices are a un, un, is it? Yep. Um, unscrupulous auto practices are a major source of concern. Participants highlighted, um, sorry, source 19. Uh, participants highlighted predatory practices, including payment packing. So uh, if anybody doesn't know, when I say source, when I say these sources, you probably know what I'm talking about, but I try to only say it when it pertains to something that may be uh, uh, quite impactful, you know, or it's a, it's, it's actually, um, it might be a good site. Um, to get re- to, to research um, the, the the original um, context of, of what this comes from and, and what that may pertain to and uh, but yeah uh, so participants highlighted predatory practices including payment packing which is has in uh, parentheses slipping unwanted add-ons into a purchase agreement this kind of follows back to uh, where we started uh, Tonight on Harris Jewelers, they were 
just fined like over uh, over a million, a hundred million dollars or something uh, for not and for 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 lying to active duty service members, saying that purchasing from Harris Jewelers would increase their credit limit. I mean, increase their credit score. It would be a credit building tool, which is a lie. And then they tacked on the protection plan without even asking. It was done without consent. Um, so that makes sense um, that that was also a thing that was presented. And that's it's in this uh, testimony that was also uh, given. So it goes on further to say that bait and switch tactics and extra junk fees. We all know what extra junk fees are. We all hate them. We all get them. So if they, they can stop it for them, they can stop it for everybody. That's the power of uh, the government doing things for you know a set of people like the veterans to protect them um, that now civilians are able to also re- refer to the same laws, um, especially for something like a junk fee. And that, that helps everybody, especially like bait and switch tactics. It also helps everybody. This is just um, the, the, you know, p- Political people can use it as a as a hyper focus to be able to push further agendas. I'm ra- I'm raising my hand. Um, y- yes, I know this one. I know this one. It's called setting a precedent. Ah, thank you. Uh, yeah, so if, if you know we get something done, um, you know you set a precedent that could be around for a long time. Uh, unfortunately, as we've seen recently, I'm not going to talk about it, but some other significant things that were set as precedents have been overturned in the courts lately. That's got people quite awry, but, um, but at least, you know, but you can see the power of politics and how it affects people's lives and things like that. And, um, well, we all know that, but it's, uh, but it takes somebody who's willing to put forth an effort towards a worthy cause to get it to this point, you know, that's That's right. So anyway, the FTC uh, did all this work. I mean, I can't believe it was easy. That's what that reminded me of. Precedent. I knew that one. I feel like Captain America when he was like, oh, I know that reference when somebody says about flying monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, because he's like 100 years old. Anyway. um, Okay. So where were you you at? So so we just ended up talking about bait and switch tactics. Oh, yeah. uh, this is a payment package. Oh, uh, dude, the, um, the, yeah, the thing about the, the jewelers, again, you said something again. It reminded mm-hmm. me again on the add-ons, right? Like the Correct. add-ons and stuff that, that you didn't pay for. I think that's that reminded me that I think that's how they tried to get me. Like when I said that it, it was one of the things that was like screwing with my credit, my personal credit. Um, it was because they had just added something on. Even though I paid in yeah. full in cash, it was like they added a service that I didn't even ask for, you know, or that I had already canceled, you know, it's like, well, well, they, they probably want- asked you to run, to run your credit and you ran it and you decided not to do it paid in cash. They, they kept it open when you oh, left. I ran it anyway. You no, know you're right. And dude. Then, they did run my credit, but, um, uh, and, and but you even though said I was no, paying but cash, then you just moved on. You know, no, yeah, yeah you probably did like, run yeah, my credit. See, you know, I mean, why not? I mean, you're you're a polite guy, and you know, at the same time, maybe you're like, yeah, well, let's Am see I what though? happens. Maybe I'll get a really big limit. You know, like, uh, and they probably responded with, oh, there's only this much. You know, like, yeah, I'm okay. And they didn't hit cancel. They just waited for you to like not look. I don't know. I, I do know. I do know that they did. That I did give them my credit information. I'm not sure why. 
because I know I know I did pay in cash though. I remember the first day I paid like a thousand dollars, and anyway, whatever. Uh, yeah. So the term for that is is payment packing. So there's so what they're saying okay. here is that in 2017 they'd uh, you know they'd made some uh, uh, two public events on military consumer protection. Uh, they spoke on some of these things, um, and you know, bait and switch tactics. Which this is all. This is all. This is all um, uh, related to auto. It is auto related finance, and this is all automobiles. Um, you know, used cars, new cars. Um, I'm assuming anything you you, you buy, it's got wheels on it. Um, so, and it goes on to say, stopping these illegal t- tactics is a top priority of the FTC, and the agency has brought dozens of enforcement actions against dealers allegedly engaging these types of practices. Last month, the commission issued a notice of proposed rulemaking to an auto dealership space in in the auto dealership space, drawing extensively on the FTC's military consumer protection work. So, wow. So, what I was just saying. They follow up here saying, yeah, like, so they're going to draw on the fact that they're going to use um, people's depravity and the fact that they're preying on the military because they can't help themselves um, to also use that to protect the regular civilian consumer, using it as, you know, the, the, the tip of the spear, um, you know, the Spartan shield, as, as, as you could say. So I guess once again, you know, you know these, uh, uh, military members are still doing their work, right? I mean, their uh, their 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 blood, sweat, and tears is still paving a path on some level by proxy, which is fantastic. This is why we need to continue to do things to save them and and not be losing them by thirty um, thirty, you know, by the day by the bus full. Um, anywho, so uh, among other things, the rule would permit a number of misrepresentations that are particular issues for service members, such as whether vehicles can be moved across state lines or out of the country, whether out of the country, whether and under the it's and and under what circumstances a vehicle may be repossessed and which the dealer or its products or services were endorsed or by or associated with any government agency including the Department of Defense and its military components. Um, Take a sip of water here. Home purchases represent another major... um, home, Home purchases represent another major... Purchase for military personnel and civilians alike. We have taken action to protect the military community in this area. For example, the FTC brought an action against one of the nation's largest refinancers of veterans' home loans, alleging that it made misleading, uh, directed misleading claims directed at current and former service members, including falsely implying a government affiliation. Hey, According to the, uh huh. How much more that you got, real quick? That's we got like paragraph. four pages. Okay. Oh, this we got a caller here. Yeah. No, we got a caller on the screen. From a jump in. Uh well. Oh, did you? Uh, is, he, is he able to? I, I, I think. I think that's Benjamin? it, right? 
He should be, right? Uh, uh, so do I have to me. invite him to speak, or can he just speak there? I don't know how this works. He just has to unmute himself there, on, and you have to un- oh, okay. give him the ability to speak. So anyway, yeah, I also, think I've uh, him. hello, Sonia. Welcome to the room. Rudy, Jack, Rick, Morgan, plus one other. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us, talking about the current state of the VFW, other veteran service organizations, and nonprofit corruption in the veteran community. And a bunch of other yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, too. see, look, that's yeah. He he, he can speak. Yeah, he's all right. He's just well, choosing not to. That's that's fine. So cool. I mean, yeah, but thank you. You're right. I just figured, you know, I mean, uh, uh, he would uh, he would have jumped in, and I would have just uh, cool. kind of gave him the floor. But all right. Um, carry on, carry on, good sir. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're right now. They're talking about mortgages, um, or uh, we're in the auto loan section of this FTC testimony um, that's about protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and predatory, uh, just like consumer practices in general. Uh, do do So we were at. Let's see. For example, the FTC brought. Violations against yeah better term loans, um, implying false government affiliations, and then he goes on to say so that's site twenty two goes on to say according to the complaint the defendants misrepresented uh, the cost and potential savings of their financial services implied that the loan they offered would come from the veterans affairs or other government sources yeah that's kind of a big thing to, to lie about. Um, and falsely represented the low interest fixed rate mortgages were available at no cost. Boy, boy. Uh, to resolve these allegations, the company agreed to pay only $7.5 million in civil penalties. I guess it's not too bad. Um, fraudulent schemes also target the end of, uh, also target the end of the credit life cycle and the FTC has a long history of going after extortionists and debt collectors, including those that target the military. In our enforcement work, the commission has brought actions to successfully shut down debt collectors that allegedly threatened to take action under the Uniform Code of Justice against a service member who was the victim of identity threat, threatened to, dis- to disclose a purported pur- debt um, yeah, okay. Um, reported debt to a to, to the consumer commanding officer and threatened uh, to ruin a consumer's military career. Does that have more than you think? Uh, and then we are now on to item D: bogus military charities. Drum roll, everybody! This is what we've been waiting for. This is why we're here tonight. This is why anybody is tuning in. Um, page 11 of this testimony, uh, bogus military charities, probably the biggest blight in this country over the last 10 years. It has drained taxpayers' dollars. It has cost us hundreds of thousands, if, I mean, a minimum tens of thousands of veterans' lives um, by not actually giving the help to the community and empowering uh, veterans to get back to doing themselves and you know having a life or working for the community and just being that, that, that vibrant person and providing things to the, to the community through selfless service that uh, most of them still want to follow through with. Um, so yeah, bogus military, military charities, item D 
Um, finally, some bad actors exploit the goodwill. Thank you for everybody for bearing with me and being here. Appreciate it. Finally, some bad actors exploit the goodwill people have toward the armed forces in an effort to take advantage of the general public. For instance, in 2018, the commission and partners in every state, every state, thank you, every state, worked together on Operation Donate with Honor, an enforcement sweep involving more than 100 actions against bogus charities with names loosely like Help the Vets and Veterans of America. The commission has continued to trick its vigorous enforcement in this area, obtaining orders in 2019 and 2020 in cases against sham charities using names like American Veterans Foundation and Saving Our Soldiers, Site 24. So I, I work for a place called like Saving Our Veterans um, in, in Indianapolis uh, in 2000 and it was like 14 to 16 or 15 to 15 to 16, something like that. It was well over a year. You know, I volunteered. Um, so I was living off my uh, VA disability at the time. I believe I got like 50%. Uh, I was in Section 8 housing and another bogus military charity housing place because um, uh, it was just all ripe back then. It was ripe for the taking. Um, then I was working for him. His name was Victor Wakeley, uh, Save Our Veterans, Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, I created several programs for him. I, I did biofuel research and worked for a biofuel company um, called Algeon. Um, did a lot of work for them and those, those the doctors that, that were there because they're PhDs, but were clueless about running a company, let alone a biofuel company. Um, and he made comments about like, oh, if the government doesn't get on board, I'll sell it to China. The stuff like that that started making me start documenting things, which eventually turned it over to the IRS and the FBI, and he's no longer doing what he's doing. It took some time, but um, so yeah, so save our veterans. And I did. I created uh, automotive programs for them. I got cars donated from Cadillac. So shout out the GM guys are solid. Um, you know, there's a lot of things I, I, I learned and honed my skill and and got a lot of good things done. And I learned that you know if you were doing the right thing um, and presented it in the right way. And you offered people the, the ability to uh, check on things that were allocated from them and where it's going and your, and their donations and charitable contributions um, that they were ready to do it. You know, I mean, I literally talked to and met with the execs at GM um, through helping out a veteran who, um, had some issues with his Cadillac um, and he had bought several of them and he was giving a few other veterans jobs as doing Uber back in the, you know, in 2015 or whatever it was, Uber was kind of hot and, you know, Indianapolis is a big city. Um, older, older uh, black American guy, I believe he was, a, he was an army vet. Um, and they were trying to, they were trying to, you know, bust his chops on some repairs. Um, and, you know, me being, uh, a mechanic and a, you know, an engineer and, and such, I took a look at it and I was like, Oh no, you don't need this. And Oh, this is the same part number from that. It's all GM. And you know, how about this? And you know, I just went in there and politely spoke to, you know, I skipped everybody. You know, I just went to like the, uh, the, the, uh, 
service manager there, or maybe it was even even the store manager. And ironically, some lower execs from GM were there that day, and uh, they overheard. And I spoke with them, and they were like, "Oh, this is a great initiative. What you're trying to do here." And I showed, uh, kind of told them the whole thing of you know what how, what Sarah Betts was doing and how the automotive part, uh, you know, the importance of it. Uh, how it tied to the workforce, uh, you, know, you know, vocational rehabilitation. Because, um, you know, if you don't got a good car to get to work, what's the point of having a good job if you're going to get fired because you can't show up on time, you know, or whatever. You just can't make it in general. I mean, you'd have a doctorate degree, but if your Chevrolet still ain't going to get you there, then you're screwed. So, um you know, I just wanted to throw it out there. I learned a lot of great things from it. Um, and I'm now turning that into what I have now. And I'm harnessing that ability to actually make a change. And thank God that the FTC and uh, other people are, uh, um, I know the Senate and the Congress just passed or whoever it is, um, you know, PPP and EDIL grant uh, fraud protection laws and bills that happened July 1st. Um, it went, it went into effect July 1st. I waited for, for that to completely go through to now be meeting and speaking with my local congressmen and senators and delegates and presenting uh, the initiatives that I have for my own county um, because in my mission statements are accountability and zero waste management uh, protocols. Uh, and I'm looking to be a B Corp certified company uh, or B, you know, B Corp certified corporation, uh, however you want to, you know, uh, put put the words together um, to really make a difference in my own community. Uh, as I, I don't need it, uh, a bunch of money myself, uh, and if the government's going to be willing to give hey, me hey, Chris, access to things, question real quick. So this is like, are you talking about how um, there's a uh, like you can the how you basically how you organize so you can have like I have an like I can organize an LLC or an LLP. Uh, there's something called an S corporation, a C corporation, and the one that you're talking about that I learned about from you. I think you're talking about the B corporation, right? It'd be a B yeah, corp because yeah. you have S C B. Yeah, let's stop. Let's stop and talk about that for a second because it's really amazing. Um, this new, this new um, designation, I guess you could there. call it, right? Yeah, yeah, it is right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Yeah, it's a new designation. Um, it is from it's a, being a B corporation. It's from the company called B Lab. You can find them on Facebook. They also have a website, uh, bcorporation.net. I'm actually gonna let me drop it right now um, here in the chat. And I grab it on my phone, B Corp. Um, so, what um, off the top of your head, Hizzy, what's the B Corp, the B and the B Corp for? Uh, I don't know what the B Corp is for, to be completely okay. honest with you. Yeah, but you know, um, what the, I do know what the, that their their mission statement and their impact is to, is to actually to put people before profits. Like that's that's what's the, the f- easiest way to put it. But I remember you were telling me there was a first B Corp that started. Is that what you're going to about to tell us about? Uh, no, no. But the first B Corp was um, Aero Foods, uh, I believe. They are a vertical farming um, initiative because they're more than a business. You know, they are an initiative. Uh, their most recent 
achievement is they built a research facility in Abu Dhabi, Dubai, um, which was paid for like all by the government over there. And um, they have some other, uh, other um, facilities here in, in, in I believe, uh, maybe the Midwest or on the East Coast, but nothing down here in, in, the, in the, you know, Southern East Coast area. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm actually, I'm actually was one of the people that I'll be working with to get through some of my agricultural, um, you know, initiatives and innovation causes here in here in Isle of Wight. I mean, they they have been an agricultural county since uh, the country was a country since like 19, 1694. Um, so almost you know almost a hundred years or so before the country was founded, Isle of Wight's been an agricultural uh, community. And I personally want to help preserve that. And that's where some of my stuff, it's my own initiatives come in and my own projects with reserving, uh, preserving, you know, the VFW there and uh, bringing jobs to the area and it being agricultural and uh, um, agricultural innovation, uh, mostly like I'm really focused on regenerative farming and the technological advancements that are coming through precision farming using, you know, uh, uh, AI, I mean, robots and drones and it's all sorts of stuff. Uh, and it's still in the field. This isn't indoors. So it's, it's very, it's, it's cool stuff. Uh, but just being able to provide that and uh, the end goal is to have an, an educational institute uh, where, you know, the youth can come learn these uh, ag- agricultural innovations that are going to be, uh, really pushing the boundaries in the next 20 years. And it's truly the only way to save the planet is regenerative farming. Uh, I mean, the planet is just letting all its own heat out because we're not recovering the ground with, uh, with crops, with just cover crops. I mean, it's a very simple concept, but you'd be surprised at how many people uh, don't practice it. And it's just, it's, it's common sense, but not common practice. It seems like a lot of the farmers, once you explain it to them and, how the soil is alive and the nitrates and, you know, and, and the root systems that are actually supposed to be established by these plants and their, and their most you know, natural and, uh, and, and beneficial growth habitat. Uh, they, they, they do usually seem to get on board. It's just spreading that awareness. And um, I want to use the, this kind of uh, crown jewel of Virginia and this, this uh, you know, fertile crescent area to be able to bring these initiatives to light and empower families and military members and spouses and, uh, and people who are disabled and people who, um, who are severely disabled. And I don't mean military members. I mean, you know, uh, people who may be mentally handicapped, like, Hey, come have this job and be a janitor and I'll pay you 50,000 a year, man. You know, I'll pay you 60,000 a year. Like come, you know, just, just, you know, here, here's your schedule and, uh, or build it yourself. Like you show up here and, Here's your tasks for the day, like uh, delegate them to yourself, you know, um, and, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, let me know if you need anything, you know, like that's what we're supposed to be doing for our community, you know, um, all the well, that's, that what, bring that's what you say we're supposed to be doing for the community. How do you know anybody else wants to? I mean, it sounds because well, they cool. don't, because they would rather pay themselves sixty grand, you know, they'd rather have the government give them a hundred thousand dollars for hiring a disabled person. No, but I mean in general. $20,000 and then pocket the rest. I'm not sure I want a job, Chris. What if I just want the money? (laughs) I mean, 
Right, but I mean, I, the, the unfortunate situation uh, for these, some of these people who have severe, you know, issues is that they, they can't find work and the government only pays them, you know, $1,200 a month. You know, you can't be 30 years old living on your own. Your family's dead. You have severe, you know, uh, mental handicaps and and your the your SSDI or whatever is 1200 bucks, and nobody gives a shit about you. Government you know don't care. Flip, Community they don't the, care. Yeah. And you know what the flip side of that is? There are some people, a lot of them, most that I've met, who are dealing with what we in society would call some kind of mental handicap or severe disability. Um, uh, they are the one thing that does fulfill not just these different groups of people that we put in these classifications, put labels on because they're different from us or share these different characteristics. We say most people in general, even um, I would suspect, or I think maybe I'm just thinking because that's how I feel would actually want to do some kind of meaningful work, you know, that people want, want to do something. And so what you said, you know, is I think very helpful when you said that, uh, maybe this is what we're, we should be doing for the community. You know, but I ask, does that, is it really? Does, does everybody want that? I think it's a good idea because so many people act like want to work and do something fulfilling. Um, I think that's the majority. So it's, it's, a, it's a great idea to put forward. And, and so see, how, see what steps need to be done to make that happen. I mean... I mean, I, it's like I know certain people, even myself, like I've always just maintained my hobbies and everything like that. Like I've always paid for everything. Like I've kept my websites on the Internet for 16 years. Just everything's always just been out of pocket, like somehow just doing it. You know, so there's people who just do stuff because they they're crazy or they're just passionate. And I don't know which one of those I am or maybe some blend of the two. But I, and it's, some people will think it's more of one than the other, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's just I, that I feel I, like, I feel people like it's a blend of the two. Work. It has to be. Yeah. I was I was saying that to the chaplain Briggs. She works with the Pentagon. She's the first black um, woman to be with a combat unit. She's beat cancer four times. Chaplain Briggs, amazing. Um, and oh, I just lost my thought because I got so wrapped up in that. Like, man, so so crazy. Uh, but you just said, yeah, something. but Chapman Briggs. Yeah, I was just saying that, um, you know, it's very important that certain people with disabilities in general um, who aren't able to get work because of that. Like, I think it's a great idea that you say, yeah, we should be doing this for people. And that, that, the add on to that was I just know that there are a lot of people who just want to do something, you know. So. Um, oh, you're just talking about being crazy because like doing things and just being creative and that. So, so she, see, I was telling her how like I, I don't think people can cons- like people get uh, it makes them uneasy when they see how much work I put in and the fact that I don't get paid for it or I'm not really trying to pay myself or like I don't right. think it, like I don't know if they think I'm crazy because they're like, dude, you know this is like a like a thirty million dollar initiative and like you know with this government contracts you're gonna have like a hundred million dollars flowing through your company and. I'm like, yeah, man, and like that means like people can have a livable wage and have premium health care and premium benefits and like maybe buy a house someday and actually like afford to have a kid and like I I get my my retirement from the government already. I'm 
I'm kicking it. Like I don't, I don't even need a job. I just, I like to weld and like to create things. And I like to I do automotive stuff and, um, I like to go fast and, but I like to work hard. Them are lofty there's, there's, goals, son. Yeah, man. But like you're yeah. saying, they're just, I mean, they like to work hard. Like people like to work hard in general. You get a, a there's, there's a, 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 some type of joy and happiness through labor. You know, no nah, man. You know, it just reminds me, hardworking, just dexterity kind of person. Yeah, it just reminds me again of this dude, man, from the gym who just, like I said, dude, like I, I don't know why. Whenever I think about, it, I don't even normally think about this of, of men in general, but he's a sweet person. <laughs> you know, he's just a fucking like you just feel like warm and fuzzy around him. He's just a nice guy, and like he just. He's he just trying to do something. <laughs> he just wants to do something. He's like, all right, I guess I'm, I'll lift some weights. <laughs> oh, well, try for the fire department. Nope, didn't do that. Well, I guess I'll try to be a police officer. And it's like, what the fuck? Just give this guy a goddamn job. Give him some money. He just wants to help people. He's just a nice dude. Like, what the hell? How come he can't? And, you know, he's former military. So I just can't get over it. Like, when I think about this, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, man. It, it's so crazy. Uh and I see this over and over again, just like the sweetest people in general, just like really nice people everywhere I go. Um, I just want to make a note about that. And I don't know because somebody some once before in another room was telling me that maybe like somehow I was privileged or maybe alluded to that or said something. But or I think that maybe it might more be my perspective about things. But everywhere that I've been, People around me have complained about where we are and the people that are there, like on a very long and continual basis. And I'm just, I, it, and my uh, push against that is usually to say something like, no, actually, I don't notice that. I think this is a really great place to work, or I like how much I'm getting paid, or if I'm feeling kind of saucy, why don't you stop fucking working here? <laughs> you know, um, and, but I do realize that some people, I don't know, maybe they feel like they can't. I mean, am I nuts just because of the fact that, like, I've refused to, um, even to my financial detriment, to just do things, um, to not do things that I don't want to? Um, yes, no, I know that I, I don't have a family. Like, I know I don't I've have any children. People, you know, I know. No, I'm just saying, I, I get it. I, I, like before, you know, some people have chimed in, well, you don't have kids. You don't. Yeah. Um, that's a conscious decision. You know, I like, like, for example, my ignorance in how somebody could accidentally get somebody pregnant is because I don't know how to do that. <laughs> but apparently a lot of people do. And it, what's crazy about that is that like, because, because I lack that perspective and I, I apologize for it, but, but don't get mad at me because I don't have that perspective that I think is stupid. I'm not mad at you for your perspective. I'm just glad that I didn't do that. And so I know a lot of people will be like, well, you don't have kids. You don't have a family. You don't, you don't, that's why you're able to roam the earth like fucking Kane from Kung Fu and whatever kind of crazy shit they say to me. Um, but I've made, that's a conscious decision, right? You know, to not get involved in that kind of thing and just do things that I want. But but there are a lot of people who just want to do just a regular job, work, work as a cop, even though it's difficult, or a firefighter, or, you know, because they just want to do something. And um, I think that's, that's, uh, that's fantastic. They're, they're better than me because I don't want to do most of that stuff. That's why I haven't. 
you know, God bless all the people who, who cook and clean and do all that stuff. I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what's wrong with me. I can't do it. I have to be doing other stuff. I have to be well, kicking I mean, things and lifting, you know, I don't know. Some people don't get like that discipline, discipline, um, and doing these things and kind of create a lonely atmosphere for some people. If you don't have a real purpose that you believe in, that like you are truly passionate about, you're still going to feel pretty empty. I mean, here I am not getting paid to do all these things, which I'm not complaining about because I love it. You know, I don't plan on getting paid. It's in my mission statement that I don't need a big, big salary for many of these things I'm doing. Um, let's put the money back into the community, back into, you know, roads and, and infrastructure and other initiatives. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, anyway, yeah, I went off on a little tirade there, but, uh, yeah, um, so I've just, chosen uh, not to, to do those yeah, things, gonna, you know, um, to my detriment. Yeah. Oh, I'm good. All right. Yeah. Thank, no, thanks, man. I just want to continue to kind of dial back in on this, uh, this document here. So we're, we're on, um, item D. From this testimony that was presented uh, before the House Subcommittee on the National Security Level by the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, this was presented to the House Subcommittee on July 13th of 2022, so not that long ago. The matter number is P or PAPA 221200. The testimony itself is on protecting military service members and veterans from financial scams and fraud. It's overall nefarious acts. So we were on um, item D here, bogus military charities. It's kind of where we got on a little tangent here, kind of got more in depth, um, shared a little bit about myself, what I'm trying to do and um, some of my background and experience and how it allows me to execute these things. Um, but we are on the second paragraph here. We were just ending with how they uh, took about, they took over a hundred actions um, in the last year or so um, against very, very vaguely loose named veteran charities and organizations or VSOs, veteran service organizations, nonprofit organizations that are focused on the veteran community. Um, the names of the likes of like help the vets, and Veterans of America or Veterans or um, American Veterans Foundation, Saving Our Soldiers. I shared a brief experience um, about uh, that I had personally with Save Our Veterans. I've had another experience like that with a fellow company or another company, um, uh, Veterans Village, Las Vegas, Nevada. Hold another story, hold another day, hold another chapter. Um, so the commission will continue to deploy every tool at our disposal to eradicate nefarious financial practices that harm service members and their families, including seeking monetary relief uh, as returning money to defrauded consumers and a financial part of the FTC's consumer protection mission. However, as previously noted, the FTC's ability to return money to service members and other consumers harmed by scam artists and other de uh, defendants will continue to be severely constrained by absent congressional action to provide the FTC with the ability 
oh, I'm sorry, with the authority to obtain monetary relief under Section 13B of the FTC Act. And this is true because she mentions it back up in in item one about how, uh, you know what, let's just go, I'll bring this all the way back up because we got one page left, uh, like page and a half here. But this is the whole entire summary of the testimony is that they were going against the AG, AMG, um, capital group, or capital management group. Let me get this dialed in. Where is it? Is it page two, page three? Enforcement work. Yeah. Um, here we go. Um, so however, the Supreme Court, uh, in conjunction with the FTC was able to, um, they're try, they were able to acquire a, or essentially obtain, because they didn't acquire it yet, they like steal it from them. Uh, $403 million, 403, $403 million in redress of harm consumers during the physical year. Um, however, the Supreme Court and the AMG Capital Management LLC versus the FTC held that the FTC does not this currently does not have the ability to obtain monetary relief pursuant to the section of 13B of the FTC Act and federal legislation granting the FTC the ability to provide redress to wronged customers, including service members and veterans. Um, so it's critical that, you know, she that's why she's here doing these things because she's underscoring the redress need um, for 13B to be fixed. And to be amended um, so that certain things in, 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 in protection bylaws and stuff can be submitted uh, and then we're good to go. We just got an amended document. And then as she states later on, I think it was, I believe, page 10, possibly um, how they're going to use that as, you know, the Spartan shield and the Spartan sword to really uh, fight for for the average man, the average consumer to make sure that they're not. Uh, you know, fall you know, uh, pitfall to these to these things in life, because um, if you think, I mean, it's really it's it's a societal it's a societal problem that perpetuates the ability for poverty people to fall into a more poverty situation, you know, um, or to not be able to get out and do things and to be able to uh, to have that growth to you know change um, or to have generational change and growth. Um, it's just another way to keep people in the system, you know, like just like. You know, the prison system and all these other uh, pitfalls that um, that plague America and the average citizen, um, usually outside of, you know, their own power. Um, you know, no matter what race you are, we all fall uh, victim to the bad justice system that we have and the fact that they're focused on profits over people. Uh, unfortunately, that's a lot of America. Um but so we are on page 12 here. Um, item four now, or item five, yeah, four, five. Oh, that's right, because it was that was C, that was example. Um, that was example. I'm, C, so. I'm just wondering, are you allowed example. to have an, have an opinion while you're reading? I don't know. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I mean, it's America. You seem like, right? some, very, you seem like some very important things that you're. You're reading here, and I wonder if you should just kind of be, you know, without emotion about it. I mean, sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Don't feel anything about this, Chris. <laughs> Can you stop caring, please? What? Just for a minute. Just stop caring for a minute. It's annoying. Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's too overbearing, right? It's making you uncomfortable. No, I don't care that much. So it's kind of bothered me. I kind of feel like a sociopath. Um, so we're on page 12 here. So uh, education and outreach. In addition to the commission's law enforcement, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. In addition to the consumer's law enforcement actions, education and outreach is a critical part of our, of our consumer protection and fraud prevention work. The Commission's education and outreach program reaches tens of millions of people a year, including through agency websites and social media presence. In 2013, the FTC created MilitaryConsumer.gov, a resource to inform service members, families, uh, to inform service members, veterans, their families, and the network of professionals that counts, uh, that counsel them about fraud and other consumer issues affecting the armed forces. The same year, the FTC worked with the Department of Defense Office of, of Financial Readiness and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Office of Service Member Affairs to launch the first Military Consumer Protection Day. The initiative, initiative uh, features a network of partners sharing online content, giving presentations and hosting uh, conversations on social media. For the past nine years, the FTC has worked closely with its partners on military uh, on Military Consumer Month through joint branding, coordinating messaging, coordinated coordinating, yeah, co- coordinating messaging and virtual presentations, webinars, and the other and other events to reach military com- the military community. In 2016, the initiative was expanded from one day to a full month. 2016, they went from a, one day to a full month in, in the month of July. Uh, and with a dozen of federal military and state partners joining agencies on social media and virtual events, the military consumer network and partners include federal and state agencies, including military agencies, state attorney generals, offices, military relief and support agencies, consumer advocacy, uh, consumer advocacy groups, Military trade association and military trade associations. One particular educational and outreach focus is, is identity theft. The FTC, oh, that's 25, and which it should be educational and outreach and identity theft. Uh, the FTC hey, what, analyzes for five years. What's up, dude? What, what do you What do you personally think about the the FTC? Do you you think they're doing a good job? Of- you can't You can't do that to me. You're bad. <laughs> Okay, all right. Just, no, 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 I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What's up? What's up? Uh, this is no. why we're here. It's why we're here, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you What do you think about them? Uh, the FTC in general? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like are they are they doing a good job? Oh, dude, we're we're. I'm gonna keep reading. All right. Um, I mean, I think this is a good thing to be, be presenting. I don't know if they're doing a good job in general, but like, I mean. <laughs> Somebody somewhere, probably the woman who's presenting this, um, she maybe this is her initiative. Like she cares enough to compile all this data and to take it to the House Committee. Like, 
um, you know, on, on, on a national security level so that like when it gets passed at that threshold, they're able to use that trickle down effect and make other things happen, you know? So, yeah, I mean, I think this is a good thing. It was presented on the, on the, on the 13th. Um, it's, it's this month forward thinking. Yeah. 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 Because we're in July, aren't we? Yeah, we're in July. Yeah, we are still in July. Yeah, we're Look, almost out. Yeah, remember, I don't really hold a job. All I do is work all day, and, and then the next thing I know, it's been two weeks, and I uh, got a bunch of stuff done, but I don't know what month it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, man, we're still we're still in July, but almost done, man. Okay. Um, I shouldn't say I don't have a job. I mean, I I, I have a job. It's just not. I guess a traditional job. I don't count it as a job. Not, even the things I, yeah. even the things that I do that do make me money, you know, like I try to focus on things that I know and enjoy. Yeah. Um, may, may not always make me a bunch of money, but oh man, at least I don't want to kill myself because I'm miserable because of my job. So there's that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want you to kill yourself or to kill me either. So look, next time we go out on a on a track. Please don't take me up to 150 miles an hour. Okay. No. no. Yeah. I need never. to be driving on the track. If I if we're going to be doing 150 miles an hour, I need to be behind the wheel. That shit's scary. Uh, just wait till Honda starts donating some motorcycles, man. <clears throat> All right. There's others better bikes, but I just like the ergonomics of CBRs. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all right. So we're we're we'll get back into this. Um, yes, sir. It's military with a military month. Um, network of consumers, um, agencies. Yep. Uh, one one area of particular educational and outreach focus is identity theft. As the FTC, did I already read that? No. Okay. The FTC analyzes for the last uh, for five years of consumer sentinel data. Um, anybody who's just tuning in, so the sentinel data. Sentinel is a uh, program created by the FTC to compile data uh, from uh, consumer complaints that are been filed by everybody to not just weed them out for military members, but like very specific things. Um, And, but of course they're using this uh, mainly focused on military service members and veterans. So we had the, uh, it was back in like 2018 or 17, I'd have to scroll back up, but I believe it, was, it wasn't it was that long ago that they created this new system. Um, so they use that data, and it suggests that the active duty uh, active duty service members experience disproportionate instances of theft from their financial accounts compared to the general population. Okay, yeah, so yeah, it was, so it was disproportionate. It was uh, elevated. Um ID theft is, is is often carried out by an individual whom the victim knows and military consumer, which were tw- which were twice as likely to report that the perpetrator was a family member or someone that they knew. What's okay. up, dude? Dude, that's you're you're reading this right now, so that's for real. That uh, the 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 victims of identity theft, it's usually somebody that they know. Yeah, this is yeah, this is cited. So that that's site twenty seven, and the sentence before that um, about their financial accounts uh, being proportionate, like 
uh, being disproportionate to the general population. So that like mm. proof that they've that they're being targeted. That's site twenty six. Yeah. Okay. And then the, right, and so, the next statement okay. has got another site, site twenty eight. So out of this right. fourteen page document, we're on page thirteen. This is the yeah. only page to have uh, uh, consecutive sites. Wow. Consecutive sightings for their statements. Um, so this is the I an ID theft feeds into many of the financial frauds discussed above. Uh, yeah, because the perpetrator was a family member or somebody they knew. ID theft was often carried out by an individual whom the who the victim knows. And military consumers were twice as likely to report that the perpetrator was a family member or someone they knew. And the ID theft comes into many uh, feeds into many of the financial frauds discussed above. Active duty service members report problems with debt collectors and credit bureaus at more than twice the rate of other adults. With many of these complaints arising from underlying instance of instances of identity theft. Wow. Wow. So let's think about that. So it's saying that with many of these complaints arising from underlying instances of identity theft. So it's a compiling snowballing issue that creates a, a just a fucking hellhole um, for anybody, not just military people. Right. I mean, um, because it's just, it just becomes a, oh man. The FTC also uh, coordinates closely with the Department of Veteran Affairs, VA, to develop and disseminate information from uh, uh, information about avoiding scams and recovering from ID theft. The FTC has given scores of webinars and presentations to veterans, many hosted by the VA's Identity Protection Program and its Economic Development Initiatives. For instance, For instance, in January 2022, the FTC spoke, uh, staff spoke at the VA's virtual program, Evolving Identity Theft Tactics, Protections, Identity Theft Tactics and Protections. In September 21, In September 21, the FTC staff spoke on virtual presentation about avoiding scams and identity theft as part of the VA's program for new veterans and service members transitioning into civilian life in the Baltimore area. And, and in two days as part, and in two days as an, as part of this year's military consumer month, the FTC staff will speak at a two day virtual event hosted by the Veterans Affairs on Identity Theft and other consumer protection issues. Item five, conclusion, less than one paragraph, pretty much. Uh, The commission will continue to take action to protect service members and broader military community from fraud and related threats. Combating these practices is an important part of the FTC's uh, consumer protection mission, and we will use every tool at our disposal to do so. We look forward to continuing to work with the subcommittee and Congress on this important issue. And that's, that's, um, I mean, that's, that's paid. What do you think would happen to on the FTC government website? What do you think would happen if all the, the, uh, the currently living 
uh, former military got together, all united in a spirit of harmony. They do some damage, huh? To fight for the things that uh, that are important to them. That matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah that are, absolutely. I think the things that are more important than and uh, and they'd be focused on not um, some of the petty stuff, you know, and, or hurting people's feelings to get it done. And um, yeah. you know, unfortunately, you know, the greatest generation is dying, uh, but our new greatest generation is also dying. Um, if you, if people only knew how many people from this, how many soldiers and Marines and Navy corpsmen and JTAC people and, you know, pilots and so it's, um, excuse me. Hey, um, you know, I was just thinking about, uh, the fact that um, when it's all said and done, the whole thing really kind of shows that no matter what the motivations for putting these things forward from this uh, uh, this initiative, this this initiative you just read, I'm, I'm not sure what it's called. Is it an initiative? It's something. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just yeah. a testimony. I'm not sure. I mean, a uh, testimony. Know. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is, they're letting them know what they're wanting so that they can. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, so she was basically state Hopefully. a statement stating her intentions or stating the what she wanted. Okay, I want. I, I know that you posted the links there, so I'll look at those those later um, to get more information, as I always have to do when I'm trying to keep up with the stuff that you're doing here. Um. Uh. Anyway. Um. I want to see if there's anything that there was missed out here. I um, know we covered all the links that you got here. Welcome everybody to the room. Um, for some reason in this app on the device, it doesn't show who, who else is all in here, but um, uh, thanks for listening in. And also, oh yeah, uh, uh, I want to be talking about weed pretty soon. Uh, there is... Um, some a couple things just came together for all you know that were pretty important and one of them was a neuroscience you know news article that talked about um how a bunch of research just showed like this high addictive qualities of marijuana and um but there's a whole group of other people that are saying no there are no addictive qualities for marijuana at all. And so um, I want to look into that research because I haven't been able to look at the uh, publication yet. And I think that would be fascinating because it's starting to become a hot topic once again um, in a lot of places. So, and, and there, I mean, and there's so many uh, different things. I mean, I've got neuroscience news is from way back in, 2017 stuff I'm looking at that's asking the question, does marijuana affect your sleep? Of course it does, dummy. But there's just, you know, and there's just a lot of stuff um, that just came out recently too. So I want to get into that. And then the other thing is we're going to do a nation stage read through for those who are are into that and have seen some of the stuff on my channel. And um, <clears throat> Chris, did you get a bit of water in you? 
And, and oh yeah, I'm uh, this. Benjamin's been sitting in this queue for a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm good. No, I uh, I, I was gonna uh, kind of close out with uh, what yeah, was kind of personally going on, and then um, all right, if anyone awesome. wants to actually chime in on this, this is a more of a definitely more of a public format uh, question or I guess discussion now, um, <clears throat> because like I was saying before, you know, I posted my my initiative here on the local car forums, and I got a bunch of people threatening to drag me and. Uh, they're already posting screenshots that they contacted the VFW and, you know, trying to fight with the VFW about what, 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 what I'm doing is legitimate or not. And, you know, oh, why did you ask Mr. Leland Jones to donate publicly? But, you know, I got all the text messages right here from him for months ago and all these other things. But it's just, it's the fact that I, I, I texted him over the last week or so and it went from not hearing to, from him to now he's not my friend on Facebook to now currently I'm blocked on Facebook um, and he should be going on these forums and saying, yeah, thanks for the opportunity, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, you know, I have recorded conversations between me and him and a whole bunch of compiled evidence that is way beyond the preponderance of evidence. So I'm not just here trying to smear somebody. Uh, this is about protecting the community, being about people who have honor and integrity and are about what they say and put their money where their mouth is and don't try to put a perception out there and reap benefits from a certain community for their own personal gain uh, to go drive a bigger, better car and do whatever uh, while people are suffering and we're losing 30 veterans a day, which is a busload. If you need a visual image, a busload of dead bodies from all different age groups and, and you know, these, the, current conflict guys from the global war on terrorism campaign that has been for the last 20 years, it just ended. And these guys wars is just starting. Um, so I believe there's going to be an uptick in veteran suicide. If something isn't done, um, we've, we've already been an uptick over the last decade. You know, we're, are, we are at the 30 point now it used to be around 12 to 15, then it went up to 18 and then the, you know, was 22. Everybody knows that number 22 a day. Um, and now it's, it's easily, it's got to be, you know, I think the last report was like 28. Um, so if we're not approaching or over 30 now, I don't know where we would be. Um, and it's just a sad state of reality. Um, so I sent, I sent a message here to, to Leland today, um, 1040 AM to, you know, tell him what the actual situation is of why I made this post on Facebook about my veterans race club initiative. Uh, my Veterans Race Club Association, what it what it provides, and um, you know, because he he said here, um, he sent me some screenshots of the posts that I made, saying, "Hey, dude, just saw these. I am busy this week. Please take these down. Uh, not a good look. I love the VFW, but can you take these down?" I said, "I'm busy. Also, meeting with Congress and senators in the coming weeks. On top of a lot of other stuff." When can you, when can, when can the post ex, uh, expect a donation so I can make the commander aware? He replies with, uh, right on. I'll call you. I'll, I'll call them and let them know myself when I'm ready to make a donation. This is his response. Um, so I say, that's great to hear. We have a much older veteran at the post. Um, and they are in dire need of some repairs for their automotive, for their, for automotive repairs. He's in his sixties. And a fellow veteran in the same age group has been taking him everywhere and anywhere for the last several months. He can't afford it. It's taxating. We only have like 12 active members. They're all 
Vietnam era or Korean War era. Um, you know, so this veteran is in all he can. He's trying to do all he can, and the post is out of money. We we just don't have the funds right now. We were tasked to do other things. We only it, it's just a situation there at 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 the local post VFW post eight five four five. Um, so and I said, and I've got I go on to say, getting his vehicle repaired would really help well, out Chris, the post and truly. I'm gonna hold on. Don't cut me off. Donate some money tomorrow. Um, all right. Oh really? I'm sorry. I shouldn't. Uh, I thought. I thought. I thought you were going to tell me to digress. I know sometimes I get amped up, and you, you, uh, you, 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 you come, you come to, to, to calm me down a bit. Chris, so, God but no, that'd be great. I'm going <laughs> to donate some money tomorrow. Fuck, man. Jeez. All right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's all it's all it's all uh, it's all tax uh, it, uh, uh, tax deductible. You know, it is a. Uh, a you know, it, they go straight to the VFW. The VFW provides everybody with a, uh, you know, the, the paperwork from 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 headquarters. You know, saying that their donation is is deductible, yeah. and then it's up yeah, to man. you to get with your accountant. Um, we got to do it. Sure that, that, I want to help that's, out that it's within your threshold. Because, like, you know, that's why you gotta. I mean, I know you're busy, dude, but you, that's why you gotta keep up with me on this stuff. Because, you know, I'm trying. I'm trying to hold it down. You know, building up my stuff and, you know, just whenever you create anything, you have to feed it. So, but, you know, keep, keep me posted. That's why we got to keep having these conversations and keep talking and getting more aware so that I can know what's going on. I mean, I don't have, I don't have much, you know, the, the business eats it all for now, but. Um, yeah, no, I mean, you you're know, not wrong though. You're, 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 you're heading the right direction. Let me know. Like, yeah. Um, because, I mean, that's where it comes down to. That's where, I, that's where I'm circling around with with this whole of why I'm even speaking on this personal situation. Yeah, is that like is like I, I put on there. Hey, if you need more information, ask me. And that's where you know I haven't even looked at these posts. I've been writing all day on my LinkedIn and you know, nailing stuff out because that would just be a distraction. And Chris, um, you know I'm down, man. I'll, we're here and, I'll like and, and make graphics, and, you know, whatever. And, 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 and they're, they're screenshotting, you know, them talking to the VFW through email and posting it online, trying to drag me. But, you know, they didn't even ask me why I'm asking for a donation. And they would know yeah. that it's part of my program to be able to make sure people have transportation. That's why it says, ask me. I mean, the commander right. knows. They just told me at the breakfast over the weekend um, that they needed donations and, and, and this is the situation and it's this veteran and it's his vehicle. And, um, but so it's yeah, so also totally part of it mountain. because of, mm-hmm. you know, this particular person was expressing over and over again that he was so supportive of veterans and claims that his business oh, makes yeah. a whole lot of money and, and he supports he, yes, veterans, but he posted you know. online, he posted online that he made a hundred thousand dollars or I made $10,000 this month. And I'm all about veterans and, yeah, he brags about it publicly. He used Memorial Day as a sales event and and donated to the POW and you know and I even I think I even have a text and I even have a recorded conversation with me talking to him saying, "Yeah, you probably shouldn't use Memorial Day as a sales day, just a gathering event." And he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you know, still got to make some money." I'm like, you "Still need to make some money for what?" Like, I mean, you're you're already. I mean, I I, didn't, I don't know. I, you know, I me, mean, I don't. I've already fight everything. I pretend like I don't know anything. Is he how somebody's going to treat me moralistically and characterly? And then I decide whether I want you in my life or not. And that goes for for money too. I I I know billionaires and millionaires, and they make their money with morals. They don't step on people. They don't cut no corners. 
It may have took them a little bit longer, but they're at where they're at now because of it, you know? So I don't want dirty money. I, we don't need more dirty money in, in, in the scope of practice that I'm trying to, you know, work in <laughs> and the things I'm trying yep. to achieve. Uh, yep. Well, that's, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest issue with any time you try to do something on any large scale. And I mean, that, and that's just the nature of like politics, big or small, local or global is where's the money's coming from? Cause wherever the money's coming from is who's really calling the shots. Um, yeah, so I mean that's it. I just I just asked. I was like, hey man, like you know, that'd be cool. Like, what are you gonna donate? And I said that you know it'd be great to. It's great to hear. We got this veteran. You need to get his vehicle repaired. Gave him the exact explanation. He needs to be able to grocery shop. He hit liked or loved with the little react from uh, Apple phone. I said Bruce is our commander. Just ask for him. I can provide you with his number. He said sure. Send me his info. I'll reach out when time is good. Gave him his info. It's, it's a good time for him to, to ask for money also, all Chris, the time and support, right? But it's never anyway. You're right. Go ahead. I think. No, I think that the um, the the link for um, for the VFW where people can contact also if they wanted to, um, you put that up as well. So if they if somebody wanted to contact the VF, VFW to donate, they could contact them through the one of the links you put. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah. And just contact them and ask for Bruce or Bob. Bob is the quartermaster. Bruce is the commander. And um, tell them that you know you just know that they that they were in need of a donation. Um, you can, if you want to, you can refer that you were led to them from here. Uh, you don't have to if you don't want to. It's just I. It's mainly about getting the help for this guy. Um, you know, because that alleviates the stress off another older combat vet. Um, you know, God bless these guys. You know, they take care of each other and. You know, maybe their wives have already passed and don't have any, you know, uh, grandsons and granddaughters. So, you know, I want to take care of them. And, um, yeah, man, I'm just, I'm just trying to get it done. And that's what makes me sad is like these guys didn't even inquire. Like if you go look at these posts, um, that I made, I don't know if anybody, you know, you can find my Facebook, whatever. And cause I'm not going to take them down. I'll edit what I have in the text part of it, but I don't back down from anything. And, you know, they're talking See, about Chris dragging and I, me and, you know, doing this and doing that. And they, they already went and talked to the VFW and, you know, they're trying Chris to you know, uh, shame me online. And, and uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Chris and I don't see each other all the time, but we have like these clusters where we're like we'll see each other like two days in a row and spend a bunch of hours working on stuff. And then it'll be like two weeks. So I don't always know what's going on. And I'm scatterbrained and just trying to figure out my stuff and doing everything that I'm doing, just being like the internet's biggest troll. Um, but like, uh, but when, when I do, it's, it's cool that now we're connecting here because now I'm able to, you know, it's, it's a way to multitask. Like this would, this meeting of us wouldn't have even happened if we didn't know that it was going to be something that would help to catapult some kind of movement forward to get something done in all different kinds. You know, one of the things that I, I always don't understand is all this bullshit about like, make a donation now and, and to this place, right? And then you're like, and, and then your, your fucking money just electronically disappears. Yeah, I, I, just, I just want to say real quick, because like, you're right, like this, 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 and nothing I do is about me. I use my experiences and any suffering I've endured as a catalyst to turn it into something that's productive, that's going to be better for the world. And I'm not afraid to take it to the highest level and, and use the gifts or generational gifts that God has given me or the master of the universe has granted me 
to make that happen. Yeah. So, you know, like the, uh, I think I just encourage everybody to, to do this, you know, is, is if you want to donate somewhere, I'm sure you've heard it before. I'm just saying it again, contact the places directly, you know, and talk to the people there and like talk to the guy. Like, are you the guy who needs some food? Like, how, can we prove like, just talk to them. If you want them to give you some way that makes it accountable so that you can have some kind of verification of some kind, do that. I mean, if somebody's taking money from you, um, to, to help them with something, they better damn well be prepared to show some documentation and receipts and other verification to show that they're really in need and that somebody is really being helped or that you're helping the person directly. You know, all this, and you know, all this, uh, you know, money to clean up the ocean, go pick up the fucking, you know, take the bottle cap out of the freaking dolphin's neck. You know, it's like yourself, you know, at least once. You don't have to do it every day. But, yeah, this is what this kind of kind of thing is. You know, sometimes like, yeah, call these people. Um, see if that's if, if Chris's story is true about this person needing something over there, you know, and, or any of these things. It, and it's it's again, it's, um, you know, think globally, act locally. I like that saying. I don't know where it came from, but if some evil person made it up, that's fine because it just it, it makes a good point. Um, and the point is that you start right where you are and, um, and then you, you expand outwards however you can. Even if it's just like, even if you just like go to the same neighborhood and feed the same five or 10 families yourself once a week or drop something off or, or you personally organize, you know, a group to do it and you don't have to tell anybody about it. Just do it. But like sometimes this is how you have to, to get it done at first is tell people about it and then, you know, let it grow. And hopefully it doesn't turn into some, you know, massive behemoth that doesn't care anymore. But, you know, as much as you possibly can, you stay connected to the people that you want to care for. And, and another thing is about, and not uh, making people feel like they're less than because they need some help. It's like, you know, you, you, know you, you help you're, the guy that's in the you're, neighborhood. You're, you're, you're right. You're right. Because um, I'm going to stop you right there just for a second. Because one of the first yeah. things, one of the first comments that somebody said when I posted this, it said, hey, man, that's a really weird flex and and or cry for help. That's really weird. Like, why are you using video game images and, and all these things, which it doesn't bother me because uh, I explained earlier on, this is f- focused on combat vets. It's open to all veterans with a focus on combat vets. Um, these events wouldn't exactly be open to the public. Um, so this guy who's saying these things and I'm going to drag you and I'm going to go out of my way to do these things. You know, this, this, um, initiative, this program is only for the 0.001% of people because there's already a small percent of people who join the military, very small percent of people who go into a danger zone or a hazard zone or combat zone. And then an even smaller amount of people who actually are engaged in the action of combat and taking fire and returning fire and doing these things. It is a very small group, even within the the hundreds of thousands of people who have deployed uh, in the last 20 years during the uh, global war on terrorism campaigns. So, 
Um, these things don't bother me. I just am trying to bring awareness to people to show like, Hey man, like see people will, 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 will try to put you down for anything. They will try to cancel you and hate on you for anything. You know, I have a physical proof that I've tried to contact the business owner that presents his way and his self in a certain way and is, you know, uh, gaining, um, uh, you know, monetary, uh, uh, whatever off of it. And, um, I, I, I know him personally. I've spoken with him. I knew him for several months and, uh, try to get, get a hold of them. And I, I make a, a statement online and I, under that, I present my, my initiative and it has nothing to do with him. I just said, Hey, would you like to make a donation? Call the VFW post. We'll provide you with the paperwork. Anybody else who's interested. Um, and then, Hey, on my websites later next month, I will be releasing my corporate and, um, manufacturer sponsorships or my raceway sponsorships. What these people don't even know is that I've already worked with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I know them personally. I know IndyCar drivers. I know senators personally. I have, you know, uh, recognitional papers from them. And it's not to say that egotistically. All these, all these senators and stuff, they do it for show. And some of them very do much so care. Other ones not so much. And then there's the problem of, you know, scammy um, non-for-profits who said they were helping veterans who get the politicians involved because the politicians do care, but then none of the help ever reaches the veteran, you know? And that's why I spent the last four hours uh, talking about on some of this stuff and going through this, that FTC document and testimony um, presented to, you know, the national security uh, level of the house committee. So, cause it's, it's, it's important. Um, you know, so, but it's just, this is just proof in the pudding that, you know, and I said right there, contact me further, you know, Hey, this is a, you know, a sponsored, you know, initiative. And, um, you know, if you need any additional information and people were instantly saying, you know, the video game pictures. And I said, no, Hey, that's a GT 500 super GT race race car, um, from Nissan. That's the Z car. It's replacing the, you know, the Nissan GTR, uh, in the, and, and the super GT class, which is a European race class. Um, it's not, it doesn't have a force, a, a, a V6 in it. It's actually got an inline four and it's turned up to 11. And, and I'm very knowledgeable about these things. I mean, BMW offers a BMW uh, M2 CSR, which is a race car. It's a race track prepped car. It's SCCA approved. Um, I've worked for BMW before. Um, they're a good company. They, they have, they were involved in these wars. They are a NATO force. They love their veterans. They love cars. Um, they, I'm pretty sure they would be, they'd love to donate, um, you know, five or 10 of these cars and get a little, you know, a group racing going on out here with some veterans in the Tidewater area. Um, you know, and I've, I just, it's in the Annapolis Motor Speedway, like I said, I've worked with them. I mean, they already are, they want to already push the initiative and there's going to be, you know, physical, I think um, precious metal one, coins, you know, given out at certain events and, I think one of the the issues that needs to be made clear to people, and I think that one of the reasons why a person would make a comment like, that's a weird flex, bro, or some, whatever it was, is um, not understanding that how, um, how appropriate it could be for somebody to take something that they really love, like you really love cars and racing, and use that passion 
to drive it towards doing something to help other people, particularly veterans, because first of all, you're a veteran, a disabled veteran, and a person who happens to love cars and love racing and love speed and those kind of things. And to people, they look at this recreation and they look at these cars like toys, kind of. Like, they're just kind of like, this person just wants to play with toys, right? But it's like, yeah, I want to play with some fucking toys because um, I want to have fun because I've been through some nightmares and shit. So uh, this is therapy. This is therapeutic. Um, like, believe it or not, yeah, it might be an, it look like an expensive hobby, but, I mean, people are just, I mean, it's insane when you think about the, the image that you say, like, it's a busload of people. Um, that feel so despondent. That they, um, but they can't, but they can't uh, go on anymore. So it's really, you know, so, but, but yeah, they need something to play with. Uh, something that's therapeutic. And that's like the one, something that you found as a driving focus to push you forward in a certain direction. Right, because I mean, as as yeah. I was saying, you know, and I, I've said in my mission statement, motorsports is the tie that binds. Like that is just the that's the glue is the is the camaraderie that will come from having don't that you type see? of event. Having that type House of space where, people? like, everybody can just congregate together. It's not even really about the cars. Cars are great. <clears throat> I mean, like, you I know, mean, we've been using motorsports since World War One for people to you know get, to get together post war and and to be men yeah. and to have fun, but. That is just a catalyst to bring everybody together to where they can have that therapeutic effect that you get from gathering, that all humans get. You know, we just yeah. need that for this community. And I think this is this is the way. This and is the, the and way. the other part and the other part of that is that um, even though it's not completely exclusive, it is. You know, it, it is a. Uh, it is a priority and VIP event where most of the VIPs are and the, and the organization is run by veterans and people that have that same experience and camaraderie because they can understand each other and be more sympathetic to each other a little bit more than with someone who doesn't have that experience. Not that it's closed off to other people, but that also because of the main thing you were talking about, about how a lot of the different funding and resources in general, like it could be, food or cars or property or clothing have been misappropriated when they're supposed to be going towards um, veterans and other people in need. And that's another one of the main things is, you know, hey, this, the problem is veterans need our help or there's a group of people that need some help. Um, but when uh, these groups go out there and claim that they're getting this help for these people, instead they're enriching themselves rather than and and disguising these philanthropic efforts or disguising their real uh, intentions with philanthropic uh, uh, disguises and um, but then you know you found this this hole in it and you want to just get the the money directly to the the source and you started with this one guy in particular at this particular place but then you also talked about some things on a grander 
scale in this nation itself, like going up to Congress and talking to people and even looking at a specific statement and then reading some different things that just happened. Like these are very current events. These things are happening right now. It's not like something that's, that's planned for the future that might happen or something that happened a year ago. It's like this guy needs some so his, his van fixed and some food now. And, um, and he's at this, this one place, you know, where and he, he said he's too busy. He said when he, when he's ready, he'll make a donation. He said, I'm busy this week. I'll get back to you later. When well, I'm ready, I'll make a donation. I said it. Everybody heard it. I'm doing, I'm donating tomorrow. You just got to hit me up, Chris. You know, I'm moving my stuff out of where I am right now. Uh, and, uh, um uh chris oh boy uh so, hello lance. So lance um we'll give you the give you the floor here um uh it's a open format i don't discriminate against anything for free speech i i only have one rule my one rule is no personal no personally directed hate speech you, you understand what I'm saying? You can say you hate somebody, you hate a group of people all day, but if you direct it at me or somebody else in the room or whatever, um, for now until the end of time, I will make sure you would never get in this room. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh, no, oh, is he coming? Still coming? Okay, cool. Thank thank God, don't leave. Okay, that's my only rule, man. That's, that's it. Outside of that, have fun. Hello, Lance. Are you there? How you doing? All right. So. Well, hey, I mean, at least he unmuted himself. He's the first person to unmute okay. himself. Thank God. Right. I mean, he's here. I'm for that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, if so, so yeah, it's weird, right? So I mean, you know, he didn't contact me further to find out what it's really about. And then they're going out of their way to do all these other crazy things. And um, so now I mean, I'm going to change my text statement there. And, um, you know, they're sending me screenshots and, and they're posting these screenshots. I go, I contacted the VFW. This isn't even legit. Like, but of course I didn't tell them. I mean, I don't, they don't, it's just so weird. Like, why would you want to go out of your way to block an initiative like this? And I said, Hey, you know, my brother lives in Japan and cause they're asking me questions and they're, well, they weren't asking me questions. Look at me being so polite. They were being such haters and they were casting so much shade and talking shit. And I turned any, anything and everything they said into a question. Cause you know how I work. And then I, I answered it <laughs> and then I thanked them. You know, I was like, Oh no, that's not a, that's a, that's a real car. That's a GT 500 such and such. And it's got this motor and you know, Oh, I couldn't get one of those from Nissan right now. There's no way that's brand new. They're, those are just replacing the GTR. And Oh, well that's a BMW CS, you know, BMW M2 CSR. I could, I can get one of those. I can get, oh, I get 40 of those donated. I just got to make sure I get a hold of, you know, BMW cause I can call the executive proper and, Said that's where our brother comes in. He speaks Japanese. He's been in Japan for ten years. He, he went to college for it too. Like he is very fluent in, so, uh, from from formal so, to slang, and you know he can go. Wait a minute. The, he can either translate or he can go directly to the executive for me, showing them my my plans for the initiative. But wait a minute. And what I'm doing. So it, you're mm -hmm. saying, so you're saying that you told somebody that you not only know about and can identify and understand the cars to the point where you know what specifications you need to put together this therapeutic program for veterans. But you also have somebody in that part of the world who speaks the language that can be a point of contact to help out. And then this person, and this person may be, am I getting this right? That they then backpedaled and didn't take action, even though there is a, a clear path 
where they could help? Um, yes, they actually went out of their way to contact the VFW and smear me and post online and there's, you know, oh, we're going to drag you in this group forever and, you know, all these things. I mean, I still have four, I mean, I probably have a hundred notifications. I literally haven't looked at them. You know, it's midnight. I've been working all, all through the day today on my, my LinkedIn and other initiatives and, uh, you know, I got to get things set up for the county and uh, all these things that I'm doing, but, um, you know, so, you know, my biggest thing was I, I got a hold of Leland. I, I need to get a hold of him. It went from like being able to, uh, I texted him for, I waited a week. Uh, then I couldn't, uh, he was, wasn't my friend on Facebook. So I couldn't tag him on anything or message him. Uh, and then he blocked me. And then, uh, and I guess he's not getting all these groups and sharing that it's a, you know, nearly 70 year old Korean war veteran that needs his van fixed. Um, so I, I guess when I get off of here, I'll, I'll, I will, uh, change my, t- edit my text and respond to a few people. Um, because, you know, a few naysayers don't, doesn't affect me. I mean, even if there's veterans out there who don't like the way I went about it, well, uh, they're still going to show up and race a car. I know they will. So I'm not concerned yeah. what they got to say. You know, because they're, they're the same people who were going to complain about it will be the same people who show up, um, you know, and the guys who are complaining about it, it doesn't uh, pertain to them. So it's a jealousy thing and all that other weird uh, toxic, that actual toxic masculinity these days. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm just not in fear of it. I, I, I mean, I just wanted to give that as it's, it's a personal experience and reference that people can refer to that kind of shows what this whole topic is about and, you know, integrity and honor and selfless service and, uh, you know, duty to, to your family first, uh, and then your unit and then the country, you know? Um, and that's the way that the military works. You know, I was speaking with the commander at the VFW post eight, five, four, five. And, uh, you know, he's been there for 12 years and he wants to give it up. And he's, he's had some other guys who's trying to give it up to before and they just bring in their own agenda and, you know, want to have a power control thing or they're all power tripping and less stuff gets done. And, uh, or they like subsect veterans. Cause you know, I said, it's, I don't discriminate against anybody or anything. It's all about, you know, just getting, getting stuff done. And he said, yeah, man, he's like, that's nice. Cause uh, that's how I am. I and mean, it starts with the combat vets. Cause that's what we do. And then vets in general. Right. And then outside of that, if there's any, you know, veterans, maybe outside of our community or whatever, which I live, it's a small rural town. There isn't, anybody outside our community. Um, he wasn't being taken care of by another post. So, um, yeah. yeah. So they, I was like, yeah, you know, he, he, um, he, so he was, he was, he was just, he was just stating, um, how, uh, you know, the, the prior commander, they try to give it up to was like, well, only these veterans, you know, these other veterans, they can't get help, you know, or, you know, we'll only do certain things for the community. You know, listen, hey, that, Lance. That, that's Stug's yeah. growth of... How you doing, man? Oh. Good, yeah, man. It's interesting. Oh, Chris, don't, don't, you know, well, obviously Chris would not have muted unless he was done and wanted to hear me. So, so, yeah, it's amazing, right? So, a lot of, I don't, I don't, I'm, I've seen Hakeem, I think Hakeem's a button there and stuff, but I don't remember yours, Chris. And uh, But there's folks I recognize in the listener group who know that old Lance, you know, I have, I, I would like to say a journalistic sense, which is maybe a little bit more than just surface knowledge of a lots of, lots of subjects. So I can opine on anything, but 
when I join a room, I'll listen for a while, you know, just to see what the gist of the conversation. But I, I immediately called in because it's just something that's on my mind a lot about NGOs, you know, non-governmental organizations uh, like charity organizations go to Haiti or they go to disasters around the world, et cetera. But I could just start with this, Chris. I had to have my car towed for the second time this year. Okay, AAA, love it. Both times it was with a Trumper, and I'm, uh, oh, maybe just slightly not quite as far left as, what's his name there, uh, Richard Wolf. Uh, I'm, I'm very heterodox. I don't even put liberal or progressive or anything like that. But I, I wind up on the left on most stuff, right? And both times I was, you know, had a 30-minute captive audience with a Trump voter. And today it was a guy who happened to be a combat vet in Desert Storm and uh, Operation, uh, uh, well, twice, twice went abroad, talking about how VFW is not the same as Veterans of Foreign Wars, talking about my dad, uh, VFW is not the same as American Legion, which means you were in a foreign war, you were in theater, et cetera, et cetera. cetera. And I was like saying, yeah, my dad, like he was a Marine. He was ready to go wherever they sent him, World War II. They sent him to Hawaii. He had a cushy four years in paradise and like, okay, he lucked out, but so he's not a veteran of foreign war per se. You know, all right, all right. The point is we had a robust conversation <laughs> and there's lots of agreement and lots of disagreement and it was robust and it was, and it was like that pleasure doing business with you, you know? And so there you go. You know, I didn't, wasn't going to mention that except for what Chris was immediately talking about, but to, if I could just pan back a little bit, that's just an anecdote, nothing really to respond to, but it's just like, it, it, it's so important to me personally. anyway, And I think culturally is that if you're not engaging with people that you're either uncomfortable with, even if you agree with them, but are, you're not comfortable with like uh, say, uh, Oh, let's say the elite liberals who love uh, black lives matter, but they're not really comfortable going down into the inner city and uh, actually talking to folks who, uh, you know, Maybe don't speak so good, you know, and they, and they, and they, and they say very accurate, very accurate. Okay. Can I give you one little, uh, just amazing kind of anecdote? I was unemployed for a while. My girlfriend was Indian. I was luckily to go to the res up north and all that. Okay. Fine. That had nothing to do with it. But the point is, is that, but so, you know, we're all good people. I was, I was unemployed. Right next door is a rescue mission complex where they have shelter. They have the oh, day, day set, not daycare, day center where you can play ball, do things, rec center thing. I mean, just like, well, maybe an acre or two, but it's compact with like four to five different buildings. Literally next door, and I'm a restaurant guy. I would, had no work in there. I was doing like light construction, you know, kind of stuff, you know, we, we, you know, on a crew. And I said, I'm unemployed. What am I going to do? Right next door is a, a place I do restaurant work, and it was Rescue Mission. Talk about an embarrassment of riches. I mean, it was a Cadillac. It was a Mercedes because I worked with lefty groups or, you know, progressive groups, shoestring budgets. And here's a real metaphor, right? Around Thanksgiving, Christmas, people want to do more, you know, so they could have better than them. Food was good. I ate the food they served. It was fine. You know, the food was decent that they served every meal. But you're not supposed to talk to the folks. You're not supposed to interact, all that stuff. They literally said, do not talk to them. I used to anyway. Especially when I could go out and do out, you know, walk through the crowd and you collect stuff, not plate, but I mean, like do the trash. Right? So here's what happened on Christmas, right? I, I'm sorry to go off, right? On, on a long thing at your guys' show, but I, I think so. These people would come with like a station wagon and then another person with like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of home baked pies in the back door where the kitchen area was. And then, of course, in the front, in the other area was where the people came in to eat. 
And those people that came in who felt so good, and they were, they were wonderful people, you know, right? And they were bringing these pies, like dozens and hundreds of them, you know, so they could have pies to serve these people over the week of, uh, weeks of Thanksgiving and then again at Christmas. Those people who were like, just could go around the corner and just talk and, and, and you know, and, and communicate with these homeless folks that were being fed, not always homeless either. <laughs> I've had to go to places where I had a roof over my head and still would love a, you know, free meal because I couldn't afford it, you know. They would never go around the corner just to talk to those people. And that's what I want to do. I want to bring 4-H kids from the country, the ones that are sleeping with the animals at the state fairs, you know. And I want those folks, to, the kids especially, right, which is who they are. That's what 4-H is. There's like one adult for every 20 kids. That's a beautiful experience. When you go to the Midway, and you're drinking beer, having fun at the state fair. And then before it closes, I'm always there to the bitter end. It's you see these kids, literally kids, preteens and teens, Sleeping with these animals and just loving, you know, what they do. And not everybody in the country, a lot of them work at Dollar General. Not, I live next door to a dairy farm, but, you know, but these, uh, these kids, I want to bring those kids down to where you have urban gardening. That's happening too. Where school kids, you know, predominantly kids of color who are doing urban farming and they get to sell the stuff on some of these stands. And there's one for refugees that are in town, big refugee program in the two towns I live near. I'm kind of That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm, I'm seconds. I want to bring those 4-H kids to meet those urban people of color kids. And then the urban kids can come out. I live next door to a dairy farm, like I said, to come out and see some cows. And I think might take a little while. That's how you bring people together, not by politics or convincing people. But for instance, kids, especially get them together on agriculture. And all of a sudden they'll realize that the politics will come later and they won't hate each other when they're adults. So. Hey, I have a question, Lance. What, um, why do you think it's important for uh, just just as a reminder, like, why do you think it's important for this program to emphasize the program for for children and people of color? What, what, what's your opinion on that? Because you mentioned it you know, a couple times. So, well, I'm um, talking about bringing people together. So in other words, I've been in, in and out right. of the left movement since I was a kid, since I was a, an adult. The first group I worked with was NYPIRG, which uh, Ralph Nader started, USPIRG, that he had 50 of them, CalPIRG, NYPIRG, and it was strictly nonpartisan. And it was getting stuff uh, through Congress or through the state legislatures. Progressive legislation, but a lot of it was environmental or something. And so no, that was great. But geez, the left has been split since forever. Even the executive director of NYPIRG came and he's talking about the, I think it was teachers union, taught, fighting about this. And I said, geez, the split left. It's a real thing. Will Rogers back in the 30s said, I don't belong to any organized political party. I'm a Democrat. And back then, Democrat meant that you had socialists, you had FDR, you had New Deal. So you had real stuff going on. It wasn't a completely suck-ass party then, okay? So that's what the point was. It was a big tent. In other words, it, it, you know, there always was a, like a – this this draws in really quick. A three-to-one margin of Democrats to Republicans, a 40-year unending domination, complete control of the House of Representatives and for the entire 60s, basically, 60 to 68 of the presidency – and both houses of Congress for like four, for, not for, for 40 straight years in the House and for a lot of those years, the Senate as well, you see. And so, you know, but they always had a three to one margin in in, in votes locally. And so what about the, uh, when, so the and what about the, the people like the, the, what, the people you're describing that need these programs for? Because you're saying people of color. So that's what I was specifically asking about. Is, well, um, well, 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 it's not about so much important. the program. 
But what I'm talking about is bringing people together because it, okay. just, just yeah, 30 seconds, because I know it seems All like right. a tangent. No, 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 it's fine. Okay. When no, because what you're speaking on is, is, is really tied in together with what we're doing here, what we spoke yeah. on I mean, an hour and a half oh, ago. I had a sense of that. Like I said, that's why I chimed in quicker because it just seemed like the whole topic was right, something that I've been thinking about. And I think about a lot of things, but this especially so. When they had a three-to-one split, what they had was, for instance, this is to simplify, the Southern, unreconstructed, racist Democrat. They were. But it was the solid South meant solid Democrat. You did not vote Republican in the South. And yet they were unreconstructed. You know, George Wallace, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. He was as Democrat as FDR. No, in a different way. You also had the coastal elites, then as now, Boston to Washington and California. And you had the upper Midwest, the unions, corrupt as they may have been. They were Democrats. So you didn't worry about, I'm a Southern white guy. I can't vote for the coastal elite, you know, and the coastal elites did not worry about the Southern racist, unreconstructed racist. And the working class people were like, okay, if you're doing something that's populist, great. If you're doing something, you know, and so we don't, we don't have that. We don't have that anymore. So what I'm saying is we just need to get together. Fuck politics. Here's another thing. Politics is a joke. They let us vote every four years. And if you get more local, it makes, it can make a difference. But electoral politics is is theater. That doesn't mean don't do it. Like Chomsky said, yeah, go out every four years and pull a lever for an hour. If it takes half a day, okay. But it's not that that's going to change anything. And I'll tell you this. I'll go this far. Even if you could pile in to the House of Representatives, a majority, 51% Green Party, Working Families Party, Progressive, you know, Democratic Socialist, Social Alternative, Socialist Alternative. Even if you had a majority in the House, which is much more powerful than the Senate, because they do all the money bills, and a relative, you know, because in the Senate, you only need 10 votes, right? 10 progressive. You can filibuster, say 12, you know, or, well, you need 40, but you know what I mean? You can tip the balance between the other two parties. It wouldn't matter. So, wouldn't matter. so you know, uh, Lance. In other words, the corporations control everything. They control everything we do. So what I'm getting at is, is just direct mutual aid to people. You're cut out yes. the middleman. How progressive? Direct action. Yeah, man. I see. Yeah, so, that's, so that's, that's, that's put it in a way. Entire. Yeah. No, yeah. It's just I just the the term he used because sometimes I I love when somebody says something that makes it more clear to understand. I'm I'm always borrowing. He says direct mutual aid, right? Mm-hmm. Direct. Mutual aid. So I mean, that's I guess that's a more, um, a, a more formal term for that. But yes, it's called Lionel. Yeah, Lionel. Red Hampton, right? That's what they killed him for, right? Right. So, so that 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 right there is is, is like should could be you know if you look at that, uh, Chris, what one of your one of I know it's not the but one of the main focuses of you and it's a very important one is direct mutual aid. I'm going to be and, for it forever, but five more seconds. That's really it. Fred Hampton, he did two things. It's what got him killed. Mutual aid directly to people, and he worked with former, very important, former Nazi white supremacist types. You couldn't be one of the gang then. Even if you were a worker, I'm a worker, right, but I'm a Nazi. Fuck you, go away. But he worked with white, very former, so recently former, who didn't have it all out of their system. But he worked with people across that were real white conservative 
Confederate flag waving folks, and he did direct aid, and that's what killed him. And those are the two. I, luckily, I don't think I'll get killed because they got things so tied up. They didn't have things so sewn up. Now it's all sewn up. So I don't think I'll get killed for it, but those are the two. He's, I guess you could say, you know, my mentor, right? In death. Well, I mean, I mean, sometimes, I mean, that's, it, it's, it's the direct aid and direct impact that, that shakes up the system to such a deep level that it, yeah, you, you do got to worry about some of that kind of thing, you know, like it's, it's, uh, I mean, look at this Leland guy, you know, what I'm, what, what I'm trying to do, he, he feels that it's impacting his monetary income. So he's, you know, letting them do whatever they're no, going to do. Here's the to thing, Chris. Me and cancel me. Let me, let me tell you something else. Here's, here's mm-hmm. the thing. Here's what could, I'm speculating. So I don't I have any idea. But I'm not rich, right? I'm, I'm, I'm attempting to build my business back up and I'm taking all the steps that need to be done to do that, right? So I'm not commingling my own funds and doing this, all stuff like that. But there has to be certain things done for that. And it doesn't leave a lot of money, especially when you start to bootstrap your business or you have them like I, I, like I have been for 20 years, right? I'm just like, I'm like, I'm going to, one day I'm going to figure out how my hobby is going to be, you know, monetized, but I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. But, um, but you, but the, the thing is that it's hard to, to give sometimes. Like I just had to pay back somebody because when I was in China, you know, a bunch of stuff happened and I had to get back, back real quick and a bunch of people stepped up and helped me to get back over here. And so I'm just paying people back off now as well as like paying everything that needs to be done. I mean, so many things, you know, you got to get phone numbers and, you know, everything to the bank account, all this stuff. And there's so many things that just pop up, even when you're just doing something where it's mostly you could just be doing information marketing. You could be completely digital. Right. That's 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 you. Right? Um, this guy is yeah. uh, making like uh, like 300 percent ROI on every transaction. So we're to move. So on he from says that because that's not, so he says. Right. Well, I mean, he, and he also says he, he supports veterans and all his other stuff. So he's reaping. So all I'm saying. Is that this? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm donating right, but and 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 but this guy, thank you, sir. Like I'm saying, like if he's if he, it's no, it's you're not right, you're it's, right. it's not easy. It's not an easy decision to nothing, make. You, right? You're like Maybe I gotta. Got yeah, it's wrong. like I'm like, hmm, do I donate to this veterans or is it? And I know I don't have to give them a million dollars, right? I can give them twenty five. It's more than not nothing. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. um, I can give them fifty. I can give them a hundred. That's that's going to do something, you know? It, the people put it together in a pot. But for to not give anything at all and then to claim that you have a a, a thriving business, I mean, that's an easy thing. Like business for people that don't know and who haven't started a business, it's no freaking mystery. Right, you sign some papers, and some of it's fucking weird, but it's pretty straightforward. Okay, like you know, like you start an LLC, and, and you, you're, you're, you're right, you're right. I just you're sitting there signing right. papers, like he, I now appoint myself. Say, hey, I made it, you know, hundred thousand dollars this month. Yeah, and so it's you not know, difficult. However many dollars this month, and it's not like unless you have like a bunch of people on your board, you you don't have to go vote things through a bunch of channels. Like you know, like Google's uh, an it's, LLC. It's, it's three people, and he he right. he's out of like a little shed. Um, okay, where he, so he three people told me that he he, he people, pays less than three thousand dollars a month for um, his his uh, rent there. 
So three people, each one of them can pay $33.33, .33, and one of them pays $33.34. You have 100 bucks as a $100 donation. So I just made the math really easy for them, guys. Um, you, can, you can split that up three more times, and each person pays $11.11, and then so on and so forth. But, you know, it's not, it's, not, it's not difficult. It's not like, you know, I, I don't understand how, I just don't get that. If you don't want to donate, then don't donate. If you don't want to help somebody, don't help them. But don't claim that you're going to. That's it. Just shut the fuck up about it. If you're not going to do something, then don't. That's okay. There's a lot of shit that I don't give a fuck about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. Uh, that's right. I'm not, and that's I'm not okay going to go too. try to help that shit. All that's yeah, okay. I'm, See, you get it. You get it. Because like, I think I think everybody who's listening right now like gets it. Like, It's not – I can give a fuck less what he does. I mean, excuse my language, you know, because it's going to happen anyway. But it's it's a principalistic thing. And the people who are refuting it and trying to like shame me and drag me and cancel me, they don't understand it's a principalistic thing. They don't care about the literal busload to give everybody an image, unfortunately, of veterans that kill themselves a day. I mean, the old num number was 22. It gets by closer to 30 now, you know, um, and this old man, to give some people some context, if you're just joining, needs his, his car fixed. Um, but I didn't directly say that because, you know, the the program and the initiative by, you know, par partnered with the VFW, the Veteran of Foreign Wars, post 8545, um, you know, to make sure that veterans, especially the older guys, have reliable transportation to get to appointments. And so and, now, uh, Chris, I need to say this to you. Listen, I need to say this too. So uh, I know uh, you're so gracious to me, um, but just because on this point, about like these guys and they're in a fucking building, right? And and people might think, okay, well, what about all those old? What about all those dudes who are running this veterans for? Okay, it's it's fucking words and it's letters and I make, I've been making them up ever since I was a little kid. You should see how many acronyms I have collected and how many websites I have and how many podcasts I have because I'm a crazy person that's trying to organize my mind. But I know the difference between right and wrong, right? And so. The, the other thing is like, so people might look and like, well, they got a building and what are they doing? And they serve coffee. It's like, yo, but that's what a nonprofit organization is. Like you were talking about earlier, Chris, like you, like it's, they're keeping the lights on and they have some coffee and they're eating and yeah, they, they have a place where yeah, they can go our, sit down and meet each other. My post is really open two, twice a month because we don't right. have any funds because the coffee is For the lights. Right for the for the yeah, lights bro, on. Yeah, like that, I, mean, I imagine like we we right? made we made twenty three dollars this this weekend at the breakfast. We made twenty three dollars. I mean, like after we bought everything because they you know they're older. They don't know how to get things donated. So, and they don't go Chris, through my brain, they're a different generation. My, they don't know how to talk let me to get through this. To get I'm gonna steak forget. and get eggs and bacon. I'm gonna lose my train of thought. You see this? <laughs> but the point is, is that these guys. Like you, you look at them like, well, there's like five guys and they're running around. Okay, but they don't all have money. Okay, you know what I'm saying? It's like we, we need to pull together. Like that's what I'm starting to understand now too. It's like I'm like, wait a minute, I can donate. I don't have to donate a shit ton of money that I don't have. I don't have to fucking gouge my business bank account that, that you know, if, if I only have $500 in there, I'm not going to give them $500. You know what I'm saying? That's not what people are saying. It's like, dude, pay attention. This thing is going on and acknowledge it and either say, um, I, I'm going to help it or in the case, because I'm not talking to anybody in this room because none of you people know anything about this, right? Of course. But we're just talking about like people over here, you know, like this guy. <laughs> And, now that I know yeah, more man. after this conversation, Chris, I'm just cracked because like I get that now I get I'm like, yo, OK, because now you I'm understand moved. why I've been frustrated for the last yeah. like month and a half. 
So, you know, I moved to, 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 to donate, but I'm also a little bit incensed that like, how could somebody, <laughs> you just have to make it, just say no. <laughs> you know, this guy came up to me uh, at the supermarket and came with this whole fancy thing and it was this whole program. And, and, and then this other guy was out there with uh, this, uh, I forget what it was. It was like a, something about a children's thing. And I was like, and he was like, oh, do this. And, and I was like, nah, man, I'm not. I'm not, I don't want to give you any money for that. It was like, why? Yeah, but you got to also not- remember that I made a very, very clear, clear and clairvoyant statement that it says, uh, you can call the VFW. We will provide you with the tax forms and documentation from national, from the yeah. national headquarter. Like, I don't yeah, but I'm not talking about going to go to fix somebody's I'm making a, No, I'm making a different point in that, okay. like, yeah, in that um, I said straight up to this guy, I'm not going to give you any money because I'm, because I'm going to, I've, I've helped children and I help people directly. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, I know how to do that. And it's not, yeah. And it's not a mystery. So I, I, I'm liking this thing about what, what do you call it? Lance, you call it mutual direct mutual aid, right? Right. But right, Lance? direct mutual yeah. aid. So, yeah. Um, so a- anyway, uh, wrapping it up on Hakeem's side of this whole thing for a moment is just that, it's just becoming more and more apparent to me because, you know, uh, I don't have a lot of time to think about this all the time, but it's like, man, well, what are we going to do, Chris? Like, it's going to look something like this. I'm going to wake up in the morning sometime after I finish packing up my stuff to get it out of here and put it in storage. And then that's, and that's going to be with my brother. Now, either before that or after that, I'm going to meet up with Chris and we're going to figure out how I'm going to get some money over to the the VFW. Either we're going to drive there. Oh, no, we're not going to drive there because it's fucking. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like 40 miles. No. Yeah, but yeah, so, but we're gonna. But see, with the yeah, video, but, it's like Bruce, the commander. He's got a place to already right. rent out there. I mean, they can get yeah. me moved, and it's just. I mean, they're right. it's no, just, but it's, it's mad. But we're gonna call them, and I'm gonna set up some way where either I can transfer them some money from my bank account or whatever. How, however, I can get it to them. We're gonna make an agreement. I'm like, look, I I see that there's something that needs help. I'm gonna make the cause. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Now, I, I you know, I, I I it's pretty simple for me, I guess, because I'm a person. I mean. It should be simple for people to think like that or, or, or do that. Like, a, anyway, I mean, I don't know. I mean, see, see, I think the lack, of the I think the breakdown of communication here, and then we can kind of move on because I mean, it's just a personal yeah. experience. We're not here to yeah. the, the fucking drag nobody because we don't give a shit. No, I, but I, I was using much. it to make a point. It's, it's I was just, just using it to make yeah, a yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, me too, yeah. me too, me too. Is that um? So, so, so you know, like, like I said, so if this guy would have asked me further, because I said right there, hey, look, man, DM me. If you need some some intel on why, like where the donation's going or what it is, I'm 100% transparent. And instead of contacting me, they contacted the VFW. And if you're saying, hey, man, there's this race program. He's talking about, you know, getting these million-dollar race cars and what the hell is this shit? And I'm, you know, being all jealous and self-projecting in the way people are insecure these days and whatever else. And, of course, they're not going to know what the hell you're talking about. Because you're not saying, hey, I know, I, I heard you got a Korean war veteran who needs his van fixed, and I'm trying to get on that initiative. Uh, can I help him out? Wow, guys, yeah. Oh, wow. Holy timing. Yeah, it's a thousand thoughts, man. It's like, like I said, I, I don't even want to say what year. It's been decades that I've been involved in the left. And I, I just did my own thing, right? It's like I I uh, would book bands, and I would have uh, whatever well, cause. Well, then you I get it because the, the, the left has this good old boy 
feeling and system to it. And like you were saying before, the people get in there no matter what walk of life they come from, and they're just as bad as Republican. You well, know, yeah. like and you, the, know, you know, they 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 like they like reconform, and then they're like, oh well, I'll just take the money and I'll continue to like say I'm going to do something, and I'll make like a forty percent effort, and that will be enough for me to like show face and. I'll just do whatever. And the and, yeah. and I, look, I can say this as a black American. The black American community is uh, kind of the worst at doing that shit, you know, or keeping se- – they call it you know, it's like keeping secrets, but you're not really keeping a secret. Like it might be a low-level business thing. There's no real secret to that. You just got to have an actual business idea that's – I mean, yeah, you can go sell some things on Etsy and Amazon, not knocking it. It's a decent – it's a great wave of income if you can master the algorithms and whatever and – but it's not really a business, right? Like, it's not really like, I mean, nobody really enjoys that. I mean, you could still end up being miserable, you know, a good old king of nothing because you got really nothing going on. No knowledge, no skills, no abilities. You didn't do anything, didn't see anything, just bought a bunch of shit. You know, not really running a uh, business. Chris, um, man, I mean, we need to talk. Okay, in other words, obviously, <laughs> I'm sure this is like the 10 millionth time you've heard it. Wow, man, you're black. You don't sound black because you don't, and it's true. You don't. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. But, yeah. No, but I'm listen. Gonna, okay, hold on, guys. No, but wait, wait. Because I say this. My, my homies in the hood, are they grew up in the project. They are as oh, white. They're, they're more white than me because I'm half Italian. They are like transparently white. You would never yeah. think they're white if you talk to them on the phone. You know what? Young man. Is, uh, and they're not putting on. Uh, I am. They, hold on. They grew up in the hood. They grew up in the project. These white these white homies of mine. You know, now they've done great, right? They're working for right. people like me. And they... You know, but so, let's be but clear. No, my well, point- yeah, I mean, well, I mean that 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 well, that, that's the real beauty of America. So let's 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 come down to some some gratefulness here, right? That people lack on both sides of the table and, and in the middle. So where else can you be born in the ghetto, get a little bit of money for some bullshit job or some side hustle, selling some whatever? Me, all right, dude. Look, let's just be honest here on the lowest level because there's no judgment here. I don't judge anybody. Even if you, you got to rob and steal to get the money. To get a bus ticket, to move across country to a different city and get on the government assistance, you might have to live in a church, you might have to live in a commune, you might live, you know, be a little uncomfortable, but you'll have assistance, you'll have money, you'll have food, you can find, they'll help you find a job, you can there go from there to getting an apartment, you know, or some 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 little studio, you know, please don't get a weekly hotel, just just live where you got to live, even if you don't like the rules and structure. You know, it, it's 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 okay. You're at least in America. Chris, you're not, yeah, you're not, yeah, you're not yeah. being a victim yeah. of violence. You know, yeah, okay, um, yeah, check it out. Personal so, so, and then you know, you go from having that job to you know, or getting a place to live to getting a decent job to having a car maybe and getting off assistance, and then look, you just change your whole entire check it out. generational oh, path in life by 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 being a little uncomfortable and moving across country instead of crying in your beer and saying you're a victim of yeah, your yeah. circumstances. Uh, you live in yeah. America, man. We you know, we, you we need a, a, we, a, 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 a uh, you know an eighth grade dropout and still be a yep. billionaire if you work hard and got a good idea that's more than now just my uncle, items yeah, on Amazon. Yeah. My uncle was an eighth grade dropout, borrowed a couple thousand, opened a plastic factory, opened another one in North Carolina. But you know what? Yes, because uh, I squatted for ten months 
And I was like, one, and I wasn't going to be homeless, but I was like, it was $50, a $50 a week couch at like some, some people that I knew I could crash with because they always need money, you know? And these people were harmless, but they were crackheads, they had hoes going in and out. I didn't have nothing to steal, so I didn't care. The worst thing I got stolen was the charger, et cetera, et cetera. The point is, is that, you know, it, uh, let me chime in. I did a show because the only thing I have to say is I don't like the stupidness about you don't sound black. What is a black person supposed to sound like? I'm a linguist and I've no, been no, 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 hey, man. no, man. Oh, no, 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 don't misinterpret so, what I'm saying. No, 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 no. He, he's he, I, I don't I don't think he is. He's just you know, we we we, we get it because he, he he that's what me and Hakeem laugh about all the time, you know, because like. We got that presence. <laughs> People get it. Oh, okay. Like, all right, all right, all right. Speak the way we Yeah, yeah. You because like, and you don't, you don't, you guys don't know me from Adam, right? But I was gonna, but 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 it, you know, but but like but when you were talking about this stuff, right? And so in a way, Chris, by what you said, you've kind of given me permission, and it's appropriate. That oh I mean, yeah, look, no, dude, you're no, fine, no. Lou, dude. I have freedom of speech, no. here, man. Like I said before, as long as you're not. Personally attacking somebody? I, no, 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 no. Here's what I mean. Here's what I mean. You don't know me from Adam, right? But my college-educated, militant, like you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, activist, black, like there was a there was a group at my at the fraternity of SU or at my town called Student Afro African American Society, and there was okay. another one called Okay, and they were there was University Union. That was actually big. They did big concerts and stuff. The second most funded group was SAS. So they were, okay, so these were my buds. My best friend in the world was a silk skater named Charles. My other friend named Doc Watson, Robert Watson from New York. Okay, so you don't know me from Adam, right? But, but what, but, so I ran into my friend Shaheem, who recently passed away, who helped run the, uh, the Amer, um, the Elks Lodge in the hood. Uh, yes, where, yes. I, where I live, you know? Um, and so, uh, uh, I ran into it, right? And he's like, Hey, yo, we go up to you. We hug, you know, of course <laughs> we're not shaking hands, man. We're, we're hugging. I'm Italian. He's black. That's what we do. Okay. Uh, and he's with his black friend. And he's that, like, that, no, no, no wonder I, I like you. See, I'm, I'm actually technically Sicilian. Uh, oh, well, wait, wait, I got to get to that one. Oh we got to have a three hour conversation right now, man. Because everything <laughs> oh, you're saying Lord. is like sinking in with everything that I'm about. So check this out. Yeah. No, this is hilarious. And here's what so he then, says. He says, to, he says to his buddy, his black buddy, he's like, hey, man, don't worry about that, man. This He's a John Brown. I was like, whoa. And I, 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 I choke up to this day. I was like, yo, man, this is a, an intelligent college graduate, <laughs> you know, homie, you know, you know, that, 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 that he says, I'm a John Brown. Well, I didn't risk my life. I, maybe I would if I had the chance. I don't know. But anyway, you know, symbolically, okay, et cetera, et cetera. But you say, <laughs> you say half Italian, right? Guess what I am? I'm Calabrese. Calabria. Donnie the Don's in the room. What's up, Benjamin? Yeah, um, yeah so, but- so let, let's, let, let's, let, let's bring this back. Um, let, let's bring this back into this direct impact that you're speaking of is, um, and you know, and cause this, uh, everything you're saying ties in cause we're in Isle of Wight County. Um, a lot of the, uh, the black, you know, community is segregated into a housing, um, 
project, honestly. I mean, it's a bunch of apartments, but it's all Section 8. And, you know, because the county's been there since like 19, uh, I mean, since like 1694. So before the country was a country. Yeah. Uh, it's an, you know, it, it's, yeah. it's all agricultural. Um, it's all rural. You know, our, our claim to fame is a ham factory. Um, so, you know, what you were saying earlier about like, you know, you're talking about like them farming and being exposed to these things. Well, some of the, you know, initiatives that I have um, here for Isle of Wight County is in, you know, a technological institute for agricultural advancement. Oh, here's mine. Can I tell you mine? Listen to this. How about this? But, uh, you know, but hold on, sir. Um, um, So, so the biggest thing is that it's going to be, you know, using like, you know, vertical farming and regenerative farming and being able to spread awareness and do these things in, in, in a rural community and be able to have people have skilled, you know, skilled labor jobs, advanced skilled labor jobs in agricultural rural, you know, uh, um, facets, you know, because many different facets of, of agriculture these days when it comes to farming, yeah, but, precision farming, right. doing I, the, you know, the drone and, uh, you know, I live in New York and, New York is a huge agricultural state. People don't realize that. But here, remember, I was talking about you know 4-H versus and, and urban farm. Here's my here's my acronym. I love acronyms. Right. I can come up with really good stuff. So, all right, future agronomist, rural, metro, suburban. Future agronomists, rural, metro, suburban, farms. Yeah, nice. right. I mean, uh, that's what I'm. That's it. And I wrote that like. 2006 it's in a proposal that was called brilliant and they wanted to back me when i had a possible hundred thousand dollar funding when the funding went out they wouldn't let me fundraise with their name so <laughs> gee they love my idea oh, okay. they love the potential fund anyway forget about that but chris I, 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 my goodness everything that we're that you are saying it's like it's like a it's, it's, it's like a carbon footprint no carbon copy of like everything that i'm about and everything that i'm trying to do and everything i think about you know it's just incredible uh, i'm really yeah. happy to hear that man because that's well chris here's another thing he's been telling me for a while and well here's another thing lance there's yeah. something that that i think that you spoke to me um about uh maybe last week sometime and i don't know if you want to talk about it in private but um you know uh this is very interesting this conversation chris anyway um, tomorrow at some point, Chris, uh, make sure that we get in touch so that we can go through getting the donation set up for the VFW. And then, uh, I, I do want to spend some time. I want to see, I want to put down a list of at least five more. I don't know why I'm using that number, but I just said it. So I'm going to stick to it right now. Five more direct, um, mutual aid recipients that we can, uh, identify. So that's going to be the thing that we do. So Can I say one tomorrow? thing? Sure. What's that? Okay. Like I said, I squatted for 10 months when I was like a $50 a, a week couch, you know, and I said, okay, I got to go here. You know, and these guys were okay. They were harmless. I've known them in a long time. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I going to, I'm not going to live here forever. What am I going to do? The guy that I left today Gosh, could this take two minutes, please? I, I, you know, okay. So the guy that I left today, this dude has an Indian wife, and she's activist in the community. He has a fucking conf- 
freaking Confederate flag, you know, in his garage that he had. He doesn't have it there now. He has a mandala, like Dreamcatcher, a mandala uh, of his wife's that he proudly hanged from the uh, from his rearview mirror because because his wife, you know, who's Indian. Okay, they're they're divorced now, but anyway. All right. So when I called my buddy the other day because I was going to come into the city to get my, you know. And I'm like, the first thing I hear, because he was getting having a couple beers, and he's like, in the background, yeah, what's up, Lance? Oh, yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean you're going to leave the poker table with your money on the table? Of course we're going to steal it. We're we're all white, and you're Indian, right? That was a <laughs> – that's what I heard. The first words out of – all right, and this guy, my friend that I just had my car fixed today with a Confederate flag, the only guy he would trust – not even me. In other words, he would trust me to like if he had to go do something for an hour. But he would, you know, and, and, and you know, watch the garage. Don't let anybody in. It shouldn't be. Only let people, whatever. But not taking money from customers. You know, oh, you're paying Polly 50 bucks for this? No, I, that was not my function, right? It was a bunch of people. It was a great drive. All right. The only yeah, person. And, 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 wait, wait, can I just say this, please? This, 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 this only guy that this, that my friend who had a Confederate flag would trust for that period of time was this guy, this, this black guy who was from, uh, from Barbados who spoke, you know, good, great English, you know, but he wasn't even American. That's the only guy. No, no. You, he takes the money, not you, Lance. You know, even you know what I mean. And it's just crazy where I live. In other words, in a good way. It's one of them. It's got to be because I lived in New York City, in the Lower East Side, in the East Village. Okay, I've been around, and the neighborhood that I like adopted, you know, for years is just incredible. The whitest of the whites and the blackest of the white. Everybody is just like incredibly like. Uh, you know, uh, diverse, right? everybody just kind of mingles, and yeah, you know, I mean, that, and that's how it is, you know, where I'm from down South Carolina, because you know, as somebody who who grew up um, in an area with uh, Confederate black soldiers, you know, I, I understand, you know, wow. I grew up in an area where, where the where the sacrifice actually happened, the battles went down, blood was spilt, um, and I'm pretty sure a lot of um, all of the county, you know, there in Beaufort um, is probably got a lot of ghosts going on. And right. then me, myself, being with the 10th Cavalry, um, you know, out of 4th ID, 1st BCT, um, you know, the Ivy Division, and doing a deployment with them overseas, um, I can I can assure you that uh, I myself mm-hmm. definitely um, don't have any issue with the actual Confederate flag, what it truly stands for. And I don't Hell no. any free... Yes black American um, would argue with that. And they may argue with you, you that they weren't truly as free as they thought it were going to be, but it was much better yeah. than the situation Wait, they were in before. Right. And they you were know, going we, to, to deal with anything you were going to give them because at least because it's all about the haves and the have not to fucking telling them. Um, right. So, you know, I, and, and, and then it's sad that people still today, would refuse to take money from a person of Indian descent. Um, I've encountered those things personally, and I've also encountered people, you know, with uh, maybe wearing certain attire, or they know they know me, or when I was active duty, you know, uh, you know, try to ask me my opinion on some kind of racist point of view, and I can't oh, help yeah. but 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 uh, you know, kind of laugh and smirk and and be very polite to them. Because uh, I don't speak down yeah. to people, I'm never on a soapbox. I'm always eye to eye, um, and I, I, you know, usually right. try to be informative, you know. Um, and it's like, uh, nah, man, like they can do whatever they want, 
if they're, they can wear a burqa and pray to Allah right now on the floor. And like, if you mess with them, I'm going to fucking level you. Like, I, I mean, they can do whatever they want as long as they're not harming children. What do you think of Danny Shurston? I don't even, I don't, I don't even care if you pay your taxes. The government, right, right. What do you, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know like, who Danny Shurston you know, is. Uh, uh, so if you, if you're in this country and you're, you got money and you're paying me for something, I should be gratefully taking it. Right. Those are well, what do you think of Danny people. Shurston? Uh, I'm, I'm getting to it. I'm, those are the same. Those are the same people that say, you know, that immigrants are taking their jobs, but they aren't willing to fulfill those positions. You know, right now, totally different thing. Yes, there's a border crisis. I'm not getting political. This is this this channel here isn't you know what uh, what this show is for is it isn't for that. You know, and, and neither is this episode. It's very directed on direct impact and you know the access to. Um, you know, veterans, you know, veteran service organizations and the corruption that can rely that lies within them. And that's been, and, you know, uh, having a negative impact on the community for the last 10 years or more um, and how the country since Vietnam has got away from, uh, you know, looking at the war fighter and providing some type of actual help to them and how the community has got away from them. The church has got away from them. Uh, we no longer allow them to fulfill their role of being able to serve continuously and selflessly to the community by giving them that outlet and fostering some type of post-traumatic growth. You know? Yeah, man. I mean, we, 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 we don't, we don't even require some type of service to be in a, in, in a, in a political position anymore, you know, and, and society has yep. gotten real weird. And with the internet coming around and Pandora's box that's been opened with it, um, you know, I mean, and, but thank God for the FTC and thank God for them passing additional laws for the PPP and EDLI, uh, EDIL um, grants that were frauded and that has put us in this country in this position, um, you know, with, with, with all of us suffering with the way that we are right now is because of people scamming and frauding and taking taxpayers' dollars. I mean, right. you know, it, and it's a horrible thing. Uh, but thank God that the government is working on it just now. Um, so last month, they, it went through the House. It got passed, and it was enacted in July 1st. Um, and, um, for the actual, um, holding people accountable for several decades for them scamming these millions and billions of dollars and then not even doing anything with it. Um, and then also going forward, they all, um, they're doing, they did an FTC testimony, uh, to the house committee. I think you're here for some of that, um, to the house committee for at the national security level, about um, you know fraud and scams that affect military service members, active duty, uh, and veterans alike. So yeah. you know, that's something that they're they're really on top of, and God bless that. So that you know, hopefully more people, at the very least, you know, I'm not saying uh, people are like me because they really aren't. You know, I know we all want to get rich in this country and just be a big old king of nothing. Um, but at least the money would go somewhere and just not be scammed and blown on a car. Then that car gets repossessed. And then just, you know, all these other things, you know what I'm saying? At least, uh, at least some of it would have uh, created some kind of additional tax revenue. Um, yeah. You know, um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, that's just what, what we've kind of been focusing on and you know, how it's affected, um, you know, just kind of what's going on with, with veterans and, 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 and not being able to retain, um, you know, membership at, at, at these, at these traditional uh, veteran service organizations. 
Um, and like, even, even even some of these organizations are corrupt. We we talked about that earlier. You know, yeah. um, they're not perfect either. You know, I mean, uh, you know, Lance has some parting words. No, no, yeah, yeah. So I was just going to say that uh, my um, my whole thing tonight. I had a, it's, the, the subheading was uh, let's talk about Dostoevsky's dictum. Don't judge a society by how they treat their outstanding citizens. Judge them by how they treat their criminals, and that includes the homeless, and it includes combat vets. Okay? And we treat them like shit. We're like in last place of any so-called modern country. You know? Dude, the criminals get better treatment than the veterans. I don't know. Like... No, no, stuff no, like no, the no, they're all treated like garbage. No, 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 no. Oh, no. I know. I, criminals I, I are agree treated that like garbage. No, wait a minute. Garbage. Wait a minute. Wait, but, criminals. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Guilty, guilty. Wait, minute, guilty. Wait, guilty criminals. Guilty criminals. All right. Guilty criminals. Okay. That are guilty of like some medium level, like low level felony. They'll give you everything and they'll shoot the book at you. Okay, and therefore, wait a minute, right. wait a minute. Only I'm not, six. I'm not disagreeing wait, with you know you. what, Chris? Wait a minute. Chris, Everybody you know gets what caught I think? up in the system. I got to make a general point, okay? Because I want to have some like long-term conversations with you, because I'm 65, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be bashful. I'm one of the smartest motherfuckers I've ever met. Okay, and I'm heterodox. Okay. And I don't care how far left I am. I'm a radical. Okay. I want to, I want to tear down this entire system uh, and I, rebuild it. With them. Okay. No, wait a minute. What I'm saying is that, but, 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 but here's the thing. I don't want to get up on this tangent because I, I, I okay. What we, I got to make this point. I'm talking to adults. I'm an adult, and I'm talking to, like, serious adults here. In other words, the Trump guy that I rode to work to, to, to into the city today, I disagree with that guy 98% of the time. And I would much rather talk to him, not just because I want to argue, which I am. I'm like Vinny from the, you know, what's that? that my cousin Vinny? Yeah, that's me. I'm Socrates. I'm the one they're giving hemlock because I don't care who you are. I'm going to find a reason that you're full of shit. You know why? Because I'm full of shit. Even though, even though I'm really smart, I've got really well-developed opinions. I know what the frick I'm talking about most of the time. And I'm willing, it's, you know, to be educated. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm open and, to it. Okay. Um, but I, what I, I'm I, saying I though sure is that we're, we're saying, we're staying focused here. That's all, you know, I'm, but veterans get treated time. like garbage. I told this guy, this is what I, one of the things I was saying to my, to this guy who told me today. Veterans get treated like garbage. I hate all of these, you know, nonprofit, like, you know, projects, whatever for, for, for veterans, because they, they go to these, and this is true about environment. It's true about hunger. It's true about anything. And this is what I was going to say. The first minute I came into the conversation was about NGOs, right? Which said, Hey, it doesn't cost you a penny. We'll do everything. We'll pay for everything. It's all profit to you. And you go into a grocery store or you get 10,000 ads late at night. Ah, oh, sure. I'll send money to that. Again, it's back to the other right. point about 
direct you know, and, aid. And, and, fuck politicians. Exactly. Fuck NBO, NGOs. Fuck nonprofits. Fuck veterans organizations. Fuck fuck black organizations. <laughs> fuck anything. <laughs> fuck them all. They're all full of shit. Wait, 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 wait. Let me make one more point, Chris. Let me make one more point. It doesn't mean it has nothing to do with how well-meaning you are. In other words, if you're big time like – let me give you the flip side of the rescue mission. We're all these rich dudes or whatever. All right, wait. Okay, you know what the flip side is? It's the people – wait a minute. Let me make this point because it's so agreement, Chris, is that it's a little guy, okay, who they only get like 29 cents a year. You know, from the government, and if they're not careful, they're going to get 13 cents. They got to protect their fiefdom. They don't want people like me. They're going to shake it up. They don't want anybody. They got to protect their little nickels and dimes and crust of bread because they're afraid that they're going to, you know, fuck that. Be radical. And that's the way I like you guys. You're 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 not afraid to speak your mind. You're fucking adults, and you can you can you can you can actually accept the fact. I might disagree with you a lot of the time, but we can still do something good together. Anyway, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 what it's about. You know, you gotta you gotta be able to to see through those things to make things happen. You gotta deal with certain yeah, much you know, better people, man than personalities me. and 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 and. Well, I mean, go listen to George Carlin. I mean, look at the big he, club. You they know, own yeah, you. Yeah, look, the look, corporations Lance, own Lance, us. Lance, they own Lance, you. Lance, they own Lance, me. Lance, Lance, yeah. Lance. Yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. And they put they put profits before people. You know, and that's what this whole entire yeah. But you know what? Yeah. It's so much worse than that. It's not about people. like put profits before people. Lance, it's I'm gonna need all you to profit not, and not no continue people. to 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 interrupt me, man. That's just it's just polite to not interrupt people. Um, you know, I'm it sorry. Help, and it doesn't create discussion and or insight or or, or perspective. Um, you know, so it's just I think it's just kind of common courtesy. You know, I think I, I, I've allowed you just to speak uh, and I do appreciate your input, you know, but, um, you know, some of the things, you know, I, I disagree with you on. That's fine. Um, you know, but this isn't the, the format or the place to be having that discussion. You know, we need to keep this focus on the topic. Like you said, you know, direct impact. So this is what it's all about. You know, right. Like these people are shady and shysty and they don't do what they're saying that they're doing. And, um, you know, they pay themselves a million dollars. And they're wasting everybody's money, everybody's time. And, you know, that's what the last, you know, for people who are listening now, you've come in. We, we, I read, um, this document here, here, I'll, I'll pull up, um, where you guys might be able to see it in the chat, um, from the FTC. You know, they made some current testimonies and rulings over, um, you know, fraud and how it affects veterans and, they even go on further to say how they're going to use the rulings that they will gain from using veterans as the catalyst uh, to be the, you know, the Spartan sword and shield to do that. The everyday man also doesn't fall, you know, trap to these same scams and schemes uh, and, and, and financial um, predators, um, you know, including like bait and switch things with automobiles and, you know, just consumer laws with uh, financing and banks and keeping them accountable for, you know, if somebody steals money, if somebody scams you and it comes out of your bank account and if it's trackable that the bank is now held, held reliable to actually give it back to you because the money that was stolen out of your bank is covered under, you know, federal policy and all these other things. So they're, they're furthering accountability 
which can further the ability to do things in this world. Because, you know, knowledge is power and power is ability and the ability to do things, you know, and, 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 and have the ability to respond to life. Because you know, people speak about responsibility. Oh, pay the bills. Oh, give your tithes to the church. The church that probably don't do anything anyways. And, you know, you're getting shade cast at you from a bunch of atheistic Christians, um, you know, but or do this and do that. You know, like your only re- responsibility is to have the ability to respond to life, no matter what it may be. So you have to focus on having skills, abilities, and attributes to, to do those things. And, um, but that, you know, but that knowledge gives you the, you know, just the ability to have power and then you got to do something with that. You know, people think power is absolute and they just want to get there and just hoard money and then do nothing. And they feel all good, big old king of nothing, you know? Um, and it just doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I hope that, this this I guess podcast tonight, you can call it that, or you know, um, social podcast. I mean, Lance, thanks for coming in and being the only guy who spoke tonight, and I do still do appreciate it. And we will definitely have some discussions on a different format. I'm so open for it. Um, I think you'd like my uh, Savage Gentleman Speakeasy. Um, definitely much more a format for you, bar kind of atmosphere. Just do say whatever you want, as long as, like I said, not personally attacking somebody. You know, I don't, uh, I don't agree with that type of hate speech. Um, that's what, like, I think, no, I don't think anybody should ever tolerate that. We should we tolerate free speech. We're America. But as soon as it turns to, you know, something that's like, hey, you directly, I hate you for being black and gay. And, you know, maybe they're walking towards that person. Every person in this country should be like instantly, uh, impulsively driven to intervene and do something, you know? But people don't, and I don't, it's perplexing to me, but that's maybe because, um, you know, we're now living with a new generation of the greatest generation, um, where, where I, I think a dying breed of the only men left who are willing to run towards danger in battle when they see it and hear it, no matter what, um, even, even, even if they don't even really see it, they just hear it, you know, it's in that direction, you just take off. Um, and the, the average man has lost that instinct to protect women and children and other men and just human life in general. They'd rather record on their phones. And, you know, it's a sad state of society. I mean, I'm getting off track here, but it's just it's one of those things. No, man. Could, could, could I agree with you for a second? Just for a second? I mean, uh, sure. I was just going to kind of go. I was I actually wanting to share um, this uh, FTC file here. Yeah, so, um, it, you know, it was, or maybe I already, did I, did I already share that to Keem? Did I say that it was done on, on July 13th of this month? And, um, so, and I re- yeah, that, refreshed the yeah, we got right here. Yeah, we did, uh, uh, go through the FTC file, but you can, uh, give it a, a gloss over. It doesn't hurt to hear it again sometimes. So let me, let me, let me get a glimpse of it because I might need a refresher too. In the meantime, um, so maybe we can throw this in. Uh, I mean, can I ask what it pertains to? Because I mean, I was, I'm just trying to keep this focused. Um, you know, because uh, well, we, we were we were actually about to to wrap up. No offense when you when you know you kind of came on, but I'm I'm always open to having people okay. speak. You know, I don't want to. Uh, you know, that's why I, 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 I don't I don't I don't know if it's apropos. 
All right, but being 65, I'll be, I'll take my geezer. No, literally, no, no, really, Chris, this is your guy's room. You know, I appreciate your, you know, the opportunity to air my views, right? 30 seconds. Back in the 30s, when FDR did the New Deal, they actually did have to tax like regular folks and they sent people out into the hinterland and they were called revenuers. Mom kettle were like the most popular for like three or four years in the forties of anyone. And they were like Appalachian. They weren't Appalachian, you know, poor folks in the, in, in the, who were being taxed by the government to provide new deal programs. Okay. Similarly, right. It's like black, not just entrepreneurs are saying, don't give me the fact that now, Bernie Sanders, you're really going to do socialist stuff? Yeah, you did socialist stuff in the New Deal, and you fucked it. You did New Deal stuff with you, and you fucked it. You, you didn't even, you know, okay, so don't give me that, like, the, that you're going to actually impose, like, really good socialist policies. Because well, blacks say, are going to get, because blacks are going to get fucked anyway. So, so it, no, it, I, I really, really, but, so in other words, so, there's a so, lot of black capitalists that don't want nothing to do with socialism, even though it might help a lot of poor black folks. There's a lot of black capitalists, you know, just like, 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 like neighborhood capitalists who are saying, no, I'm going to do my own thing. They're like libertarian capitalists. Well, yeah, are, I mean that's the, they're, 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 that's what I was saying earlier is that it, it, that it, it, we have we've been proven that the Babylonian sickness that has infected people, the apathy that is encroached on people's moralistic characters, it does has no trans, uh, transcends all colors and bounds of of creed and and nationality. And you could be from the worst situation and become the the leader in your community in a, in, in one of the worst ghettos in Detroit. And you're gonna right. end up earn up all that money, and you're gonna assimilate to everybody else at that level, and you're gonna spit on your constituents and step all on over them like a stepping stone. And yeah. It's just, okay, Chris. This is this is like I swear to God. So like we, I, you know, I know but, I've said but, it before. Um, five more seconds. You know what? It's like fuck the Democrats who want to say that it's a choice between. Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and Clarence Thomas, that there's no in-between. Fuck all you liberals that think that. No, there's a lot of intelligent blacks who are well, well, who yeah, are also well, down I mean, with and, blacks. And, 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 well, 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 you know, at the end of the day, people forget that Martin Luther King got a lot of his inspiration from, you know, from the East. And that, you know, and just the way he was and, the, and then why he was inspired to have a, a, no, oh, no, a nonviolent knowledgeable protest because he understood right. that knowledge is power, hey, power is the ability you know but okay. i really need to like i was going to just read this this um article here um which is actually i saw it as a summary hey, i'm going to mute and go i'm going to mute and go away FTC. and thank you you know what i mean um, but i just want to say chris that even though we disagree vehemently on a few things i think the old the venn diagram is way overlapping and i hope i talk to you soon i'll oh, talk to you guys yeah. absolutely yeah no i don't i don't think that we necessarily disagree on on things uh because I, I think there's always room for discussion um, you know, I think that that's what life is about is, is having open discussion. And like you said, there's a, always a level of good, healthy disagreement. And, and, and you should have that because everybody should have their own morals and values and principles. Um, you know, but there's also, there should always be that common ground of things that no matter what walk of life you come from or what side of the table you may be on that we can always agree on, you know, whether it's protecting children or taking care of vets or taking care of, you know, people who have, 
you know, severely, uh, you know, mental retardation and, and bad, you know, uh, disabilities that the government still doesn't take care of. And, you know, rule the actual things that we need to be focusing on instead of the machine that Babylon wants us to be focused on. Including, oh, Babylon. You know, the, uh, reg- okay. Re- reggae, reggae you know, artists always, talk about Babylon all the time. I'm talking about modern. What, it's just, no, it's no, no, a, no. Absolutely. No, no. People can kind of no, no. But those guys, those guys were Christian. The Rastafarians were Christian. Yeah, they were. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Rastafarians is, I think, is actually the most probably deepest form of real, the real Abrahamic religion. Yes. I mean, oh my they, God, they dude! Every eat, every word uh, out of your monster. mouth is like so. They don't eat, yes. you know. Hey um, you know, certain, you know, like yep. uh, crazy. Hi guys, I have a question. Yep. Um, Black Uhuru. Black Uhuru said, "Everybody, guys, wants, so everybody wants the same yeah, thing, uh, don't they? Everybody wants a happy end. Everybody wants food gentlemen. for their happy for their family. Everybody, you know, everybody wants." That's all. Greetings. Good evening. I have a question. Lance, do you or anybody that you know need some direct mutual aid? Me, dude. Do you know anybody? Yeah, me. So then. Me. You know what I'm saying, dude? I don't know. I mean. Me. Me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I know. I, I know that like, there's that. that but I, I, I've never said. Let me say this, dude. I've never said that on any. On any college. I'm sorry. Um, that's all. all right. person I know that Thank you, Lance. Is, 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 is that, is that Korean veteran, you know, um, here my in, uncle, in, my uncle's a vet. He never, he, my uncle's uh, 91. He falls down like all the time. We called the VA. They got no help for us. He's 91. I'm swamped. I'm stressed. I almost had a nervous breakdown, and I'm the toughest motherfucker. I'm a lizard. I'm a lizard skin. I'm a lizard skin. I'm a lizard skin. Six skin. Sixty-five year old, and I'm swamped. I'm swamped. Can I tell you something, Chris? Can I tell you something, Chris? You know, can I just say this? I got no constituency. I'm a white cis male, and my uncle is ninety-one, and he falls down all the time, and I can't leave him for more than an hour. I am at the bottom of the bottom, except that I, I have a roof over my head, you know, and, 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 and if my uncle died tomorrow, my, I won't get into family stuff. I'll probably be homeless within a year or two. I don't know. I'm 65, whatever, whatever. I might squeeze by. I'm way, way, way down there. I'm a poor ass man. <laughs> I'm a poor ass man. But you know what's weird? My mentality is middle class. I'm always a glass half full. The whole entire reason why we're having this conversation is because there should be the proper things being done so that the elderly, so that our, our, our most vulnerable, one of our most vulnerable populations is provided for and taken care of instead of people robbing the system. And, yeah, my uncle, know, my uncle's a Korean war vet. Right. Uh, no, what I'm talking about is just regular citizens. You know, they can, uh, they'll go lie to Social Security and say they're injured and collect their little $1,200 a month and never work and just live in, you know, poverty. And, you know, but uh, so I, I just wanted to finish. I'm, I'm just going to finish this up here, Lance. And, you know, like I said, this is not the, the plan for uh, or, or 
you know, just situation for. I mean, I, I know some of the things you you were saying and sharing are tied. No, uh, yeah, no, 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 Chris. My my personal shit. Mean, no, my personal relevant. shit is meaningless. Um, I only said that to make so, a point. No, because no, there's no, like, no, it's not. It's not the it's other not the other half of America is better off because they're out like homeless, and I got a roof. I'm gonna I'm gonna need you to get digress here for a second, man. Because you're not, you're not, uh, you're not a piece of shit. Nobody's a piece of shit. Nobody's story is 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 not important. Uh, that's not. No, hold on, don't 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 chime in here, man. You just he's got to know. Like, there's, I mean, poetic license. Look, look, I, I, you know, we all were. I, I just oh, let, me, let me just get back on track here, Lance. I'm sorry. It's uh, uh you know, I had something that you keep me you chime in, and politely, my brain stops to let you speak, but then it, I lose thought because I have a TBI because I got blown up in Afghanistan. So if you could just give me a minute, man, and let me finish this, and then you know, uh, there's there's other times, like I said, I have my savage uh, um, uh, gentleman's speakeasy um, uh, social podcast call-in kind of show that you can. We can debate for hours if if you'd like, man. Um, and I, I don't mind having you here, but we need I need your if you're gonna share, not outside of some personal stuff. Thank you, I, and I, I'm 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 sorry to hear that. Um, but you know, like, like I want to hear your knowledge and your input from your years of experience. But let's keep it kind of focused on the topic. Um, and 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 that's it, you know. And, and just uh, but it, at the same time, it's, it's it, we've been going on for five hours here, man. Um, but I, I really do appreciate your, your input here, Lance. Um, and I do look forward to having, you know, more um, conversation with you because you're right. It's, it's very hard to find somebody who's willing to have open in a conversation about hard things that may make them uncomfortable or they disagree with and they can't control themselves and they can't have a logical conversation based off of some kind of knowledge or being willing to, uh, to hear new knowledge and, you know, kind of uh, digest it and dissect it and, uh, maybe we could do some personal fact checking and actually work off of cited, you know, research papers or, you know, legitimate sources, not Abraham Lincoln saying that, hey, you know, this is what it should be. Um, so, but I'm just going to finish up here and thank you for everybody for joining in tonight and, and staying here this long. And, uh, and if anybody is listening now and you've made it at this point, oh boy, uh, thanks. Thanks for hanging on for the ride. Um, so this is an article that was published in July 13th, 2022. Um, it has to do with the FTC doing, um, or presenting a testimony to the house committee, um, house oversight committee, uh, on the national security level on the details of, uh, preventing fraud against the military community as a whole. Um, and this is the article. <clears throat> the Federal Trade Commission testified before the House of Committee on Oversight and Reform Subcommittee on National Security today about the aggressive action the agency is taking to crack down on fraud and related threats against service members in the broader military community. <clears throat> and the broader military community. Testifying on the behalf of the commission, the associate director of the FTC's Division of Financial Practices, Melanie Mithel, um, said fraud against members and the military harms individual members and their families and undermines military readiness and troop morale. 
Putting a stop to such nefarious practices is an essential is an essential component to the agency's consumer protection mission. The agency states in 2021, the FTC Consumer Sentinel Consumer Compliant Database received, which uh, so earlier the, the testimony goes deeper into what the Sentinel Consumer Compliant Database is. So the Sentinel uh, that itself, the Consumer Sentinel, what they're talking about is, is a program that they created with algorithms to specifically pick up on niche infringements and fraud reports um, over a wide uh, uh, wide reach. I don't know the proper words escaping me, but, you know, it wasn't just veterans, you know, and it wasn't just, you know, there was, you know, all the algorithms are put in there, but it was just like keyword search almost, right? Like, hey, we're looking for specific types of, of fraud. Um so that so they so they so they compiled this data and they received over two hundred thousand complaints from mili- from military consumers, which reported monetary harm of over two hundred and sixty seven million dollars. According to the testimony, the FTC has responded with enforcement actions combating illegal practices that target military members, including, and we got one two. Like four, oh, so we got like four examples. It pretty much covers everything. Um, now, of course, in a smaller form that the testimony does. So that's great. Um, so we have the first bullet here is illegal auto sales and financing practices. And it states that young service members are an attractive target for unscrupulous auto dealers and representatives and r- representation. No, nope, yeah, and 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 representatives from the armed forces have repeatedly expressed concern about unscrupulous and predatory auto sales practices, including payment packing, uh, which is slipping unwanted add-ons into purchase agreements, bait and switch tactics, and extra junk fees. In June, the FTC uh, proposed a rule to ban junk fees and bait and switch advertising tactics to eliminate the tricks and traps. That make it hard to hard or impossible to uh, oh, impossible to comparison shop or leave customers saddled with thousands of dollars in unwanted charges. Oh, impossible to leave to yeah to comparison shop right yeah because they will yo yo you you might go in there and run your credit five times and you can't even go to the next uh, dealership to get an approval for the next car. Um, all right. So the next example we have here that they testified on is phony promises of earnings or investment opportunities. Some companies try to lure military consumers into fraudulent schemes with military discounts or offers. Earlier this year, the FTC took action against a fast food chain, Burger IM, that allegedly targeted veterans with false promises while withholding information required by the FTC's franchising rules. According to the complaint, the the chain torted, touted, torted, no, yeah, um, touted veteran-specific discount um, programs Toted. No, is it toted? I was toted. I'm so sorry. That's why I joined the army, guys. Uh, but thanks for being here. Um, the, the chain toted, I guess, a specific army, uh, veteran specific 
discount programs to lure people into paying tens of thousands of dollars in franchising fees. Although Burger Ram pocketed tens of millions of dollars in such fees, the complaint alleges that the majority of those who paid were never able to open physical restaurants. In a separate case, in April, the FTC sent out $23 million in, in uh, refunds arising out of its action against the company called Moob Limited that, that allegedly deceived people with false claims, including through military-specific pitches that it, it's proven 21-step system would enable them to start their own business online and earn substantial income quickly and easily. In reality, the FTC alleged that the system required selling the same number of the same membership to others in hopes of earning commission with victims experiencing crippling losses and mounting debt. So the next example we've got here is deceptive claims and recruiting tactics regarding for-profit schools. So this has been a big plague um, for sure for uh the community in general for, for anybody, you know, they took advantage of, um, of the average person too, right? Cause they're just getting these grants and loans from the government and then they're not really providing you for the services of school or maybe it's, a, you know, kind of a bot school and you know, not a good teacher, whatever it may be. And you drop out, they keep the money and then you get uh, you know student loan debt. So, um, deceptive claims and recruiting tactics regarding for-profit schools. Some for-profit schools have used deceptive and predatory recruitment methods in marketing and marketing themselves to veterans. For-profit schools have also used third-party marketers in deceptive campaigns, going as far as to buy leads from marketers who impersonated the military to lure people into enrolling into their schools. Earlier this year, the FTC secured $1.2 million in refunds and debt cancellation for students with allegedly, um, who were allegedly deceived by a for-profit medical school in the Caribbean called the St. James School of Medicine and its Illinois-based operators. The agency charged at the school deceptively marketed the school's medical license exam, test pass rate, and residency matches to lure veterans and other prospective students. Damn, they went to some depths to get that shit done. Um, sham charities that exploit the public's desire to help veterans. This is the biggest thing, right? This is the most vital problem and is wasting the country's resources and people's resources on such a high level that it's just, I mean, it is unfathomable if you guys knew some of the money over the last decade that the government has poured in to these incentives and people taking advantage of, you know, politicians who actually want to get some stuff done. Yeah, there's always a guy who just wants a picture and, you know, he knows it's part of his job to kind of pass cool, you know, good and cool things. And But there's some guys out there, man, who root for the other side. Uh, personally, we have that here in the 3rd District of Virginia. Um, you know, he is a black American. He's a Democrat, but he fights for Republic shit all the time. He fights for the veterans. He fights for you know, the environment. He fights for the economy. Um, I don't know him personally yet. I, I mean, you know, I mean, but at least he's getting things done and he's doing things on the, that the other side of the table isn't willing to do either. He's doing it because it's the right thing.
you know, regardless <laughs> of what he feels may be right or, or not right, you know, or what he aligns with politically as a quote unquote Democrat. And because that's the people who, you know, voted him in there and he's got to say he's part of the Democratic Party and whatever, but he's actually making change. He's a practitioner. He's using his ability, you know, when he, that, then that he, you know, he gained this ability through knowledge to obtain the power to get in this position. They have the ability to say, okay, and make changes. And uh, I really, you know, that we're blessed to have that here in the third district, um, you know, congressional district of, of Virginia. So, but to finish this out, we've got about two paragraphs here uh, on this, on this article and we'll wrap it up for the night. Appreciate you guys sticking, sticking in here. Anybody who's made it this far, man, thank you. All right. So sham charities that exploit the public's desire to help veterans. Some scammers exploit the goodwill people have towards the armed forces to take advantage of the general public by promoting bogus charities with the names like they're always very vague, loose names. Even works for one guy. Um, Help the vets and veterans of America. American Veterans Foundation. Saving, uh, Saving our soldiers. And for just to throw it out there, save our veterans. Um, the testimony also notes that the challenges remain in protecting consumers from fraud and abuse. The money, uh, returning the money to defrauded consumers has been the cornerstone of the FTC's enforcement work, including over $403 million in redress to harmed consumers during the fiscal year of 2021. However, the Supreme Court's case in the FTC versus AMG Capital Management LLC held that the FTC does not have the ability to obtain monetary relief under Section 13B of the FTC's current um, Act federal legislation. Um, yeah, um, yeah, does not, yeah, does not have the ability under current federal legislation restoring the FTC's ability to, to provide redress to wronged consumers, including service members and veterans, because they, you know, they're using service members and veterans as the Spartan shield and sword to kick these guys down the hole so that everybody else, including the average man, doesn't fall pitfall to these horrible practices. Um, that have been listed above, you know, not just uh, sham charities that are harming veterans, um, but all consumer practices that are related with fraud and financial fraud. Um, uh, in, in addition, a recent court ruling, an ongoing lawsuit may affect the commission's ability uh, to continue using the administrative process to obtain refunds or harmed consumers underscoring the the need to fix and amend 13B. In addition to the uh, commission's law enforcement actions, education and outreach is a critical part of the agency's consumer protection and fraud prevention network. On one area of outreach focus is identity theft and testimony statuses, or, 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 or I'm sorry, the testimony states. And FTC, Can I throw in something? An analysis uh, suggests that the active duty service members experience dis- disproportionate instances of theft from their financial accounts, c- 
compared to the generation to the general population. The FTC has done extensive outreach to veterans and also coordinates closely with the Departments of Veteran Affairs to develop and disseminate information about avoiding scams, uh, recover and recovering your theft ID or ID theft. Did I throw something, in, Chris? The commission votes to uh, approve the testimony. So this is the most important part, right? Because we need to know if they're going to approve this, if they're not going to approve it, if they're even going to push it up to the next to the next part. I mean, the 14-page testimony that was made um, tonight here uh, for the last four hours or so now. Um, and then I'm using this article to kind of sum up what we spoke about here and just the ability to the search. So, you know, this is this is why the VFW is so important. Honestly, this is this is why the VFW is so is so incredibly important, and <laughs> and and why it, it it must survive, and why regular um, SVO, I mean, you know, veteran service organizations, these ones that were created by the older veterans returning home from World War One, they used motorsports as an outlet to gather, and then they they came up with these clubs. You know, or these groups, these you know, service clubs, these, you know, um, so then the American Legion, the VFW, the Order of the, Order of the Purple Heart, um, and they used motorsports as a way to heal and to have an outlet. And it was a, it was their, their way to have post-traumatic growth all the way back then because there was not much else to do, you know, so they needed something to tinker with and go fast and to try to feel alive again. Um, you know, so it's important that, that we, that, that the VFW changes the way that it has its facilities set up to foster growth for new young veterans in there so that, uh, we can keep VF, the VFW and other nonprofit organizations like it in politics because they have the power to make change that trickles down. You know, for common veterans to like it, and this specifically, of course, is for them. And you know, we just got things done for uh, Navy people that were exposed to Agent Orange during the Vietnam era. We just now literally got a law passed to allow them to get, uh, you know, benefits and to get checked out and take care of their cancer and all these things. And it's called the Blue Water Act. Um, you know, and the, and the VFW helped pass that. You know, if we can't get the young guys out of their, out of the basement into the community again, doing what that makes them happy on some level, you know, give them an outlet to at least, you know, be doing something instead of, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're by the bus load. They are dying daily. Unfortunately, you know, numbers probably roughly around 30 a day. Um, you know, then, then we're going to lose that power. Not, you know, we're not only going to be losing the newest greatest generation, but we're going to be losing that power in politics to make change, you know? And then if, if they're, if they're, if it starts with the veterans, with the war fighters, the gatekeepers of our country, who do you think they're coming for next? And then when that guy is gone, then who do you think they're coming for next? You think they're going to stop at the disabled, you know, blind and deaf and dumb? No. Oh no. You know? So this is much deeper than like, Oh, we got to, you know, to save some lives, or we just gotta, you know, get a get a good facility for the VFW, and you know, um, and I hope that me reading this tonight, and and what the FTC is doing, and what other entities and other you know government entities are trying to do by using 
the societal pitfalls that happened to everybody, including service members, as a catalyst to try to spark change and make political change and to make, uh, you know, policy change that affects the whole country, that benefits the whole country, that they're that there are people out there, you know, and, and, and these, some of these veterans, you know, they're not living the greatest life and they have their own pitfalls, but, you know, they're suffering and their continued sacrifice by proxy is still creating change in this nation. So, you know, we need to really buckle down and actually reappropriate all the money that we give out to help, you know, people in general who need help, not just veterans, you know, the, you know, the, the actual, you know, disabled and, and, and the rural communities and people of, you know, of my, of and more and minority communities we need to create sustainable jobs and livable wages there, you know, with premium job benefits, because, uh, you know, we really want to get some kind of, you know, technical stuff here as we're wrapping up. Uh, think about how much money all these corporations made in the last year and they're, you know, reporting these record high profits. You know, they have a little spare, a little despair, right? You know, that's part of why I'm doing this initiative. That's part of why I feel like the Master of the Universe has brought me to this conversion point with the skills and abilities and experiences I've had over the years of, you know, just volunteering and traveling this nation and doing my thing that, you know, um, now I, there's there's the ability to, 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 to make a, you know, a, a direct impact, kind of like Lance was saying, um, you know, but it's just... I don't know. It's just, it's sad that, that, um, people would take advantage of anybody who needs help and take advantage of the government and therefore taking advantage of our own country, burning taxpayers dollars, uh, for personal gain. So the, the good news is the commission voted to approve this testimony five to zero. So, um, it's in the books. Hopefully it continues to go up higher and higher. Um, and that we can hold people accountable on every level, including banks. That's what they're there. Some of this is talking about. If you go for back to the recording or the, or the link or go read the PDF, um, they're trying to hold banks accountable on, you know, a pretty low level of like personal accountability that if somebody scams you for money and you file a dispute, and you have the proof and everything, and you're able to show more than just a preponderance of evidence, um, you know, that, that there's no reason why they shouldn't be returning your money back to you and doing their further due diligence because that money is protected by other federal policies, you know, that are slapped on the damn outside of the bank. Um, so this is really good that they're trying to create this kind of oversight and insight to these issues that, everybody suffers from in the United States of America um, and using service members as, as the way to get it done. You know, uh, I, I guess it's kind of like, Hey, you got to be carried on your shield uh, uh, to, to the, you know, to, to, to get through there, whatever, you know, I mean, maybe you gotta, you know, do some things to make some things happen. And um, I don't know. We're, we live in a great country at the end of the day. We're extremely blessed. We're not perfect. We need some work. This seems like a good step in the right direction. Seems like a proper stepping stone. You know, maybe it's even bigger than a stone, right? Like, I mean, if you encapsulate everything that's really in this, in that testimony and the impact that it has, it's almost like an island to be able to build on top of to actually create, you know, this 
accountability that will allow the average person to have additional wealth, you know, because we all make mistakes, things happen, you know, and then it creates that, 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 that also that, that insight, um, that oversight, I'm so sorry, the oversight for, for where the money is set, you know, all the allocations that are, that are, that come from these taxpayer dollars sent to these organizations that exclaim that, that they're doing such things for the community or for the government or for, you know, the nation as a whole, um, Government contracting is a big pitfall. People will get a government contract. They will, you know, not treat it right and, and mismanage the money and overcharge and whatever. And for them, it's a one and done. They'll never get another contract. And yeah, maybe they made a few hundred thousand dollars off of it or whatever, you know, and they're happy for the rest of their life. Um, but they mismanaged, you know, probably several million dollars and, you know, probably didn't pay their employees a very livable wage along the way. Um, so it's just another waste of expenditures, you know, that we, and people just, it's just unfortunate, you know, we're, when we're in a kind of a bad way right now in the country, but hopefully this, um, has helped it. Hopefully this forges things forward, um, and allows people to have just a better quality of life and, and better, um, trust when consuming in, in America, because we have to, we're forced to. We don't have a choice but to do certain things and to use certain organizations and places and and uh, and and outlets. You know, I mean, they can't avoid going to Walmart. You know, um, you can't avoid using certain banking institutions and um, or doing certain things. It's just a part of the machine, and uh, it's good that this is a a start to holding everybody accountable for you know consumer rights and for financial. Um, fraud and uh, just consumer predatory uh, practices, you know, because it's a real shame that we have to even uh, be doing these things in this country. Uh, but I mean, I guess that's why, you know, we got orphans and homeless veterans and, uh, uh, you know, homeless um, people who have mental health problems that are uh, no um, cause of their own, you know? Uh, so yeah, it's just, I think this is a real great thing. Then I really hope that it helps bring America back into the right direction. And I hope that this reaches um, far and wide tonight and um, people would just bring some awareness and that we really can't do this without being one, no matter whether you know, you're a veteran, black, white, yellow, brown, purple, whatever, you know, you identify as a tree. That's cool, man. You know, like, just don't hurt children, you know, and besides that, like, let's do this together. Let's make sure that everybody else is, you know, all right. And that, you know, you can take care of yourself. And regenerative farming is a powerful thing. Heirloom seeds are a powerful thing. You know, the, the uh, agricultural innovation is a must at this point to save the planet, you know, uh, not just to help my community. What I'm trying to do and the incentives I have and, uh, and the hours and hours I spend researching and speaking to people and typing and, 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 and doing my due diligence to try to make a difference isn't uh, just because my county needs it. You know, hopefully we can we can bring this to a higher level and spread the knowledge and spread the wealth and and create change. And I will try to I want to be a B corporation, putting that out there always will, um, because people need livable wages. We need you know, we need to reinvest in our communities not just on livable wages, but, you know, infrastructure and, and programs like you know, the 4-H program Lance was speaking on. I come from, you know, from an agricultural 
community. Um, you know, we need to be doing, engaging in these things to bring the community out of their houses again and back into the streets, back into the parks, back into the convention centers, back into the something, you know, that we got to find some kind of outlet, some kind of reason that people can rally around, even if it's mundane to have that group therapy uh, feeling that you get from just being sociable and being in a group and, and being together. Um, so yeah, I just thank you everybody for kind of coming tonight and, and making it this far and listening and, um, Lance dare, dare I let you speak? Um, I will please just, uh, try to keep it on track and keep it short. Cause I don't want to have to just, just boot you so I can wrap this up. Cause look, we weren't six hours. I was not expecting this conversation to go this long, uh, but I'm, uh, I think we got a lot covered and I, I and just, this information has been, uh, I think, well digested and put out there so other people can digest it and put it in the lab, break it down to a granule, find what is best for them, uh, take what works and leave what doesn't. You know, that's what we're supposed to do in life. Make a new substance, become better beings, become more knowledgeable, have more skills and abilities. Uh, hopefully this sparks more interest and deep thought and you go and do some research and, you know, who knows. Uh, but all right, Lance, um, I'm going to let you in here. Then we, 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 we got to go here, guy. All right, then. Um, well, everybody, thank you for coming. Um, this is going to be just the kind of the chronological a journey of trying to help my local VFW and um, you know, the progress that I hopefully I will make and hopefully things that will come to light um, and just kind of save some lives, man, and make a difference. And cause the, at the end of the day, once, once these people um, have, you know, are back in the community that just spreads more strengthening more stories of strength, more skills and abilities, knowledge passed on to other young men and women um, who can thus harness that into something for themselves and their families and their community. And, you know, we got to foster that. We lost that since Vietnam. Um, you know, we, we quit taking in the warfighter community and, and allowing them to continue to lead and to disseminate information and stories and, and, and still morals and values and, and uh, characteristics to look up to, um, you know, valiant, encourageable things, um, you know, bravery and, and despite hard conditions and despite all odds, you know, despite the, what the naysayers may be doing and saying, um, you know, they don't let that drag them down. So, you know, let's just, uh, you know, yeah, this is just going to be the, 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 the chronological journey of me hopefully trying to make some change for the VFW starting with my local post and hopefully it comes in a national initiative and I will keep you guys informed and thank you for joining tonight and I think um, yeah this is near and dear to my heart I've experienced a lot of, of fraud and pitfalls with people who see these things and that's a whole nother thing. I could spend another, literally a whole six, another six hour episode speaking on those things in detail and going over documentations. I still uh, you know, retain to these days. And like I said before, earlier on in this, uh, uh, 
kind of podcast that, you know, I've worked directly with, you know, the FBI and the IRS and, and, and mayors and the congressmen to, to make sure that people were brought um, to justice for frauding um, the local government of Indianapolis. And, um, and it's just, it's something that, you know, these things have to be taken care of and somebody has to speak up and you gotta, you can't be afraid of the government or what, others may do or the good old boy club that exists within, you know, maybe your own local municipality, your own local county, your own local town and city, you know, you, you really gotta, um, if you, if you don't take action, if you don't sh- show everybody else that you care, that you're not, w- that you're willing to, uh, go against mediocrity and, and maybe take one or two on the chin, um, they won't be inspired to do the same. They won't be inspired to show up to the town hall. They won't be inspired to maybe even engage on the town hall that's being publicized, you know? So try to be that catalyst, that spark, you know, get you know, some friends together, but you get it, only if you care about it, you know, you got to be, uh, have some merit behind what you're doing and have some knowledge and you can't just dance up and down and scream and, and, and yell about things and expect people to take you serious or to, to, um, you know, take any real, you know, concern with, with, with the, with the, the problem that you're, you're putting forth to them that's being presented, you know, if it's not in a, in a well delineated, you know, a well-mannered way, um, uh, I shouldn't say well-mannered, you know, cause you should always be assertive when needed, you know? Um, but I think that's, that's part of getting it across and people are afraid to be assertive these days and stand up for the things that they believe in because they're afraid of standing alone, you know, they always seem to have to need a crowd or to be bolstered up and, uh, you know, but that, that contagious, um, thing that happens when, when somebody is courageous doesn't happen unless you're courageous. If you're not willing to dance like a madman at the, you know, at the rave or the concert or the whatever, you know, at the bonfire, then nobody else is encouraged to be weird and wild and, and, and embrace themselves at the bonfire. But once one does it and then the next and then two more jump in and then five more jump in. And then it's like, wow, then there's that energy. There's that vibe. There's that, there's that purpose. There's that, you know, that drive that that same wavelength starts to kind of resonate and, 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 and then it's 10 jump in and then a hundred and jump in and a thousand jump in. And then, you know, everybody's in the streets. Like how it was in the sixties making change, forcing change. You, they, they can't tell you no when there's 10 million people outside their door, but if there's 10 million signatures and not a single body in the street, they just laugh and laugh and laugh. And here we are, here we are currently. So, yep, we got to make some change. We got to get together. We got to make things happen um, and stop all the corruption and greed and misappropriation of funds. So, but thank you for coming here tonight. Um, thank you for joining me, everybody. I'm going to wrap this up. And um, yeah, God bless America. Steadfast and loyal, ready and forward. Good night.